How about now? Am I muted now? Sorry, guys. Let me know if I'm muted now. Can, can you feel the love tonight? I don't know which one of these are active, to be completely honest. It says I have two of them. It says that y'all was good now? I'm unmuted? All right, how about now? Am I still unmuted? Let's make sure we're, we're locked and loaded here. You sound, we sound good now? Well, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, what's going on? Welcome to Big Screen Steel. Another living split screen feature, as you can tell. Mic sounded crispy. Hey, that's what I like to hear. That's a beautiful thing. Ladies and gentlemen, look for it first. I gotta, I gotta address the elephant in the room. I don't know what happened to Paul. Uh, again, I don't, I don't know where he's at. What's going on? Uh, hopefully, he is okay. I know he lives in the winter and wonderlands. I did send a, send a text out. Um, maybe overslept. Again, weeks get, weeks get hard sometimes. I know how things go. I know it's been tough tough for me for sure. Uh, but again, just send uh, if you guys can. The one thing that I will ask is just send them love, energy, blessings, all that great stuff. And uh, what we may end up doing here, again, flying off the cuff. Um, I'm this may end up there. I do. There are a few things that I'd like to get into and I would like to chop it up with you guys as we do. Um, and we'll just kind of go from there. Another thing too, is if this ends up being the case, then what I'll do is I may just stop the stream early and we may just jump straight into power world. Um, I'll pull up, uh, it's going to be, I'm going to be putting, pulling up another stream and doing all that good stuff. So we'll, we'll go from there. Uh, but other than that, we'll probably end up touching um my thoughts and opinions on some things i got some um personal opinions that i kind of want to get off um as far as about the conversation right now about graphics um xbox apparently hasn't released anything graphically impressive um and graphics are pro supposedly the only thing that matters when you compare them to other games again unless we're talking about graphics um which again a game like redfall it's not it's, Again, I, I lost progress in that game. But a game like Redfall is not the most realistic looking game, but it it was still pretty pretty demanding on PC. So there's a there's a lot of gray area there. People are being weird. It is what it is. But I think there's gonna be time. There's gonna be a lot of interesting conversation to be had there. Uh, let me check on a few things here. Make sure everything is good. Looks like everything is good. Looks like we're rocking and rolling here. Uh, we got good connection here. That has been a thing for us recently, uh, getting some connection is. And I was able to do some recording last night, um, and it didn't cause me any issues. So there, there is that. So I think I think we got some things together here on Live a Slit Screen, man. I think we working. We working. We working for sure. Uh, how are you guys doing this fine Saturday morning? Hopefully everything has been all right. Hopefully your week has been smooth enough. And if it hasn't, I want to send you positive energy, blessings, love, passion, all the great things that you would love to experience. Uh, Sanchez says, bring Dakota on the show. <laughs> hey, man. If it, if it, if it wasn't a me and, me and Paul soul dynamic duo kind of thing, maybe, maybe, maybe. Um, I haven't chopped it up enough with Dakota. To, to to those is ins and outs. That's the one thing about podcasting that I will say that's that is extremely important. 
when you do these shows with people, you want to do shows with people that like you can that you definitely built rapport with, that you chopped it up with. You got some gaming in. Y'all, you've you've had some conversations, right? There's things that me and Pong has, talk, has chopped up and talked about that nobody else will probably end up knowing about. Um, you know, and that's how it, when when you have a show and stuff like that there is a dynamism that's there um that you got to make sure that you address but also uh just try to have that understanding for each other me and pong genuinely uh care for one another so it's like it kind of it kind of gets reciprocated you know what i'm saying uh six says he's got his eight bit dude controller coming in he's gonna show it off later hey Sith, right now there's no pong i don't know what happened to pong uh sent the text through Send a message through. Hopefully, he's just oversleeping and nothing terrible has happened. Um, again, I, I don't expect for anything terrible to have happened, uh, for what I know. But nonetheless, uh, just uh, send us some love, love, energy, and blessings of anything uh, after I get done talking about some of the things that I'd like to talk about, along with uh, the Dev Direct and my opinions and whatnot. Uh, we might probably just jump into some early Power World gameplay. Means it's, it won't. We won't be four hours live today. Or who knows? Maybe I will be. <laughs> Boogie, he says, I pulled the trigger on Power World this morning. Boogie, as somebody who was like my shepherd and <laughs> and No Man's Sky, I think you would really like Power World because this how you like you were explaining to me like you just you like helping people, you like helping people understand, uh, give give them kind of like a a, a step up in the world, have them uh, give them ways to enjoy the game. Um, again, I would, I don't think I would have put over a hundred hours, almost 200 hours into No Man's Sky if it, if it wasn't for you, Boogie. So shout out to you, man. Uh, but because of that, I do think that, uh, you are going to enjoy Power World. It has a lot of those, a lot of those same things in it. Again, of course, you're not traveling to different space stations or whatever, but, um, it's, it does have a lot of those qualities in it. And I think, I think you'll like it. Dicado says, I pulled the trigger last night and made it to 15. Level 15? Nice. Yeah, man, the thing, look, and uh, I think I'll, I'll, try, I'll try to see if I can pull up some Power World gameplay here in a moment. The thing about Power World is, Power World is different, man. Hey, Boogie, uh, Boogie says, you gave me too much props, bro, but thank you. Hey, man, it's, it's a fact. I wouldn't be saying it out loud if it wasn't a fact, bro. I'm just just telling you what it is. You you helped me enjoy No Man's Sky in ways that I wasn't expecting to enjoy it, and uh, putting in amount of time that I put into it. Again, you made me you helped me make you help me see how good the game is and can be, and uh, gave, definitely gave me a good experience, man. So I, I appreciate that. That was a, a one one of the definitely a dope experience. I'll definitely cherish that to cherish that for a while. Yo, you the same. Same thing. Yobi guy was in there too. As soon as he knew I was uh, jumping into No Man's Sky, he was ready to help a brother out. And we had, we had some good times pulling up to Yobi's base, chilling. You know what I mean? Vandal, as far as Dead Cells goes, I'd have to play Dead Cells. Like, I'd have to play it because I don't have any, um, I don't, I, didn't, I don't have any recorded gameplay. I mean, uh, outside of like the streams. And I haven't downloaded anything, so. Oh, ladies and gentlemen, Paul said he says he said he'll be here in five. So what I'll do, I'll go ahead and and swap on over. 
because we are uh, expecting Pongular Soul. And then we go. For, we're gonna go from there. Yeah, I don't think I'm gonna, I'm gonna jump back into No Man's Sky just off the uh, off the principle. Games of time so is a time sink, man. Again, not in a bad way. It is a time sink. Still, <laughs> so you listen to them, but not to me. <laughs> nah, man. I just wanted to watch Power. I, I, I got Power World gameplay ready. I just that's just that's just what it is. Uh, Yobi says I had to drop off some ducats to you. Tell Steel you basically started No Man's Sky off as a million. I did. I I did start up No Man's Sky as I had some duckies on me. My homies came through. They made sure that I was taken care of. And, you know, they had me out here feeling dapper. You know what I mean? Before too long, I was out here starship hunting. You know, I was out here feeling good. I think it would really kill me about No Man's Sky is the, I'm a sucker for customization, man. And it, it didn't have enough. That was another thing. Um, I probably would have stayed in it longer if I would have been re really able to get real sexy in there, you know? There's one thing in power that they're doing pretty well, though, man. The cosmetic side of things is really looking good. I think I might, I'm a, I'll, what I'll do is I'll hold off on some comments and things since, since we got Pongular Soul come, coming through. I don't know how this is going to work because I went to a different uh, scene collection, but I guess we'll find out. Once I hear Pong in the, uh, in the room, we're going we're gonna to drop on through. Uh, Matt said, I played 15 minutes of Power last night and it crashed. Couldn't get back in. Now, I will tell you, Mass, um, they did it. They had an issue last night um, and they had to get in contact with Epic uh, <clears throat> and, and Unreal. They got the issue resolved last night. They were there. The main issue that they're having right now is server capacity issues because there's no way in, on God's green earth that they didn't expect that they expected for there to be this kind of attention on this game. No way. The way that people were downplaying it, the way people were comparing it, you know, there, there's literally no way that anybody could have uh, predicted this. I don't even think Xbox predicted it, but Xbox needs to be, as someone who cut the deal to get Game Pass in there, I saw some people running with it uh, or bringing up the point. Yo, Xbox, that needs to be an exclusive title. We talked about exclusives before. You want something like a Genshin? This is your Genshin. You need to take advantage of it. Does not need to go anywhere else. If that's the game that we want to play, unless you got Genshin coming around the corner. Uh even and even then, I think it's too late. I think you need to I think you need to check some things out. For sure. Um I had mine crash a few times. Uh again, I am playing with like max power rate or whatever the case, uh, to where it causes the max amount of spawns that they have set uh, available to spawn. So my world is always like lush with different bows and stuff run, running around. Sometimes I'll walk around and like just walk through my base. <laughs> and there's, there's, there's definitely some, some little issues with Power World for sure, for sure. Um, Boogie says Power World had me intrigued, but you saying they have a lane of their own with the, with the game last night, maybe pull the trigger, live in split screen. Yeah, but I mean, Boogie, that's, I think so, 1,000%. 1,000% they got a lane of their own. Uh, biggest reason is because if this was an issue for Nintendo, if we want to go based off of what Nintendo would do previously, they would have been jumped on this because this game wasn't hiding from nobody. This, is, this wasn't the day before. Um, and, even they tried, they, and even they were hiding while trying to portray the game as one thing, right? 
if it was really that big of an issue, Nintendo would have been locked this down, uh, gotten away two years ago. Now, they may have something more to say now, but I don't care, and I don't care, like, all the Nintendo folks are coming out complaining that, oh, Power World's just a Pokemon ripoff, and oh, um, oh, then how can this be okay? Dog, nobody told Pokemon not to, not to evolve and not to do something similar to that. That's what I was expecting out of Arceus. This is what I was expecting out of Pokemon Scarlet and Violet. Jasper, that's a good point. He says the other game is still exclusive to Xbox and it was in Game Pass, Craftopia. The only thing about bad thing about Craftopia though, and that's a ne negative thing for um, Pocket Pair, is that Craftopia has a negative stench on it right now. Um, or has a negative stench on it, and this had a negative stench on it because of the type of support that they gave that game. Now, Craftopia didn't get the attention that this game has gotten. And I would have to imagine, I can't find the, how big the team is for the life of me. But this has to be a small team. In this game, is, there is no way that this game was a lot to make. No way. Picado says, everything I found lacking in Craftopia was implemented better in Power World. Bro, even with it not having a story, because it, it doesn't. It, it, it's, it's like you get to a trainer, you get to that first trainer, where it's like the tutorial boss or whatever, she don't say nothing to you. You're like, oh, okay, interesting, interesting. But over on the gameplay side of things, obviously they've hit, they've hit something. And if this was a smaller game, um, cost a lot less, the amount of money that they got flowing in right now, if they're truly passionate about this game, this is what we're going to find out real quick. If they're truly passionate about this game, there's about to be a dumb amount of support that's going to go into this. We're about to get a roadmap. We're about to get all kinds of stuff because I think that this is, this is what they were looking for. And again, I, I think this is why they chased that, that Pokemon Avenue. And they probably saw, was saying all the same things. They're probably worried about Nintendo too. Because yes, some of the PAL designs are very reminiscent of Pokemon characters. But, but, they're still doing it their own way. They changed the characters enough to where you can't say, yo, you stole my homework. You can say, uh, you stole it and then uh, I reconfigured it. Oh, hold on, let me swap. I was able to swap over instantly. Palm, are you there? Can you hear me, sir? Oh, I can hear him. Oh, man. I was worried about <laughs> you, man. Bro, I was worried about me, too, when I woke up and I saw the time. I don't remember the alarm going off. I had one of those nights where I had a headache in the middle of the night, so I was, like, up at, like, 3, three 4 o'clock in the morning, crashed back out. I apologize, brother. I literally do not remember anything i just woke up and i was like oh i'm like my alarm go off and i'm like wait no it's too bright outside and i looked at the time and i'm like fuck <laughs> look ah. man 
You know, I I, I had to, I, I had, I to had to roll around. I had to roll around the dirt a little bit. Um, I was about to get into some deep conversation too. Um, I, I, listen, it, no, the look, man, the biggest thing. You don't have to apologize to me. The biggest thing. Oh yeah, is that oh, yeah, I, yeah. I wanted it, to. It's, it's fucking awful. Bro. You you I you, you, you you do what you feel is best. The one thing I I say to you, and I'll say it live, and I'll say it, I'll say it to you behind the scenes. Um, the main thing is I just wanted to make sure that you were all right. Um, yeah. as long as you, as long as you're good, you're here now with us. So that's awesome. We're we're ready to rock and roll. I was just gonna adjust things on the fly. I was I was, I was telling the people like, hey man, this might be a shorter show. We are gonna get into some power on early today. <laughs> Jesus. I was like, hey, uh, hopefully he's okay. Like I, I sent a text out and see what's happening. Uh, no, but, I have. I don't know if you saw. I don't know if you saw the po- ex ex post. People people hit me up in the DM saying you okay. I got people posted at me on. Uh, oh no, I didn't see that. Yeah, yeah, I got back from the dead. Posted me, asked me where, where it posted on Twitter, going living split screens live. But where's Pong Soul? <laughs> so I got. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, this is. Uh, I was just. You were finally going to have your dream. I'm sorry. I stole it. I don't, living I don't full, think so. not, living full screen versus living dream. split screen. Nah, 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 full screen, full screen versus split screen. That's what Steel really wants. Um, <sighs> you did miss, though, Pong. What I Dicato what I came in here with some fire ass information, right? Because we are the okay. main ones that were interested and excited about Suicide Squad, right? We're yes, like, yes, yeah, yes, man, yes. we're invested. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Dicato yes. said he was watching Dr. Lupo play, right? Yeah. He was playing the end game for Suicide Squad. And he was yeah. saying it is a it is a mix of um out outriders and what was the other game that you said it was like um Dicato? He said it was like Outriders or something else had a baby. That's the kind of end game that they have. It's it's very really? yet, so bro. that dude that had the behind the scenes information was probably real. That, oh, what did he that, say? That guy that guy, remember I told you that there was a couple posts uh, about Suicide Squad from some random people. I think I remember saying, saying that a while back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were saying the roadmap. It was a, it was a few weeks ago that was saying the roadmap is laid out. They know what they're doing. That they're way ahead of the curve on other games of the mm-hmm. service. That the, um, that they were saying that the, um, um, whatever they had for the end game. Mm-hmm. already was looking like it was much better like it was like they were going to have like some like they were going to have like raid level style yeah. stuff yeah, that's what Dakota was talking about yeah yep. th- th- yeah yeah so those people were true then oh that's awesome to hear man i can't that that, that is crazy that's not that i wasn't even expecting that in that yeah. game but knowing that yeah. they went to that level means yeah. yeah this is this wasn't just a oh here's a project we need you guys to work on it this i mean even if that was the case they put yeah. blood, sweat, and tears into this one. Like yeah, that that's what it sounds like crazy. that Rocksteady was on. Well, now we do know that you know two original founders of Rocksteady have left and started their of own course. studio they, now. That I, got they announced this have week. Been happy with what they, they were done with suicide. Had. Yeah, they were done with suicide. Once they got done with Suicide Squad, they left and mm-hmm. started their own studio. Um like, yeah. but but yeah, Rocksteady quality is here. That's something that we both said was evident still like the dna of rocksteady is in this game even if this wasn't the game that they you know chose to make um if if that was true and they got this uh game pushed on them they still took it to you know they said they took it to heart well we're still rocksteady (laughs) we're still fucking rocksteady and we're gonna knock the shit out of the park right they they basically said we're still gonna come and do what we do best even if we've got to make a game that we didn't necessarily want to make we're gonna make it the best damn game we possibly can and if they've got that roadmap laid out if that end game is there now you know obviously sales are gonna matter 
how long they yeah. continue to support it's going to matter. But if they've got that roadmap already laid out, I, you know, got to figure our first year or two is pretty much set no matter what. Like they're going to have enough content to support this game for the first year or two, um, at least no matter what. I'm just hoping, as we talked about, that enough people, the people that say they, oh, I don't want to play this game. It's not mm-hmm. the game I wanted it, blah, blah. They start seeing other people play it, like you and I, and even Mav now, who's going to be in day one, um, and really look at it and go, oh, oh, wait, maybe I was a little wrong here. Maybe this is actually yeah. an interesting game. And they jump in. Maybe it's got legs. Maybe it's got a lot of legs down the road. Yeah, um, Dakota was saying uh, it was like if Anthem and Outriders had a baby. Wow. And then he, was, he also said um, there's also okay. infinite alternative advancement also. Yo, okay. All That's right. Just crazy. Let's go. Let, let's go, Steel. I, I mean... Uh, Dakota says the set, the sets in the seasons completely break builds. You get like special bonuses when you unlock Bane set and Infamy uh, set with another set. So they even throw some Diablo in there too. Okay. I, I mean, okay. again, the looter side of shit, if that's true, I, I like I said, okay. they took away the gear score, but the loot system was still there, obviously. I, I'm a looter shooter fan. I'm all, that's why I said that was one of the main reasons why I started getting interested as soon as they said. Steel, we're gonna have some fun, bro. We're gonna have some fun, man. Um, hell yeah, let's yeah, go. That's that's crazy. I, yeah, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I I was hoping that the game was going to have a good amount of content, so I didn't know. I went, didn't have any idea. I know it is a live service game, although they have pulled mm-hmm. back from that. So that was the sure. other thing that was like, I don't yeah. know how deep this game is going to end up being. Maybe we get to the end of the game, we run around for a bit. It's fun and co op, kind of like Gotham Knights, where yeah, there's some fun to be had there, but after a certain point, um. There's not really anything else there. They've also stopped supporting the game. So there's that too, because there wasn't enough support for it. Um, whereas this one, it's like, whether the support is going to be there day one or not, it sounds like to me um, that they're going to have at least probably a hundred hour experience there for you. If you're one, if you're willing to want uh, to put in that time and even maybe get your guys character, right. Um, and advance them. So that's gonna be really cool. Um, yeah. I'm getting yeah. it suicide squad on um, PC Jasper, but it's cross play. Yeah, it's full cross play. Okay. Yeah, it, it doesn't. So it everything. doesn't matter where you it doesn't. Yeah, yeah it's PS5 cross. It's cross everything, uh, yeah, which yeah, is yeah. that's something that's also really dope because yeah. typically you know we hear that those things are expensive to do. So for it to be cross play everywhere means, I think they had some things like I think at a baseline level when they were putting this uh, into into a conceptual phase that that was one of their baseline points. Like, hey, we need to make sure this is accessible to as many people as possible. We need to make sure that when people do hop on that they can play together. There is no limiting factor. This game, because people know that we don't typically make these style of games, but it is, we still got our name on it. Uh, We want to make sure that people have the best experience possible. And for a Rocksteady game that's multiplayer, again, it, it just makes me, it does make me think as many people want another Batman game, how yeah. crazy it would have been if they would have been the ones on Gotham Knights. Yep. A multiplayer Gotham Knights with all the everything they've put in the Suicide Squad. And again, I'm not trying to take away from Suicide Squad at all. Because again, like I like I said on X uh, or otherwise known as Twitter, this Suicide Squad game has made me care about the Suicide Squad more than I've ever did previously. So right. that's right. a good thing. No, that is a so, great thing. Dakota also says that once you get to level 30 
every time you uh, level up after that point, you get a point for team advancement. Um, Each node looked to have 20 points that can be put into it. And there was probably at least 50 nodes. Yo, what the fuck? If that's yo, <laughs> what is Rocksteady doing? They just said they just said screw it. You screw it. Where you guys are happy? We're just gonna give you OP. We're just gonna give you whatever you want. We'll let you break the game. We'll let you OP. We'll let you just do. We're gonna give you like we're gonna turn Suicide Squad into freaking Superman, into Wonder Woman. We're gonna turn them into whatever. You, that's you can just crazy. keep going. If that's I mean, all true, that's Dakota, thank you for dope, all the information. Bro. That is, yeah, Dakota, that yeah, is super yeah, dope. Yeah, that is that super is dope. dope. That is that is way beyond anything that I was expecting. Way yeah. beyond. Yeah, you telling me yeah. that they got that type of, and we haven't seen that kind of game depth outside of some of your more known multiplayer or live service games. Even Destiny doesn't have a roadmap like that right now. Bro. Um, I, I mean, again, I'm being over the top, but <laughs> yeah, uh, you're, being, you're being over the top, but it doesn't. It, the point is is well made steel because what if Rocksteady comes out with this game like the game isn't accessible as it's needed to be but everybody looks and now the two founders have left right they started their own studio but everybody starts playing this game and goes holy shit Rocksteady understood the assignment better than 95% of games as a service type games like they understood what they needed to do and all the time that it took them they were laying out a roadmap and they were laying out a system that we're going to keep people engaged better than most games ever do. Like when's if that winds up being the case, like even if it's not the most popular game, everybody just looks at it and goes, Holy shit. They actually had a real plan here for this game. Um, more so than most like uh, that. Maybe that's how they adjusted the live service yeah, element yeah, of it. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah maybe, maybe that's yeah. that. This is what the delay was used for. Hey, yeah. if we're going to delay it, might as well yeah. fill this bitch with as much content that we can fill it with. You're going to have yeah. ways to play. And supposedly a ton of it's free, right? Because they came out and said that yeah, somebody true, true, they true. had a post about that where they're going to be dropping all these updates for free, like it was going to be free to players. Like they, t- man, I'm telling you, Steel, we're going to have some fun. Suicide Squad crazy. at the end of the day, man, we're going to have some fun. So crazy, uh, man. This, this sounds like the sorry. opposite of Tiny Tiny Tina's. Yes. Uh, for especially for yeah. you and for me, because again, the DLC didn't hit like most um, DLC does for Borderlands. Uh, Tiny Tina's was no, fantastic <laughs> for the main stuff. Uh, the main game, the core game, everything. We had an absolute blast playing Tiny Tina's, um, but it was Endgame and it was DLC that just didn't didn't hit. And Rocksteady could just be freaking nailing it here with everything. Um, wow. Dakota, in, he's continuing. He oh says God, uh, they also said after a season is done, they are planning to give players the ability to play past seasons um, if they missed a piece they needed. So just again, like if, you're gonna that, a, if you're going to introduce if you're going to introduce a battle, this is yep. what I mean by looking at your what your competition yep. is doing around the industry. Yep. Yeah, take that shit. If it's going to make the experience better, fucking take that shit. Call of Duty should not be doing this still. Or as an example, making you feel like you have to play the game in this time. And if you don't, then it's completely un- unaccepted. It's you're going to lose everything. Uh, it's just crazy. Uh, Jasper says they they also have leaked playable characters that might come to the game. I know they did for Joker. Who else did they got? Joker they got out there. Yeah, Jasper. Joker for sure. Because if they end up putting like Deathstroke if, in there, if they've got if, they if end- they've yeah, if they got a squad pun intended uh ready for dlc as well like i said the first two years sound like it could be set no matter what happens this game this game might just have the lineup already they have all the content so why not um Mm. just keep it going oh man oh man 
Yeah, I'm a little more hyped now, Steve. This is gonna be. He said there was four of them. Okay, four. Okay, all right. Yeah, it's it's it looks like it is King Ch- uh, King Charles from what you're saying. He says it's it's uh like Division Two. Yes, it seem, yes. seemingly seemingly sharing a lot of things with with the, with the Division Two is you seem like you're gonna be able to have bills are gonna be separate from other people. Again, these are things that are typically touched on in other games, and some games do it pretty well. But you typically only see this in those multiplayer live service games. And this was supposed to be a full live service games. And I know the blowback kind of probably made them look at this differently. But even with that, I mean, considering the time, they must they had this in there in the thought process the whole time. It probably what was going to end up happening is because the game was supposed to release last year. What probably ended up happening is that because of how it was shown and the people's reaction, they said, yep. you know what? Because what they were probably going to do is release the game, and then that next year coming up right soon, yep, uh, probably maybe same time, February, beginning of the year, release their first content update. Yeah. And then boom. Now you have all this content to play. You played through the story. You got your character right. Now you have ne- now you have all this additional content to play. But, or in, I mean, yeah, it would have it taken, taken a year to get here, but... Now, I think this is going to work better in their favor because not only do you have the baseline content, you're, but you're also clearing people's worries about the end game, especially because was I heard a lot of people talking about, that, oh, this is co-op, you got gear, you do all this. Then what's the end game like? And now clearing up those end game conversations. So that's that's really yep. cool. First season is Bane gear. That's 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 fire. That's going to be cool to see. That's going to be cool to see how that plays out. And if you get, they got the aesthetic too, if they give like your gear, the aesthetics of Bane, all the characters have like different sets that all favor Bane in one way. That'd be really dope. Like King Shark fucking with the fucking yeah. mask over. That'd be fucking fire, bro. Uh, shout out to, shout out to fucking Rocksteady, man. I, I Again, I'm, I'm not going to yeah. waver my faith in them. We'll see what yeah. happens when the game releases. It's it's only around the corner, ladies and gentlemen. It is. It is. Well, uh, but yeah, this gets me more excited. Yeah. So, what are we doing, Steel? Where are we going? Oh, what are we doing? I mean, we gotta we gotta introduce the show. We gotta introduce the show. So you didn't do an intro. So basically, we're I in the green room the entire. Okay. Oh, you I did, did, I did, it was okay. it wasn't much. Are we gonna it was do like an a, official? Are we yeah, doing like do an we're official? Gonna, we're gonna do an official. Okay. We're gonna do an official intro. All right. All right. All right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Living Split Screen. This is your Saturday morning podcast that covers everything going oh, on man. within the gaming industry. We are non-console centric, and uh, apologize for the little bit of a delay there. Um, you know, things happen. Life happens. As long as Pong is okay, that's what mattered to me, and he is. So we're going to be rocking and rolling. We're going to be getting into it. We got a lot of things to talk about today. Uh, the Dev Direct just happened. Uh, we've got. Probably a rant, a little bit of a rant that I want to get into. I know Mav touched on it a, a little bit um, yeah. on the whole graphic side of things, mm-hmm. just because uh, people are using that as a again as as the main talking point, uh, saying there's quality differences and oh well, PlayStation, it's the PlayStation tax. They just the games don't get. There's just a different level of expectation. Okay, here we bro, go. Bro, here we bro, go. Bro. Let's let's wind it on up. Um, yeah, man. So there's a lot of things along those lines. Uh, the community has been quite wild this week, so that's that's been interesting. But uh, life has been wild for me also. So hey, things those Holy things are okay. 
Uh, Yobi's coming through with the four months saying always from the heart, brothers. Peace and love life. And yes, Pong, Power World is over 850K on Steam concurrently. What? And I've been seeing people, I've been seeing other people on Reddit and shit saying that, bro, he said, people were saying, if it's 850K on Steam, what do you think it is everywhere else? Right. It, it, you well, got to be talking Xbox. over. You, you got to be talking. Well, yeah, on Xbox, right? But you got to be talking. You got to be talking about a mil, uh, probably a million, million, million two, million three players uh, worldwide. Because you know a lot of people are still accessing it through PC Game Pass mm-hmm. and also Xbox. So it's got to be. You got to be a million two, million three. Like that. And they said uh, two million this morning. Uh, two million copies two sold million? this morning. Two million copies sold, so they did hit the two million. I was guessing last night on Xbox Ultimate that yep. at the time of the show, I thought a, ma- a million and a half was certainly possible. And obviously, we all knew, I knew last night that the weekend obviously didn't start Friday night. is not your prime. Usually, it's Saturday right. when they hit peak numbers. Morning, so yeah. that makes total sense. I Again, from everything that everybody's been saying, like there's not people outside of the Nintendo community who are just hating on the game because even people in the, the Nintendo Pokemon community, even the, even the people in the Nintendo community are saying this is a good like, game. They're pissed that they I like Pokemon, Pokemon and I love yeah. and I'm loving this. Yes, yes. So, yo, again, another surprise for 2024 that nobody saw coming. Steel, like this no. is what the great years have. I was hyped, like man. last year. <laughs> the great years have these surprises. You were hyped, sir. You were hyped. I was, but you I'll were be honest, I was over hyping it. I was over hyping and hoping that it Correct. would be something decent. Correct. Yes. This yes. is way beyond what I could have imagined. Holy shit, that is crazy. It, it is a pal world. We're all just living in it right now, man. This is we'll see if it's got legs. I think the game is deep enough from what I the little bit I played and what I've oh, been seeing is. people again with the building, with you know, everything that you can do, it's gonna be cra- uh, you know, yo, listen up, chat. Listen up, chat. Hey, I might yo. be late today, and I was, and I apologize again, but I gotta say, we this chat is freaking incredible uh, for everything you guys do. And we've got to get the hype train up because we started at a Mach 2.0. In fact, Steele was trying to get it to Mach 2.5 just by himself. I was, I was, I was. I'm living full screen. That's what he was doing this morning. <laughs> but you know what? The Splitters hype train is rolling through a town near you. And now I'm on board. And guess what? Guess what, everybody? The one, the only. Dragon, not Dragonheart anymore. Not Dragonheart. Used to be known as Dragonheart, but just legendary. He just said, you know what? Screw the Dragonheart. I'm coming back to this community in 2024 as just the legendary Yobi. That's right. The one and only legendary Yobi just flew overhead and said, you know what, Pong? That's okay. I know you were late this morning, but I'm not going to hold it against you because this hype train's got to get to a Mach 6.0 out the gate. That's right. We're going to get the Mach 10 by the end of the show. If I got anything to say about the legendary Yobi comes in with a nuke. That's right. No bombs. No bombs this morning. Just a straight up nuke. Flew overhead in that stealth bomber and said, watch out, y'all. I'm clearing the path for this hype train. We're building tracks. We're adding cars. I don't give a shit we're dropping the nuke early this morning the yobi comes in with the huge 107 dollar nuke bomb super chat on this all says hashtag peace love life 
as always, and says, let's get this train started. We go and work hard every day and it's only right when i can to support the Uh-oh. home team thank you for existing y'all can't leave gaming uh, alone uh wait don't no, you all can't y'all can't leave gaming alone the game needs you thank you pong thank you steel it's for life so much love yo that's how we do it here legendary yobi in all seriousness brother just nothing but love and respect nothing but love and respect Beautiful to see that early nuke, but man, it's never, ever, ever expected here. Just always appreciated. And from you, Yobi, extra special. Thank you, brother. Uh, It means the world to us. It really, really, really does. Thank you all. And of course, of course, chat, this is how it's done, right? They're trying to get us to Mach 10 early, Paul. They're trying to get us to Mach 10 early on the Splitter's hype train. Now that the the world has been cleared by Yobi, now we're just laying new track. We're adding new cars because Dakato said, oh, Yobi, I see you just cleared the path. I see you just cleared the path for this freaking train. We're going to get some new people on board. I'm going to buy 20 tickets to this hype train. And in fact, I'm going to bring some extra coal with me. So we're going to get the hype train to a Mach 6. Point five out here, choo choo, motherfuckers, because we're adding some more cars. Get on board, get in your seat, strap that four point harness in. Mach 6.5, Dakato comes in with a freaking dunk from the free throw line. That's right, he did a reverse dunk from the lane. That's right, a Dominique Wilkins style dunk. 20. 20 bomb, an easy 20 bomb for all of you. Bomb, not bum. Whoa, pause. Hanging uh, 20 off the rim. Bomb. That's right. He got Hits it. Alley oop to himself. Dakota with the 20 bomb, 20 tickets. Choo choo, motherfuckers. Choo choo. We are keeping this show ad free in 2024. That's what you guys are doing. But you already know the goal remains 69, everybody. Wink, wink. Everybody's favorite number. Wink, that wink. Is- 69. It just continues to be 69. So get ready. No coffee, no ads here on Living Split Screen every Saturday morning. Thanks to all of you going after that goal that just remains constant every single week. Dakota with the 20 bomb in here. Thank you, Dakota. Appreciate you. Yeah, cycle. They had a um, power had an emergency meet had an emergency meeting with Epic Games because that's their service provider and they use Unreal. Uh, they use the Unreal Engine, yeah. but yeah, yeah. They, they call Epic Games because that's their, their service provider. And right now, and they they were having issues. Yeah. Their servers are slammed right yeah. now. Um, for me, if you get into the game, um, the one thing, one piece of advice I would give you, unlike other games that won't ever let you sign in, um. If you're having a problem signing into your world or you're making a world and it keeps kicking you out uh, or backing you out, just keep tapping A until it lets you in. Once you're in the game, you won't get kicked out. Now, split screen, I mean, co-op, uh, I haven't played co-op yet, but apparently it's very it's shaky right now because of the server uh, servers being slammed. Um, but they're trying to work. They're trying to work that out right now. And I can imagine that Microsoft is also probably in conversation with them yes. to get them, get some, get them some Azure servers because there are dedicated servers coming. Um, Steam has dedicated servers right now. Um, the only thing about dedicated servers, I know Power World has their own dedicated servers. Again, you can only have 32 people to a server. Um, so again, depending on how 
long power stays stays in my rotation. I think it's probably going to be in there for quite some time. I do eventually want to get get like my own server for people to come on in. We just yeah. kind of have an everlasting thing because the other thing too is um, I saw some other people talking about this. Like other single player games or other co-op games that like when you join the host, your progress only carries on with the host. Power World is very similar to that right now if you're not on a dedicated server. So, for example, if Pong comes to my world, he's going to start a brand new character and his progress is going to be locked to my world. So every time he comes back, he'll pick up with everything that he had. But if he, when you when he goes back to his world, it's his world. He has to either re-get everything yeah. or the one thing that he could do, because I, I don't foresee Pong really playing power by himself often, but the one thing that he could do is if he does play, that could just be his character. He keeps the character in my world. He only really rocks when I play. That That's one thing that, that's another option that you kind of have. But again, you are depending on people at that point, depending on how much you're invested. But this is definitely one of those games where I could see myself, you know, if uh, somebody from the community hit me up, was like, yo, Steel, let's run it together. I could see myself jumping in, helping out, you know, running together, whatever the case, carving out my little piece, you know, in their world and then kind of moving on. You know what I'm saying? So that's kind of been my approach to it. But yeah, um, to, go ahead. No, I was just I was just going to say you 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 said I don't see Pong playing this by him. See, I'm not I, I, I'm not I'll, I'm not I'll, I'll I'm not lying. You know me. You know me. Right. You first of all, all of you know me in the chat. You guys have been listening to us long enough. Right. I'm yeah. not the dude who has a lot of FOMO. I'm not the dude who gets hyped of a game just because it's the latest and greatest thing, right? I care less, right? I yeah. never played Fortnite like that. I don't care about that shit, right? I legitimately, when this first dropped, you know, when everybody's saying it's just Pokemon with guns and you were starting to hype it up and whatever else, I was like, oh, man, I got no interest in this game, right? I got no interest in this game. Obviously, when it, when it when when they said it was coming to Game Pass, I said, okay, and then you start hitting me up in the DMs. I said, okay, all right. I will take my advice, which I tell everybody here. Exactly. Justin. If it's on Game Pass, download it, try it. Yeah. No risk. No risk at all to try a game and see if you like it, right? It's the same as a demo, right? I tried, I tried Prince of Persia, right? Because even though I'm not into yeah, Metroidvanias and platformers, I, I downloaded the demo just to try it and see if it was something more that maybe grabbed my attention. Because I can be surprised. So I downloaded a demo, mm -hmm. played through the first level, right? Died a couple of times. And I was like, nope, not going to do this. But I can see the quality here, right? I can see the quality. I can see why everybody's hyping this game up and really loving Prince of Persia. Cool. So I took my own advice and I told you I download it and I try it out. Again, just from the little bit I played and I didn't play much. But the, from the little bit I played last night at Power World. Honestly, still, because it is a survival game with building mechanics, I mm -hmm. actually do enjoy those types of games. Okay. And yeah. I was actually smiling and having a good time last night. The bit I played, love the graphics, love the, again, it's, yeah, it works, it's a cartoony yeah. game. It pops off the screen. The character creator was cool out the gate that I was like, oh, we got like a character creator. It's not like the deepest thing of all time. Yeah, but I'm like, I, I can't, yeah. I couldn't, I had to make a female character. Yeah, and I saw, had my, I saw and had my wife, yeah. had my wife put her input in yeah. and the kind of character that, that we should make. Uh, mm -hmm. Cause I couldn't, I couldn't get a good guy character, like the beer yeah. that I wanted. I, I, it was just, yeah. I was just like, why, why is this like this? 
Now, right. I like the body slider and all that. You know, yeah, 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 yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you do. But, I was watching your stream. You do. It was funny. As but, you know what yeah. I'm saying? It's still it's decent for yeah. what it is. You know what I mean? You know, for, for this type of game, I wasn't even expecting that. I was expecting presets for the most True. part, right? Yeah. I wasn't. I, so when I, I went out, I was like, oh. Okay, so we got a little customization. And from that point on, when I hopped into the game and started doing the survival stuff, you know, the, the initial, okay, what do I got to make first? What do I got to collect first? And then yeah. I started killing the monsters. And then I captured my first monster. I was like, no, this is a good time, Steel. This is actually a good time. Okay, this is a surprise game for me. I'm like, I'm not uninstalling it. Like, I, I actually, in fact, paused my game turned on the PC early for Xbox Ultimate last night, turned on the PC early and downloaded it from on the oh, PC man. too in case way, you and I want to get into it, bro. bro. So the way the way yeah. that it runs on PC is I I don't know why they recommend 32 gigs. Maybe if you play on 4K, because the game yeah. is pretty demanding. Um yeah. You can also change some of the settings and everything, which I did in my world. I made it a little bit more accessible, a little bit I'm not going to say accessible, but a little easier, maybe. Uh, like, I got double XP, right? Instead of, like, the one XP that it starts off with, I put it on two. Um, so there's uh, some so there's some things in there that I've uh, adjusted for what I felt like would give me a better gameplay experience from what I've seen other people saying stuff like that. And, bro, like, right. the feeling that I got when I walked up and, f and punched my first land ball, like, I was yeah. just fucking walked up to it and started duffing yeah. it up. Like, I was like, yeah. yo. Okay. <laughs> these cute little, these cute little freaking furry things, bro. I was having a blast. Just, I was like, like you, I obviously you start out with fisticuffs and I was like, oh my God. And then when one rolled at me and bro. missed and stunned itself <laughs> and it had the stars around its head, I was like, yeah, okay. All right, yeah, let's yeah, go. Yeah. Let's go. Um, we'll save it. Steel. I just posted it in the DMS too. Um, Paul Tassie just wrote an article oh. about pal world and just launched it 20 minutes ago, 25 minutes ago. Um, I just put it in there. His, his, his title is pal world is absolutely insane and actually incredible. Again, we'll see what kind of legs, I, what I was going to say before is that we've talked about this deal about these smaller teams that come out with games and aren't ready. I don't think anybody, and we've criticized before when they have, you know, server issues, when they're not ready for this type of engagement, nobody, I, I don't think even pocket pair in their wildest dreams could have imagined selling 2 million copies in under 24 hours. I don't think there is any way, shape or form pocket pair could have been, foreseen this type of, of interaction with a community like this there is no way they could have no. foreseen this in the crystal ball i'm going to give them a pass right now um you know as far as that stuff goes we've criticized other games that have come out but that was like very limited like they they got like a hundred thousand players in some games and, and their servers are crashing eight hundred and fifty five thousand concurrent player top 10 now all time on steam right yeah, they are in the top 10 they are about to beat Baldur's Gate threes all time concurrent play. You can't ever prepare for that. Like it, there's no way Pocket Pair knew this was going to happen. Like this is stupid. I want to see if it's got legs. Unreal Engine Five. We've seen what Epic's done with Fortnite through the years. Obviously, updating it. I can't wait to see where they take this game. If they get PVP Yo. into it, too, Steel. Like if they already said they're testing stuff for PVP. If they get this rolling and they can get it, it out, it was part of their plan. It was part of their. It yeah. was part of their launch plan. If, it just if it needed yeah. more time. I, I think, and I can tell why things. this game is going crazy. to. 
it's going to need yeah. some balancing in PvP for sure. I don't know how that's yeah. going to end up working out. There's some yeah. things that need to be adjusted um, in other places too that a lot of the issues that I am finding in Power World are things that I would kind of expect from a small team that couldn't test everything, right? Whereas millions of people or hundreds of thousands of people yeah. playing it and messing around with your distant, different systems. Like right yeah. now, for an example, on PC, and I'm playing it through the Game Pass app on PC, um, right now, my controller prompt buttons don't show up on PC. Okay. But they okay. work. And my, the controller they works, work. yep. and it yep. does yep. work on console because I, I saw I saw it. Yep. I saw yep. my, my youngest play. But it doesn't work on, it, like, my prompts don't show. So I'm constantly having to guess at what certain uh, my, what my certain buttons do. But, you know, I'm fi- I am figuring it out, so it's not over the top. But there's certain things, like, when you're trying to build your houses or whatever yep. that just kind of should make sense that don't work. And it's like, oh, yeah. oh okay, I mean, I guess. Um, yep. Is it, you know, there's other little things that need to be worked on. But overall, as a baseline game, I'm still probably in the beginning. I just got out of the tutorial, which I probably spent between on stream, off stream, maybe five, six hours playing just to get through the tutorial. And that's just one trainer. I don't even know how many trainers there are that you're supposed to fight or gym leaders, quote unquote, that you're supposed to fight along with the world just being fucking massive. Right. Have you fought any boss battles yet at all steel or no? Um, the only boss battle that I've done is the gym trainer is the gym trainer boss battle. Is um, that the cave? Is that the cave you find early on? I don't know where you've no, been in the world. No, no. okay. Cause I saw found I, a I've cave with cave, a red. Okay, yeah, yeah. I I found a I cave a and it had a red skull, right? A red, you know, looking animals. I'm like, oh, I probably shouldn't go in here right now. Okay, yeah, we won't go yeah. in here. <laughs> yeah, no. And if if you're under leveled, yeah. you're gonna get smacked around. The yeah. the main thing that I, I can definitely tell you, um, and I would recommend to anybody is definitely make sure that you follow the tutorial. Yeah. Make sure that you also level yes. up your base. Go any to your survival game. Pal, yeah. go make sure you go to your pal base, level up your base. Yeah. Don't start exploring and doing Only get what you need up front. Because if you start exploring, like you can, yeah. but you're going to find yourself very lacking. Mm. And these, <laughs> that's, that's something else that I think needs a little bit of work. The AI yeah. is a little broke in some ways once they lock on to you especially the pals that can that can shoot shit yeah yeah they don't really miss their their right. attacks like when they shoot shit out it yeah. curves and everything like oh oh like, it'll go okay. around corners I and seen everything that yet. not I, super I saw you tight. get hit by some ice guys Bro. last night i did see that the, and they, these motherfuckers is accurate um so yeah definitely i would definitely say be careful for sure but yeah no i don't i don't think that they ever that they ever expected for um to receive this kind of excitement for the game um from what i was seeing in in the discord and everything over the last you know year or so uh that mean the devs are definitely passionate but again uh also we're we're seeing a lot of people talking about uh craftopia and Mm -hmm. people being worried about pocket pair because they're like ah well craftopia is still in um in early access and it hasn't still fully released so what makes people think that they're going to do this with power world and i think again when you're a smaller dev you're only going to move forward with things that you feel are gaining legs i don't think craft so craft toby was i remember it having a little bit of legs but it doesn't it never had these legs no ever 
So I would imagine, especially with the space that they're in, there is nobody else who is offering this experience. Nobody. And it's what I mentioned last night on Ultimate in the chat and something that is extremely frustrating to me. And um, I was thinking about a little bit and I want to bring this here. I think it's more Nintendo's fault than Game Freak because I don't think Game Freak is purposely saying, oh, we're just going to make a very minimal game. We're going to do very minimal things to update it. I don't think that that's the case at least from what I've seen previously, I could be wrong. I'm not super invested in, in that space anymore. So people can correct me. I do think it's a Nintendo thing because you only have so much to work with. This game is not going to work on the switch point blank period. It is too demanding. Even for a, it's not graphically impressive. It's fucking game at max settings. It has has my p has my PC sitting at about a ninety frames, ninety to one hundred frames. Sure, at ten eighty p. Right. <laughs> Unreal Engine <Like>, five. <laughs> bro. Yeah. At ten at fucking ten eighty p. Either way, uh, Power has been it definitely for a game that I had some excitement for, but I was literally yeah. hyping and hoping that it was going going to be something. I'm glad to see it be the one thing that I've been asking Nintendo to do for a very long time with Pokemon because I felt like they had a better grasp on it, especially after Arceus and Pokemon Violet and Scarlet. The DNA is there. Why don't you take it a step further? And you got hardware that's limiting you, then you're only going to do so much. And I see people continuously, um, fans, some people who are haters right now, um, saying that, oh man, they're just ripping off a of Pokemon. Y'all stop investing, stop supporting this dev. This you, you can tell that it's direct ripoffs and people are circling, circling certain Pokemon and saying, look how they compare to each other. Guys, if we haven't learned anything by now, if it was really that big of an issue and Nintendo felt like they had some ground to stand on, they would have stopped this game two years ago. This game hasn't been hiding. People were putting this information of, oh, it's Pokemon with guns since it was originally seen. And they and I can look at the characters and say, hey, I can see where they drew inspiration, but nobody can say, oh, that's a direct copy. There are some heavy similarities in some of these mods, but you can't say it's the direct copy. And I think Nintendo's gonna have a really hard time. And I think Craftopia really worked in a good space and if they continue to be smart about how they can, how they approach this, I, I think that they have a they probably have a permanent space that they're going to be in for for a while. I think so. It's really interesting to see, um, way beyond anything that I could have anticipated. Of course, it needs some work, but Pong, like, I can't even get any clarity on how big this team is. I know they're a small team, and they're another thing team, too, yeah. they are yeah. they're they're from Japan. Correct. Again, all, this is all the doors. This is we talked about a little bit on Ultimate last night because obviously we were talking about that world, you know. And and Mav was bringing cool, it up. Nick. Like this, this is this is the cool part about um, gaming the industry still to this point. We talked about this as people tried to say that you know gaming you know is in a bad spot and all that kind of stuff. The difference 
the difference between where gaming is at and some of the other big entertainment forms is at is that the ideas and where they can come from are still wide and diverse. Sure, your triple A games dominate. Sure, your mm-hmm. Call of Duties, your Maddens, all that kind of stuff dominates this industry, right? Year after year. But what we do have is these smaller teams, and we've got thousands of them, right? Movies, you get indie movies, you get small time people making um, movies for the first time, or, you know, early on and they don't have big budgets and they, they make an impression on the movie industry, yes. but they can't find commercial success for the most part, 99.9% of the time, you're not going to see an indie movie do billion dollars at the box office. Right. Oh, uh, not, not like Godzilla minus one. <laughs> right, right, right. Not like Godzilla minus one. Right. That's, that's that 0.1% that show up on a smaller budget, but oh, they still had a pretty snap. decent budget, but yeah, but you're not going to see that as off the gaming industry. Indie titles, like you're not going to see like an indie movie shot like it was shot like in the 1950s show up and crush the box office, right? The the chances of that are ultra rare. Whereas in the video game industry, you see games like Vampire Survivors make a game that's 8-bit looking, right? And have wild success. You see a small studio like Pocket Pair Games come along and sure, borrow heavily, like like not even hiding it, borrow heavily <laughs> from one of the most successful franchises yeah, in history, yeah. but mm-hmm. put their spin on it, right? Mm-hmm. Put their spin on it. Take it in a direction that a lot of people, I saw Yobi while you were talking about, uh, Yobi earlier said this is what Sword and Shield should have been. Take oh, yeah, take that and, yeah, and take, take a direction that they said, okay, you guys aren't going to do it. We'll do it for you. We'll just take this in a different direction, call it a different name, and voila, we have an overnight success, even at the end of the day, even if Power World winds up being a game that doesn't have legs, Steel, they sold 2 million copies. This isn't a free-to-play at game. $30. At $30. This is, made at this least is, $60 million on this game. Correct, and it didn't cost them that no, to do no this. Way. No <laughs> way. So that's the difference. Is that the game in, no, the game <laughs> industry still has this huge giant ocean of smaller devs out here making content that at any point can compete with the big boys. There are triple a studios out there that would have loved to have said they sold 2 million in 24 hours. Hell would have loved to have said they sold 2 million copies total of their game. And here we just have an unknown studio. Well, not an unknown. They've been making games I mean, in the game. Craftopia kind of gave them. Yeah. But let's say just a smaller, not a household name studio come along and grab the entire attention of the gaming world. Even if if you are any part of the gaming world right now, even you if you're a casual, you, you pop this. on Steam, you see Pal World at the top of the charts. You take notice. You pop on YouTube. What, what, you what the hell? Yeah, you see it. This is the difference with the gaming industry versus other industries. When people talk about consolidation, when they talk about how horrible it is, sure, you can have that dystopian viewpoint. And there are histories, lessons that show that that's a possibility that we wind up in dystopia. But this is why I say, no, we're going to fall somewhere in the middle between utopia and dystopia. There could be bumpy roads. There could be contraction in this industry. But this, this smaller 
indie devs, you know, kind of um, uh, community isn't going away and they're not going to stop making games and they're not going to stop pushing things and they're not going to stop taking risks because they can. And this is yep. what we wind up with is huge, wildly successful out of the blue type games that really nobody could see coming. Even Steel, who was overhyping it um, and just laughing at it and thought it just looked freaking fun as hell, could see coming. And that's the difference with this video game industry and shows the health of this industry and why we, I don't believe we're going to get to a dystopian future because this stuff still will happen. Um, man, shout out to Pocket Pair Games, man. Shout out. I, I, I can't believe it. Um, to, to Babo Kumi, hopefully I said your name right. I appreciate you coming through. He says, whose power of gameplay is this? And how many hours have you put into it? <laughs> uh, I current, it is, it is mine. Uh, I appreciate you, Kumi. Hopefully I'm saying your name right. Correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, cause I, that's just something I care for. Um, and I have, I, I have less than eight hours in the power world right now. It does, it doesn't take you very long to get, to, to no. get things set up. Um, no. And to be quite honest, for me personally, once I start playing, I had to pull myself off last night. I just, because there's like, you do one thing and it's like, oh, I could do this too real quick. Oh, I, I mean, I could go do this real quick. Oh, I, I could, let me go do a little bit, little bit of exploring. I need to get some resources. Uh, Cause I, I want to build up my, my area a little bit. Oh, I, I need to get an upgrade. Oh man, I, I need to get this kind of mon. That's the other thing that I think that works so well also is that the fucking mons are so intrinsically part of your experience, you're forced to use them. So it's not like, oh, they're just in my party. I got to keep them healed oh, up. Yeah, no, they're yeah. part of your ecosystem. If you do not use them, you are going to be at a major dis. You're completely ignoring 75% of the game. And, and I think that's dope because they can mine for you. They can gather for you. They can cook for you. They can build your stuff for you. You can, because some of the stuff does take some time to make. Like, let's say you need to make a weapon. Some of the uh, bows you got to make take a little bit of time. If you try to, especially if you try to do it yourself, you can make an upgraded bow. Let's say you just unlocked it. I just, uh, like, a, well, I'll use a better example. I just unlocked like a metal, um, instead of the regular pickaxe, I unlocked like a metal pickaxe. I put it in, I put it in the shop, put one of my moms on it, left, came back, and it was ready, it was good, it was ready to go. And I was gone for a little for a, for a bit. <laughs> I just just that little thing was just an interesting concept to me because it's like, who who would have thought, other than myself, that this kind of shit would have worked? Again, I, I'm not saying that Pokemon had to do guns or even no. I, I'll even move towards no. the fact this is definitely more Digimon than it is Pokemon. But the reason why people keep going Pokemon because this is not a Digimon art style. This is a Pokemon art style, and you can tell that with the character designs. That's why people keep saying that because some people are like, I hate the fact that people keep comparing it to Pokemon like it's the only Pocket Monster game that ever existed. Sorry, guys, like uh, this isn't Monster Rancher. This isn't fucking Digi. Like, I I love those too. But Poke, there's a reason why Pokemon is like the top three known IPs globally. So it's like, uh, you, you got to wait things. Um, Yobi says, split screen. Yo, Steel, man, I made a little base. I took out four of my monsters. These little MS was mining. Uh, should have breaking it all down, putting it into my chest. Is my, yeah, bro. There are little bugs. Like sometimes I'll notice that 
Um, if you, it seems like if you have too many things close together, sometimes they get stuck in animation. So like what I what I have to do like because they'll mine and then they'll gather and I have mods that kind of, they they do both. So what I what I've what I'll do is when they get stuck like that because you'll hear a noise it sounds like a constant. I walk in between them, and what's happening is that they're carrying so many resources that they don't know the AI doesn't know what to do with it between mining because they're like putting it down, picking it up, putting it down, picking it up, and they still have this active command for mining. So it's like the AI is confused. Again, little bugs can be adjusted. But my thing, I walk in the middle of them, I pick that stuff up, they automatically essentially give it to me. I offload it in the chest, boom, that fixes them. I'm back out, I'm back doing what I was doing. Um, real quick, I mean, we can get into this Paul Tassi uh, article uh, really quickly since we're talking about power. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But Pong, if you want to shout some people out in chat real quick, yeah, I yeah, mean, we haven't well, done that yet. So yeah, no, I want to definitely shout out the chat. But uh, yeah, we just topped in the show. Welcome to uh, Living Split Screen, everybody. Great to be here <laughs> on a Saturday morning. Uh, late, uh, but great to be here. And obviously, we just did our thing and just roll into it. This is, yeah, this is what we do here, but uh, appreciate you all being here. Uh, shout out to Decato, of course, in the house. Uh, he bought 20 tickets earlier to the hype train. So welcome Decato. Thank you for being here, brother. As always, Kingfish seven, three, seven. I see you in there. Of course, the OG Nixie is in the house. He said earlier he couldn't hit the like button. So he smashed it. That's what we do around here too, Nixie. Thank you for that. Uh, to Babu Kumi, as Steele was talking to. Great to see you. Glad you joined our show this morning. Thank you for being here. Of course, the legendary Yobi who nuked the entire path yes, forward for the hype train. He flew overhead with that stealth bomber earlier. Yobi is in the house. Much love to you, brother. Thank you for joining us this morning. Sanchez MTZ Gaming. What's going on, Sanchez? Great to see you on a Saturday. Thank you for being a part of the show. Ozzy Fan 80 is in the house. What's going on, Ozzy Fan? Great to have you here as always, too. Who else we got in here? I'm Breezy. What's going on, Breezy? Great to have you joining us uh, this morning as well. I hope you got your energy up right. We got Smitty Smith in the house. Salute, Smitty Smith. Thank you for dropping in here, brother. Uh, great to have you a part of our show. E-Ranks is here. What's going on, E-Ranks? Uh, he says, Pal World made me laugh. Say, oh, that's cool and has pissed me off. All yep. in my first yep. couple of hours. Okay. It's hitting all the checkboxes. Fun game. Yes, let's go. Actually, guy, the one and only lore master Jasper's in the house. What's going on, brother? From another. Great to have you in here, sir. Game Pass Dad, of course, is in the house. What's going on? Game Pass. Been able to join us on Xbox Ultimate more to start 2024. Oh, so good to have that energy in the house. Great to see you, Game Pass. Thanks for being here, brother. Eastside Bandles here. What's going on, Eastside? We got King Chili's in the house. What's going on, King Chili's? Who else? We got Masshole 1977. What's going on, Masshole? Um, great to have you a part of the show. Um, he says, who wants to buy some refudge coffee? Not me. Don't give me that refudge coffee. Uh, brother from another psycho knots is in the house. What's going on? Psycho. Great to see. You, okay, brother. And great to have you a part of our show this morning. Thank you for dropping in here. Retro nerd is in here. What's going on? Retro. The aforementioned refudge gaming, of course, showing his face coming in, trying to get some of that energy for his show. What's going on? Refudge. Great to have you in here, sir. Um, what, who else, who else, who else? 
scrolling, scrolling, scrolling. I don't know how far back I'm going to go, but let's see. Back from the dead again. He posted on, on, on Twitter, reminding me that I wasn't here early this morning. Thanks, back. Appreciate you, brother. Always great to see you in the chat. Uh, thanks for joining us this morning. Uh, dun, dun, dun. Who else we got in here? We got Nam Omar in the house. What's going on, Nam? We got the one and only God Emperor Sofa King in the house. What's going on, God? Uh, let's see here. Who else? Got Def Leopard in the house. Great to see you, Def. We got Oats joining us for an early Oats. Saturday morning. What's going on, Oats? Um, who else we got in here? We got the one of the OGs, Dan, the man Cunningham. Always great to see you, sir. I know you're lurking a lot, but always great to see you pop in here and say hi. Thank you for that. We got the boogie man. Boogie, 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 boogie is in here. What's going on, boogie? Great to have you a part of the show. As always, we got Jacob Novick again. Another one of the OGs in here. Great to see you, Jacob. Jacob. I hope you're having a great morning. Um, who else in here? Um, we got man, who else? Who else? Who else? Let's see if I get God, you guys talk so dang much. I say that every weekend, but it's true. It's Timmy, it's Timmy's in the house. What's going on? It's Timmy. Great to see you here, sir. We got sick slayer. What's going on? Good morning to you, sir. Good morning. We got the Sith Lord in here. He asked earlier, no Pong. And then he hit me up in the DMs and said, you okay? <laughs> I'm okay, Sith. Thank you for uh, checking in on me, brother. Uh, Lydian Masters in the house. What's going on, Lydian? Always great to have you in here. We got the Dr. Dingle Nut in the house. Dr. Dingle. Great to have you joining us this morning. Appreciate you dropping by. And that's as far back as I can go. Let's go to the bottom where everybody likes to jump in. Let's see if we had anybody jump in or if uh, that's pretty much everybody live, raw, and uncut. We got Sin. Choo-choo, motherfucker. Choo-choo to you, Sin. Great to have you a part of the show. Scorpio's in the in the house also saying choo-choo, motherfuckers. We got Shane G in here. Said, Power World is phenomenal. I want a Pokemon with guns. It's definitely not that way more a survival arc style game. Not for me, but glad it's doing so good. Again, appreciate that. Shane G, like I said about Prince of Persia, not for me, but definitely could tell why so many people are loving it. That's the way to take gaming. Love it, Shane G. Thanks for dropping in here, sir. Um, and I think that's all everybody that I can see on the list. If you are out there listening, if you're just lurking, if you're doing stuff, Saturday morning chores, honeydew lists, whatever it is, working, and you're just lurking out there, listening to me and steel have a wild crazy show because i show up late we just kind of start the show we get into a topic of power world right away really no introductions appreciate you all the same just nothing but love and respect for joining us this morning and if you're listening to this in the future same goes for you all as well so uh all right so we got the chat out of the way there steel you want to read the uh article you want me to read the article yeah or i can you, jump into it before it? before yeah. i jump into that yeah. um yeah a uh, little bit of an update Power has a 92% uh, positive rate with over 13K user reviews. Um, it's Ooh. number one in game sales by revenue, including app purchases, microtransactions, and hardware. Bro, you crazy, bro. It's <laughs> crazy, bro. Yeah, crazy, uh, <laughs> Yobi says, I saw a dude online capture a human on power, bro. You can do human trafficking on here. You can catch humans and sell. Yeah, you can do all that. You can even have them work in your base and everything. Yep. 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 Once you catch them, they become pals, which is mm -hmm. crazy. I was not either. expecting that either. <laughs> yep. And you can butcher them. 
all the things that like people were like, oh, I don't know if we should do that in the game. I don't think that. Yeah, they did it in here, and they're not hiding about it. They're like, yeah, do it. That's and they make the it part about still. being a small team. That's a part about being a small team. You, you can, can do take risks. Yeah. You don't have the overlords looking down on you and going, no, 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 no. We can't do that in our game. We can't do that in our game. You don't have those restraints. You are allowed to do what you want to do. And this is what winds up happening. People will okay, go, pass. yes, even if this is something I didn't think I wanted. Now you gave it to me. I want it. This is awesome. This is what happens, man. I, it's it's crazy, bro. All right. Yeah, no, definition of insane. Let's get into this article real quick by Paul Tassie here, um, who writes for Forbes.com. Pretty sure you guys may be familiar with Forbes. Um, King Child says, what's the power limit? I don't know. I don't even know if there's a limit. The box that I have, like the Pokebox or whatever that you would like typically get, that you, whenever you catch Pokemon, they get sent to the box because they're overstocked. Um, there's at least 10 pages, at least. And each page has like 40 <laughs> has like 40 or 50 uh, slots in it, I think. Maybe less than that. Slow-mo backslap says, what code are these humans? You know <laughs> you know what's funny about that? <laughs> They're all hooded white figures. <laughs> You're muted. <laughs> we ain't doing that, slow-mo. I saw the I saw the startup yesterday, the memes from Indiana Jones yesterday, and people saying the, the same damn thing oh about the whip. God. Oh God. Yo, you guys are all stupid. Crazy. <laughs> you all are crazy, man. This world is crazy at this point. Oh man. shit. That, uh, that is fucking hilarious. <laughs> uh, I, I, at least that's the one that's the one that I've seen caught. Somo. Whatever people are doing purposefully, I have no control over. <laughs> Oh shit, that's hilarious! I, I can why see we can't have do, nice things. That's the why only we can't thing, have nice things. That's the only thing that's bad about when devs do things like this is that people will abuse certain things and then paint it a certain way. I can definitely see somebody go on TikTok and be like, "Ooh, look at all my slaves!" Oh. Or, like something stupid. I, I, I just... We're never gonna stop human <laughs> beings from being freaking dumbass human beings all right that doesn't it mean the so rest of funny. us who play it, it so normal funny. can't have fun yeah, exactly god exactly. damn uh, oh next uh. yes motion sickness is the number one illness in the world again i'm not going to speak negatively on that um because again that that is something that's serious for people i don't want to play about necessarily health what i will speak to is all the people that are saying it conveniently now that's the one thing Correct. that i will say it is very we convenient for some to start speaking about this now when correct. Do you have motion sickness in halo correct do you have motion do, do we have large cod do we have large forums about every first party game a first person game that comes out saying oh i can't play this game because there's motion sickness no it started because of indiana jones come on and, and, and again and if we're off in that I mean that's fair. I can hear what you, uh, I can hear somebody come come from that angle, um, but it, it's just weird to see this like happen in real time. I haven't seen an active conversation about this until Indy comes on screen. And again, I, I think I've had some thoughts for Indy. I know Pong has some thoughts for Indy. I don't really mind either way because I'm kind of neither here or there about Indy. Um, but I do agree with some of the points that have been made about Indy as far as them doing something different. I also agree with some of the points that I do still think that they could have made a third-person game. That would have been. But also, that was me setting an expectation of what other devs sometimes do 
again um you see teams like um I can't think of why it's right there, Pong, but I can't fucking think of it. The team that made uh, Horizon Zero Dawn, it's right there, and I can't fucking think of the name. It's, why do you do this? Because right you know how my brain works. I can't do spot quizzes. Um, I, okay. Oh on. my, bro, come on. It's, it's literally right there, and I can't say it. So I'm just gonna look it up. <laughs> you can't do this. Especially Gorilla Games. Fucking. Gorilla. I. I, I I was thinking about fucking something. It was literally right there. Literally. Can't do, anyway. I can't do on the spot shit, man. But you but you can see that Guerrilla Games and other devs uh, like Arcane mm. typically make a certain style of game. And now they're, mm -hmm. for example, for their Blade game, um, they're making a third-person game. Thank you, Guerrilla. That is people coming in through chat now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so stupid. <laughs> so the, it is possible, and that's just something because I know that um they are a good studio right and i have faith in them so i could see them putting high quality into that but that's my own kind of expectation or whatever the case not that it's not something that they had to do right i, I don't think it's going to be inherently less valuable as an example just because it's in First person versus third person, but the motion sickness thing is very funny. Um, but we'll and we'll definitely talk hey, about that. Pal World is available for Xbox One. They actually got an Unreal yes. Engine Five game yes. working on Xbox One. Yes. Are you serious? Yes, that's crazy. I don't I just know how it. well it I plays, just, but yes, yeah, I I just saw it. Wow, wow. Okay, yeah. If you're on Xbox on series, One, you're not missing out. It runs yeah. 60 FPS on, on Series S. Yep. Yep, I did hear you talk about that. So and it probably and I can yeah. I can see it maybe hitting thirty uh, again, just off yeah. the PC specs. I don't I don't know what's possible. How much they they probably had to tone down some things for the Xbox One version. Um, but I mean, if it's playable, it's playable. I mean, hmm. that is impressive. That's cool. Regardless. That is cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's way cool. Uh, all right. So we're gonna get into this article with Paul for for Power from Paul Tassley of Forbes. He says Power is absolutely insane and absolute and actually incredible. Um, actually, let me pull this on over here. Uh, it'd be easier so I can put it on my show stuff screen here. And of course, it didn't pop up behind me because uh, why would it? There we go. All right. And uh, Paul Tassi is a senior contributor. He's a, he does news and opinions about video games, television, movies, and the internet. Try to do better about that well, when you say people's names. Yes. At least let people know who they are in case you're new. Yep. Uh, he goes to say, I'll be honest, I was not prepared for a, a game best described as Pokemon with guns to be anything more than a meme. And while Power World may be a meme, Pocket Pair's Survival Monster Fighter is a genuinely fun experience that is tearing up the charts on Steam is a sudden huge boon to Xbox Game Pass and even makes players shake their heads wondering what exactly the Pokemon company has been doing the past few generations. I've been asking myself this since Pokemon Ruby, which came out in fucking mid-2000s. Early 2000s. Um, he goes on to say, I am not a survival game guy at all. <laughs> fucking neither am I. Uh, I. I didn't even like Lego Fortnite. Well, I did. I played that with my daughter. I was getting into that. That was my first first example right there. Um, much less more involved games like Valheim, which I had no interest in. Uh, but the base building and the survival mechanics are basic enough where I don't feel exhausted by them. True. And, uh, and I'm actually enjoying the process. 
Plus at baseline, it is very funny to have your entire base managed by animals. It's not slavery. Stop saying that. I built them a hot tub. It's, <laughs> it is, it is so funny that people instantly go to, oh, it's slavery. Uh, oh, Why can't it just be a fucking ecosystem? Like, is it, uh, this is the fucking baseline of an ecosystem. And the first thing we go to is, oh, of course. it's slavery. It's, 20, it's 2024, of course. How many of you guys eat cow? Come on. <laughs> Come on. This is real world. It's the exact same. Con- <laughs> they literally put real life concepts in the fucking yeah. game and aren't shy Come about on. it. That's it. That's yeah, it. Yeah. 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 Um, anyway. Um. Okay, pool cool. And I built them a hot tub. But make sure you built them hot tubs. Helps with this. Yeah. I yeah. got I got like four or five going right now. It's it's nice. Um, <laughs> and he goes on to say, and it's just a wild, hilarious game. In my first day with Power World, he beat a chicken to death uh, with his bare fists. I experienced that. Upgraded my Firefox pal so I can carry him around like a flamethrower, which when you do this for the first time, it's fucking amazing. I watched it's, you uh, live it, last night do that. It was fucking it's, funny it's, as hell. It's fucking amazing. <laughs> Uh, and Eastside Vandal, I I get that Valheim is quality, but I yes. don't have any genuine interest to play it, and because of that, I'm all I'm not because I don't have any genuine interest. I'm I'm not gonna have a good time with it. Right. I have to have a genuine interest. I have to have yeah. something to pull me in first. Um, it's very rare that games that I'm like ah I don't know when it pulls me in anyway. Redfall was starting to do that, and then I lost progress. So right. Um, right. Upgraded a ghost pal so it floats over my shoulder. I did that and fires the enemies like a sentient turret. This, from my experience, wasn't the greatest. It attacked kind of whenever. Okay. Maybe I was doing something wrong. I don't know. Again, I can't see half the buttons I'm supposed to be pressing, so I'm just trying to hope I'm doing the best job. Um, <laughs> he said uh, he threw an underperforming sheep pal off a cliff and replaced him in my lineup. You could do that, or you could be more resourceful <laughs> and unlock the butcher knife, and then you could just slaughter them and right. get some meat. Right. Uh, it's stupid. Uh, he said he found an enormous shiny pal that I killed for extremely rare resources. I captured mine, but not a bad idea. And um, he also says, I didn't do this myself, but I saw on stream you can actually capture humans you fight and sell or butcher them. Genuinely not sure if this is a bug, but yeah, wow. No, it's not a bug. That's intentional. <laughs> He says, I don't even have any guns yet, so no Pokemon with guns for me is, is not for me just yet, but it's still blast hunting and fighting with a spear and bow. I agree. I haven't got a, a gun either. And I can see how it's going to be much better with a gun because, man, the yeah. early on, they definitely want you to understand that the game is more so about the Mons than it is about you being strong. Now, you can change it um, in the settings and whatnot if you want to come across stronger, but I, I wouldn't change it too much. Have you um, flown yet, Steel? Do you got any flying Pokemon no, yet? I haven't flown no, okay. yet. I glide. Okay. I can glide. I haven't flown. I got a mount. I got a couple mounts. Um, but no, I haven't flown yet. Um, material gathering is a bit exhausting at first, but once you figure out which pals to assign to, uh, which task, it gets a lot better, especially when you can have them auto-farm wood and stone so you're not constantly venturing out to hack trees and rocks. I still do this. I have a, I have a 1,000 weight right now. It's the first thing I leveled up. I put most of my points into that, and I'm now putting some points into health. I need it now for sure. Uh, I just take too much health fighting certain shit sometimes. Then he goes on to say, visually, the game isn't anything too nuts. Just Unreal Engine 5 to the point where, yes, it very much does look like and play like Fortnite. I don't think it plays like Fortnite. Um, I I dislike when people do this mm-hmm. because you have to explain this better than this. When you say it plays like Fortnite, 
I expect for the game to play like Fortnite. Like when I boot up Fortnite, right, it plays very right. similar. It does not play like Fortnite. It plays like Ark Survival. It plays like your survival game, your third person survival game, do. Um, but has that Pokemon, has that monster flavor to it, right? Um, I just think that comparing it to Fortnite, art style wise, I can definitely see because it definitely does favor that. But it still separates itself out just enough. But it's definitely in the artistically in that Fortnite flavor for sure. Um, not as not as cell shading, but yeah. Um, but the comparison to the game, uh, Game Freak barely attempt attempting to make the last few Pokemon games even live up to the Switch's limited graphical poten potential are stark. Yes, Pokemon is a much more involved, complex complex monster fighter, but it looks increasingly bad with new iterate uh, with every. With each new iteration, excuse me. When he says Pokemon is a much more involved, complex monster fighter, it is as far as elements and strategy and when it comes to fighting other people. As far as the CPU, some of it, sure, maybe in that first playthrough. But most of the time, you can do very minimal as long as you're not using the same type or using a type that's um, the the, op the opposing monster is extremely effective against. It's kind of straightforward. So I wouldn't say necessarily it's complex. I've seen some battles of some people who take this shit like extremely serious and I can see how it can be complex. I do think that this game is going to have much more complexity to it because you still... You don't control the monster's moves. You can make it attack more aggressively or less aggressively, and you can change the moves that it does, but you don't control the moves that it does. You are in control of yourself. So it's going to be positioning. How do you play that? Can you depend on your minds? What can, like, well, how are they going to invest more in that system to give you more control? Because that, I do think that's something that they're going to have to work towards. Um, and I don't think that's the other thing that I think is disingenuous too, to say that Pokemon has, in, has increasingly, increasingly looked worse. I disagree with, I think Pokemon has, has looked better than it's ever had before, but because the type of graphics that we come to expect now what they have on the Switch is unacceptable. If you're going to step into the 3D space, you cannot have popping the way that you did. You cannot have bare minimum um, textures on buildings, on uh, on your monsters, on your characters. You can't have um, the sharpness be as off as it is in 3D gaming. It is noticeable, and that's what makes the game look ugly. If they go back to the old, the other art style, you can say that that's ugly but it's hard to make that to fight that because it is an art style it's 2d it's hard to be as intrusive about that right um so again you have to be again i try to be as objective about this entire thing especially with me being far removed from pokemon now and just because i have an attachment to it doesn't mean that i can't pull myself away from it as i commonly do um but yeah man um, Power World, he's essentially saying here is leaving room for something like Power World to come in. He's saying Pokemon is leaving something like Power World to come in and eat its lunch. 
put up and it put up nearly a million concurrent players on Steam. That is Power World right now, ladies and gentlemen. Again, way beyond anything ever, anybody ever expected. Uh, everybody coming into this was downplaying it heavily. It was like, ah, it's never going to be this. Oh, man, Nintendo's going to jump on this ASAP. And again, I bring this up. Based off previous history, Nintendo's usually very quick to jump down on somebody when they feel like they're stealing something from them, an idea, whatever the case. I, we haven't seen a single thing from Nintendo yet. So that tells me, at least, that Pocket Pair figured something out. They're doing something different enough that Nintendo's lawyers can't come. They would have been knocked on this door, guys. Like, this amount of hype that we're seeing, them continuously blowing up their player numbers? Oh, no, guys. Nintendo takes down their own fans for anything on YouTube. They take down their own fan channels. Like, Nintendo fans, like those attorneys are no joke. Oh, who is the who is the girl that remixed uh, for her song? Uh, uh, Mario. I don't remember her song. Was. I, I, it was yeah, newer, I forget her. You were artist. I can't, for, I yeah, can't remember. Yeah, I can't remember her name. They came after her. They came after her for just remixing a, the music. Everybody said it was going to yeah. happen. Um, there's I some did. reason. There's <laughs> some reason why they haven't gone after Pal World yet. There is some reason. Again, creative. They can. Yeah. They're they're. There's a lot of protections there for for creatives to do uh, similar things, obviously, but we'll see. I mean, again, who knows? I mean, Nintendo could do whatever they want to at any given moment. Yeah, but, I mean, sure. But but again, for right now, they're they're looking like they're safe. And uh, shout out to them again. Shout out to a team taking a risk, taking yeah. Pokemon like game, right? But not because it's got all these other mechanics to it but taking it in a direction that a lot of Pokemon fans always wish that would have happened for their favorite title. And that's what they're capturing right now. Steel. They are capturing that, that total audience, that audience. I'm, I guarantee you, even in secret, there's a ton of Pokemon oh, yeah. fans. Oh yeah. Absolutely. This is what they've won playing this game. Mm-hmm. But then they reached out to a wider audience and said, for all of you like me who have no interest in Pokemon, we're going to add all this other stuff to give you a reason to jump in and see what's going on. And they did it again. The little bit I played, I'm like, yes. Okay. I could see myself playing this game. Like I can, now we've got a billion games coming out, but bro, I can definitely see. This is going to be me until, yes. Yeah. uh, Until suicide squad. Well, no, until Tekken first. Well, oh my, you know, Pong. Yeah. Suicide Suicide squad. Squad Early release is the same day as Tekken. Yeah, it is, bro. It is, bro. It is. It's gonna be tough, man. It's gonna be tough. I mean, look, luckily, it's, luckily, it's not back in the day, so I don't see me playing Tekken all day. But the issue yeah. is time. Yeah, time. Correct. If I'm gonna be spending some time playing Tekken, then how I'm gonna play Suicide? Now, if me and you were, if me and you were both on, then of course yeah. I'm instead of playing Tekken, yeah. I'd be like, yeah, yeah, let's, let's go play, play some, let's go play Suicide Squad. Of course, let's go play some Grand Blue. I mean, yeah. now Grand Blue is also that's also very different because you got to beat the game first. Um, but you do, you do have to actually beat the game f- from what from what I because that's how you get that's how you unlock missions and stuff. Through throughout you playing the main okay. game, you unlock more missions. And, okay, all right, and you unlock more stuff okay. at the end game okay. and and yep. everything else. Okay. So there is it's one of those things where I think for you where you might end up 
of course, playing it on the easier difficulty. But maybe when you get home from work or whatever, yeah. you might pop it on. Right. Maybe get a couple missions in. That's the other thing. It's also very, what I was seeing is that the mission structure for the story is very, it's pretty straightforward. It's not like over yeah. the top. Yeah. Right, um, there's right, stuff right. to be found and stuff like that. But yeah, the, the from what I was seeing, and I could be wrong, but apparently the co-op has some things tied into the single player. You do, I, I, I believe, and again, I could be, I could be wrong, um, that you have to beat the single player to unlock everything for co-op. I believe. Well, next Friday is going to be interesting. So, uh, yeah, no, it's going to be extremely interesting. Yeah. With our new work schedule, right? Uh, if I'm strict this week, which I can be, I can be strict this week, I'll be out early Friday mm-hmm. afternoon. So then we can get some Suicide Squad in. Oh, that'll be dope. Uh, if, yeah. yeah, early that'll access dope. on Friday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That'll sure. be super dope. Yeah, we'll get some, yep. we'll call some gameplay. Maybe, yep. maybe even go live depending. That'll be super dope. Um, yeah. Let me see. I just trying to make go reading through what everybody is saying in here, making sure there was nothing else. Somebody did bring up something about uh, graphics. Uh, they were saying that uh, this game's proof that graphics isn't as as important as art style in in gameplay. I believe that's what they were essentially saying. Sure, I believe who 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 was saying that. Um, there was something else that I wanted to wanted to ask you about too, but I I, I forgot about it. Now it's gone. Uh, Yobi does say split screen. If they do, Nintendo will get countersued and it, it will come off as bullying. Nintendo did, yeah. didn't go after other games similar to them. And again, there's not. That was one point that uh, other people were bringing up. Oh, look how much they co- games copy from other games all the time. Mm-hmm. So it's Nintendo so special that you can't do this. Um, Nick's yeah, Suicide Squad early release. It comes out in twenty eighth. Yep, it comes 26th. out. Uh, 20, is 26th, it 26th? Right? I thought it was 28th. 26th or 28th? No, because 28th falls on a Sunday. So that doesn't Oh, yeah, you're right. You're right. My fault. My fault. My fault. Yeah, it should be the 26th next Friday. So, damn. Uh, yeah. Or is it the 29th that it go, that it's Cause, early? Because Tekken 8 is the 26th. Okay, Tekken 8 is the 26th. I don't know why I was confusing yeah. that. Six is eights, yeah, yeah. whatever. <laughs> Same difference. Not really. Uh, 29. Picado said 29. 29, so that would be Monday? Yeah, that's a Monday. Okay. So I think it's only okay. a few days. I think it's only a few days early access. They did it on the 26th, that would be fire. It would, th- it would. Yeah, that makes sense. Their their actual delete, their actual date is the second, right? So okay. early release is usually three days prior. So yeah, it would make more sense to be Monday. So Monday. The okay. 29th. Yeah, Monday the 29th. Woo, right. That gives me a little bit, a little bit of space, a little bit of space. Yeah, Woo. yeah, you got a little Shit. time for Tekken Eight. Got a little time for Tekken Eight. Uh, Nick says you mean like early access for those who pay for? It? Yes. Yeah. Uh, that's early Correct. access for people who play pay for. Correct. It. Um. So yeah. So Tekken Tekken Eight is definitely this week. Uh, this cu- upcoming yep. week. Yep. That's what I'll be doing on Friday. Uh. So if anybody wants to come through, hang out, maybe enjoy enjoy that for a bit, get some rounds, and I'm probably going to be playing that for most of the weekend. That's going to be my weekend game. Uh, you're probably going to end up getting gameplay for that. That will be the one thing that makes me put Power, uh, Power World down for at least a bit. Uh, and Power World might be my in-between game. I, I can't, Fucking the rotation is mean right now. Yep. Good Lord. Yep. yep. It's about to be bad. It's about to be really bad. But that's so cool because now with my new hours, I get home a little bit earlier. I go to bed earlier, yeah. but I get home earlier. Home so home you early. and I should be able to get some Suicide Squad in for sure. So cool. 
Yeah. Um, Hell World is the deal right now. It was a great discussion. Yeah. I mean, us doing our normal and just jumping into it. But Pal World, Pal World, I mean, again, you can't you can't ignore it right now. Um, this is what the hype train can do uh, for games. Uh, you know, again, I'm sure there's a lot of people checking out just because it's at the right price point. Um, yeah. $30 it, it, is almost it, like that's a nowadays it's a throwaway game even if you say okay I'm going to get a couple weekends out of this thing with with my friends even if it doesn't stick buy. with me it's an easy buy $30 is an easy buy for a lot of people especially a game of this depth where you know you're going to put some hours into it no matter what you said it took five hours just to get through the tutorial or so yeah, Listen, just, yeah for me yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 and people realize that now and, and again you can justify your you justify your purchase price however you do, but a lot of people justify purchase price on game time. And I think this game instantly offers you enough where most people are just going to be like, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to get an easy, you know, 10, 15, 20 hours out of this game, even if I don't keep up with it. Mm-hmm. And for 30 bucks, it's worth the time to have some fun with my buddies or by myself, even uh, it's worth it. And yeah. that's just the people buying it. Obviously we've got the whole game pass side of this, which is a huge W for Xbox. Again, they've missed out on big games like Genshin impact and stuff from the East, which Phil this has talked be, about openly. This could be, could be, it could be it's that not game. mobile, but, Get, no, no, be. no, it's not mobile, but it could be that game if it has legs where it, it, it's big enough where it does make an impression like people stay, sit up and take notice. Oh, this is on Game Pass. Oh, I can get this on PC Game Pass, too. OK, this is just another added value to the to the ecosystem at the end of the day. So we'll see. We'll see how long this lasts. There's a billion games coming out this year. There's a billion games from last year that people have to play. Uh, there's other games coming into early access very shortly here. Nightingale. Nightingale, which is a, a game from X Bioware devs, that is people are I've seen yep. final previews go out. That goes into early access in February. People are saying the quality level here for a survival RPG is obviously X Bioware. You can tell through and through. People are really loving what they're playing in Nightingale. We'll see if that can you know capture people uh in early access there's a lot of different options out there for people but pal world has that lasting quality i think with the type of game it is and with the style that it's in and again because it is got that pokemon feels in some way maybe it sticks around for a long time steel maybe it just does maybe it's that one this game. is giving me this is giving me grounded feels man how like yeah, grounded started too. off that too yeah, um, yeah, yeah. and then i mean it wasn't it didn't blow up like this yeah um yeah. But what Grounded is today with all the updates yeah. they got, and if they yeah. this follows a very similar path, yeah, within a year, yeah. there's going to be all this addition. Bro, if this is the baseline, <laughs> and I'm not, I'm not even close to the, even close to the middle of whatever this game is. It's just, I, it's just fucking insane. Uh, Nick says, I don't know why I thought Suicide Squad was a fall release. Damn, Suicide Squad, Tekken 8, and Like a Dragon coming up. And I, yeah, Like a Dragon's yeah. in there. It's not a game for me, but it's not only yep. that. Nick, we brought it up. It's Tekken 8, Suicide Squad, Helldivers. Um, yep, Helldivers 2, yeah. And then Grand yeah. Blue Fantasy Relink, and then Frank, you bring up four. Like a Dragon. There's, yeah. bro, these are games that I got to pay out of pocket for. Yeah. These yeah. aren't Game Pass games. I'm budgeted, bro. This is blowing a lot of budget out to front. Like I said, those four are in. Like a dragon's gonna have to wait for a sale. I, yeah. I, I, I down the road. I, I, there's nothing I can do about it. Nothing I can do about it. So, but those Lord four Jesus. steel that you named, yeah. Lord and a lot of that is co-op gameplay. I can't gonna, remember the last time that this happened. Yeah, like where you had one, like big titles. Camp. 
Bro, in a week and a half. Yeah. I've, I don't even remember the last time. Back to back? Yeah. What are you supposed yeah, we to had... do about this? Nobody's clearing out. Everybody's just like, nope, releasing. Nope. Yep. We're ready. Yep. It's fucking crazy. Mavs buying all four. So, you know, again, it's a lot of people are in that position this time. I haven't done this in a while where I've just bro. said, yeah, I'm all in. I'm like, I'm, I'm doing all four. We're going to have a blast, bro. We're going to be playing a lot together because... Yeah, my normal my normal downtime after work, I'm gonna be like, yeah, no, I gotta get some co op in with Steel. I got, I got, we we got too much to play. We got to get this done. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be, yeah, it's gonna be some way too much to jump into. I'm like, yeah, fuck, yeah, man, yeah. gotta gotta hammer these things out. Um, yes, Nick says Hell Divers, uh, Hell Divers two. Uh, I'm in there day one, and they and they got yeah. cross play in there too. That's that's something else that's also gonna be really dope. So hopefully. Hopefully, help divers get catches some legs too when it drops. I right. again, I see a lot of people down playing. PlayStation it, fans do it. Yeah, yeah. I'm hoping. Let's see. Let's see what happens. Um, well, I think what we'll do before I get into yeah. nah, because I think I'll, I'll get into my little graphics conversation after we get into our uh dev direct. I think that'll be the perfect time to jump into it. Should first, we, we'll start we do off upcoming with the, week of games. Yeah, we'll, yeah, we'll yeah, do yeah. the upcoming okay. games first. And then go and then go from there. Uh, Nick says PC peep Suicide Squad early access is nearly twenty percent off on GMG. Good, what is that? Good morning games. Or good good morning games. GMG. Okay, okay. Because I I yeah I think I'm pretty locked in console on Suicide Squad. I think pretty locked in. I don't. Yeah, know. I mean either way. I haven't decided. I'm Maybe I'm about to, I'm about to, I'm about to, I'm about to look into that. Yeah, yeah. I have to, I have to wait to play it on PC. Yeah, it's just yeah. Crazy. I know, I know, I know. So it, it felt good, but yeah. I mean, I get it. You got to do what's going to be best. Again, um, hey, and again, Listen, whenever, whenever you're ready, we can, we can get, we get you set up. Yeah, no, I gotta get it hooked up. Yeah, hooked up to the big screen and uh, roll from there. So, um, yeah, yeah. I'll be honest Especially. though, it, it 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 does depend on you because again, yep. when you hook up to a 4K TV. Yep. There's gonna be things that you gotta consider. Yeah. You know, at least performance wise. Um, well, I mean I'm cool with 1440p, the but yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm I, I'm yeah, cool with the upscaling for 144. Like that doesn't that really doesn't bother me so much, right? So it's just the ease uh -oh. of of using what 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 do we got going on? What do we got going uh -oh. on? Oh good God. Did the hype the hype train chat? The Splitters hype train at Mach 6.5. I hope you're all hanging on because we just got an announcement overhead. We were going so fast so early that that nuke that Yobi dropped earlier, right, that cleared out the room for the track, we're already running out of room on the tracks. We're already headed towards a forest. And so Takato saw that. So on the overhead, on the hype train, there was an announcement just made, folks. Dakato said, uh, attention, please. Uh, splitters hype train. I don't know what Dakato sounds like this. He probably doesn't sound like uh, attention, please. Uh, splitters, uh, we I'm flying overhead in my stealth bomber, and uh, I noticed we're running out of track already, folks. We're headed towards a forest, so I'm gonna go ahead and I'm gonna hit Mach 8.5 on my stealth bomber, and I'm gonna get ahead of this train. And I'm going to clear out the forest so we can lay some new track. That's right. Dakota came overhead and he dropped another nuke on the world ahead and cleared some room for some new tracks. That's Clean right. He also on his way overhead happened to drop a big bag of coal. So we are now up to Mach 8, folks. We're going to mash Ooh. that stealth bomber. He cleared it out. 
we're laying new tracks. He dropped a hundred dollar nuke. I'm not even gonna call it easy because when you drop a hundred dollars, it ain't easy. Nah, it ain't easy. Easy nuke. Shack. This is this is it, man. This is it. He cleared out some room for us. Choo choo, motherfuckers. Choo choo. He said towards the end of month madness. Yo, Decado. All seriousness, all love, never expected, always appreciate. Thank you, brother. Thank you. Not ever. I, I, you know, again, you guys Absolutely, are killing yeah. me internally. Much I got to do my guys. spiel, but my God, uh, nothing but love and respect. Again, this goes for everything. It's never, this is just, it's so appreciated. Also, awesome. I, yeah. I, I just, I just can't say enough. Um, about this community and about everybody here. And again, it doesn't matter if you're, if you're giving us layups or, or getting the hype train up to mock 8.0, or if you're just sitting here chilling with us and giving us yeah. your time, it all means Absolutely. the same, but actually, extra- <laughs> 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 bro, gonna make, I'm telling gonna you, make me go we off camera. need an energy sponsor, bro. Like I don't, yeah, I don't yeah, know. Yeah. Look, I greatly appreciate you guys. And I, I, Yo, be with, Yo, with the, the hundo bomb. Off. You're gonna make me go off. You're gonna make me. You're gonna make me go off camera. I uh, listen up, chat. Another. We have another announcement. Yobi came overhead and said, uh, "Attention, please. Uh, splitters aboard the uh, hype train. Uh, we have a problem. We know that Dakota just cleared out that forest that we were headed towards, but we are now up to Mach 8.0. And I just got word from the the uh, the two engineers at the head of this, uh, Steel and Pong, that we are actually headed towards Mach 10 on this Saturday morning. So we got a problem because that forest that was just nuked, well, beyond that, we've got a whole mountain sitting there. And so guess what, folks? That's not going to work out at Mach 10.8. We're going to reach that thing and we're going to crash. So I'm coming overhead. I just refueled up my stealth bomber. Here's some coal. Get that sucker into Mach 10.0. Get that furnace burning. But strap up. You're going to have to actually hang on to that four-point harness at this point so you don't fly off the train because I got to nuke this mountain so we got clear skies ahead, clear land ahead, I should say. The legendary Yobi comes in here with another $100 nuke bomb super chat and says, nuked drop mock 100 piece love life love lss who did it better than y'all non nada much love that's Appreciate right that. yobi yobi dropped the nuke on that mountain we are clear we are laying tracks folks no ads here the goal remains 69 don't think you're getting extra credit i was giving extra credit over in pm to pm because the goal actually has a number over there but not here it's 69 everybody's favorite Number in the world, wink, wink. That's right. No coffee, no ads. The nukes are dropping on an early Saturday morning with Living Split Screen. The Splitter hype train has now hit the Mach 10. That's how we do in 24. Thank you. Yobi, again, y'all, y'all are killing me, man. I, I, I can barely keep it together. Yobi, I'm, I'm, um, I'm, he says, what, what means, the fuck man. you doing, uh, Steel? Again, he it says, is, just I'm, means the world that you all oh. come here and just join us every Saturday. Um, Just Absolutely. so appreciative. I you guys are unbelievable um just nothing but love all of you all of you yeah uh the 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 amount of love the amount it's of appreciation man, man. again uh it's no, definitely not it's definitely not 
expected. And I got a lot of uh, empty space in that heart. Definitely that just it. means the world to me. <sighs> Bold Alpha Wolf oh! says, I just heard that message. We are now Mach 10.0 on the splitter hype train. And he said, we don't have enough people aboard. We got people towns ahead that are just waiting to jump on. We got to add some more cars. Steel and Pong. We got to add some more cars to this Mach 10. There are people out there. Lots of them who have not never experienced the hype of Mach 10. I'm going to get them on board because I'm going to come in here with a nice 10 dunk. He got on the court and he dunked it. He said, I'm buying 10 more tickets to this train. Get those cars lined up as we fly through these towns at Mach 10. They're going to have to jump about an hour ahead just to make sure that they hit this train right and get on board. That's right. Dakota with the easy 10 bomb in here. Let's go Dakota. Thank you so much. We might have to push this train beyond its limits today. Mach 10 is all this train was rated for. But I'm living split screen on a Saturday morning on a January 20th in 2024. We're going to push it to Mach 10.25. We're going to see, just like Tom Cruise did in Top Gun, just like Maverick did in the latest Top Gun, whether or not we can push it a little bit further here on Living Split Screen. Thank you, Dakato, for adding 10 more people to the split screen hype train. Chew, chew, motherfuckers. In fact, chew, 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 motherfuckers for all of this. Thank you all. Thank you all. Appreciate you. Pong, can you hear me? Steel, are you still with me? Pong, I can't can hear you because my earpiece fell out during my whole oh, thing, and okay. I have no okay. idea what anybody's saying. Okay. Oh, okay. I was just making That's sure. You guys just killed me. I, I was making. I was making sure go. that like I didn't die. <laughs> I thought you did because I didn't hear anything, <laughs> but that's what you guys just did. Yeah. I that literally did man. not realize my earpiece had fallen. Out. <laughs> then, like ladies and gentlemen, y'all, I don't, I don't think you, Love I don't think you understand like the type of support that you guys bring out here again. I I know we're not the biggest channel. I know we haven't grown like exponentially or whatever the case. Um, we've been doing this slowly again. No, um, no guests, no nothing. Just me and Pong hammering it out, talking about the industry, um, mainly because we do end up having longer shows and I don't want to sit here for six hours sometimes uh, without eating, you know what I mean? So get some snacks and whatever in some moments. Um, but the fact that you guys appreciate it, most of you guys are here like the entire time. Um, it's actually made me realize that YouTube isn't always the most accurate as far as like, and maybe you guys will even come back, which is also very great. Again, that's why we typically timestamp stuff. That's why we, we understand what we're doing here. Right. And we also understand that it's not perfect. Uh, but the one thing that I also understand is that there's no better energy on a Saturday morning than right here on living split screen. Nobody is talking about games the way that we talk about games. Nobody is bringing the energy live, raw, uncut, preaching that golden age of game and talk, talking about what's happening in the industry from that RTS perspective, real-time strategy for those who don't know, and give you that ECP that we talk about. There's reasons why I've coined these terms because they are literally the foundation of what living split screen is built off of. And we greatly, I like, I beyond appreciate you guys being here every time that I, I look over and I, I try not to look at the numbers and whatnot because that's not what really matters to me. 
I mean, of course, I would love to do this for you guys on a daily. We get paid for it. Me and Palm would love to quit our day jobs and be like, you know what? <laughs> Let's just, we'll, we'll do content, we'll stream, we'll break it down, do all this great stuff, have more time to really focus in on this. But the fact you guys been tuning into the streams, you support us on every Saturday morning. Uh, it's nothing but love and appreciation. We're getting, we're, we got about 20 episodes until we uh, end up starting season four. Uh, Crazy, bro. It's Crazy. it's it's been it's been a hell of a journey. Much appreciated to everybody who's been locking in the chat. Uh, and man, hopefully just can, continues to continues to roll. And again, like I always say, if anybody has suggestions about maybe some things that you don't like, some things that you do like, or maybe you just want to throw your input in on anything that's going on in here at Living Split Screen, um, I can send it. You can send it to the email. I can drop that in chat. Uh, but just hit hit us up, whether it be YouTube. Uh, hit us up in the comments down below. Uh, audio listeners, same thing for you. Spotify, Apple, wherever you're checking this out at. Hit that comments down below. Let us know. Hit that review. Hit the like button for us. That's what's really going to help us. Um, well, we're going to change some things uh, going into this year and see what we can do. Maybe we might get some people on again. We've been trying, you know, getting together with our Saturday morning brothers is something that, you know, we've been thinking about yeah. you know talking about yeah, doing for quite time. some time and uh, it's yeah. just it's a timing yeah. thing it's a time thing guys and i don't want it just to be thrown together and everybody trying to uh, no nah, i want you know i want us to be able to hammer it out it's a timing thing but greatly appreciate you guys much love uh, but pong yo i think we got to get into these upcoming games before we, we get into the dev direct that happened this week uh that again a lot of interesting and passionate conversations have have jumped off uh, from that, let's see what's come up coming in this game list. That's right. Let's do it. Let's do it. So we are coming up on the week of uh, January the 22nd. That's right. Starting out the 22nd. And we're going to start with the 23rd on PC. We've got a game called Graven coming out. That's right. Graven is an action game from 3D Realms and Fulcrum Publishing. Wow. Uh, developed by Slipgate Ironworks. Okay. Uh, interesting. Um, game? Uh, spiritual successor to Hexen 2. It's a first oh, wow. person. It's it's a spiritual successor to Hexen 2. Y'all been talking about Hexen, so maybe, hey, you know. Yo. Okay. I don't think anybody notices, knows this is probably nah, really supposed to be that. No, no, no. Nobody did, obviously, because, I mean, okay. All right, Graven, coming to PC. Check that out. You Hexen fans out there, I'm, I count myself as a Hexen fan, too. Um, interesting. Um, I might have to check that one out. Again, I got too much, so I'm not like I'm just saying I got to maybe put it on the list. Uh, and then we got Howl coming to PlayStation 5 and Xbox Series consoles on January the 23rd as well. This was uh, previously released back on November 14, 2023 on Switch and PC. So it is now uh, finally hitting current gen consoles. It is a strategy game uh, from uh, published by Astragon. Entertainment GMBH sounds like some type of supplement I would take, uh, but it is not. And then it's by Me Pumi Games. Me Pumi Games. Okay, okay, okay. Um, interesting. I you know me in strategy games, but we've got so many. But how? Okay, all right. Check that out. And then we got Immortality. Of course, this was okay. a console exclusive to Xbox. Everybody, if you how should I put this? If well, I know how I should put this. It's not like it's difficult, but again, 
I don't know how to explain this game to you. Okay. If you guys have not looked at them, this won a ton of awards. Okay. This is live action. It's a live action game. Okay. Okay. So everything is real actors, right? And it's a detective game in which you're trying to figure out what happened to this actress. And you skip forwards and backwards in time. She's missing. You see her go on to talk shows. They've got like, they've spliced her into like Johnny Carson from back in the day. The actress, and I forget her name. I actually follow her on X too. She's phenomenal. She's a gamer. She does streams and everything. She does it. Not like, not like, you know, call of duty stuff. She does stream. She streams different games and stuff. She's a, she's a gamer, but she's a amazing actor, amazing actor, but all the actors in this are great, but you got to kind of filter through all these clips of her on set doing movies. Okay. Like I said, doing like talk shows, her just in real life with her friends and you can skip around anywhere and you're trying to piece together clues. So when you go into a clip, you watch the clip and then you kind of scroll through and you try to find different clues that you can highlight. Right. And then when you highlight that clue and you zoom in on it, then it takes you to another clip somewhere else. And you're trying to find out three bit absolutely loves this game. I played it for probably, I don't know, four or five hours. I was just so enthralled with the acting and the story and what was going on. Didn't finish it, of course, because I don't finish games. I'm, you know, getting a grazer. But <laughs> this was in Game Pass, right? So I did try it out. Highly recommend this game. Immortality is a freaking awesome game. So if you haven't played it, you got PlayStation 5, you want to jump into something different, jump into this game. Uh, I just can't say enough about it. It's really, really dope. Um, so go check it's that fun. out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's crazy. It's really strange. It's, 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 man, it's crazy. It's from Half Mermaid Productions. Um, I wish Three Bit was in the chat right now because he could give me the, uh, the guy who created it. He's done a bunch of other games like this. Um, just a really, Three Bit loves these types of games. Um, so yeah, go check that out. Um, and then, uh, what do we got coming up next? We got the Apollo Justice. Ace Attorney Trilogy coming to PlayStation 4, Xbox One, Switch, PC on the 25th from Capcom. Of course, this has a passionate, passionate fan base. I like Ace Attorney games. I think they're fun. Um, okay. I actually, I, I think yeah. they're great. I think they are fun. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. The story is fantastic in it. Gotta be straight up Capcom, straight up Eastern flavors stuff. It's just cool games, man. So uh, go check that out if you haven't already. Um, and then we got Hidden Through Time 2, Myths Ooh. and Magic coming okay, this PlayStation some... 5, oh. Xbox Switch, and PC. What is this? No, it's a puzzle game. Uh, I, I a puzzle game, Rogue Side. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah, thinking yeah. about something else. Okay, okay. Um, so this came out uh, October 5th, 2023 on PC. It is finally hitting consoles on the 25th of January from Rogue Side. It is a puzzle genre type game hidden through time to Miss and Magic from Rogue Side. Um, and then we've got Hitman, Blood Money, Reprisal. Reprisal. Shout, shout out to IO Interactive. Shout out to Hitman series, a game that I wish I spent more time in, a world I wish I, they did such a great time. But Blood Money Reprisal is coming to Switch. So they're bringing it to Switch. It dropped into okay. iOS and Android, so mobile side of things, obviously. Uh, last November, it is hitting the Switch on the 24th. Perfect game for the Switch. 
Hitman fans, if you got a Switch, go check it out for sure. I, again, okay, I will support nice. IO Interactive forever, even if I don't play their games enough. Like I should. I used to play Hitman yeah, all the time. And I, I love the new thing. Hitmans and I love how they put, rolled everything into one. It's now a platform and they yep. updated all the older games. You got all the old levels in current gen gorgeousness and man, polished IO Interactive puts out polished game. I love the Hitman series. I just wish I had more time to put into them. But anyways, go check that out. Hitman Bloody Blood Money Reprisal on Switch. Uh, and then, as we talked about Steel, a game that I definitely would be jumping into. A game that if the other games that we already named weren't all dropping, I would be picking this game up for sure. It's just that this is the one that's going to fall off and have to wait. Like a Dragon, Infinite Wealth, PlayStation 5, Xbox Series, PlayStation 4, Xbox One, PC, January 26th, uh, of course, from RG, our RGG Studios, of course, as everybody knows, famous for the Yakuza series, Like a Dragon is now the new name that they're going forward. Again, I hate the naming conventions here that they decided to go with because it's very confusing. But anyways, Like a Dragon, Infinite Wealth looks cool as shit. They've got a whole... Sector, yeah, section in there where you actually can build out an island business like i i can't tell you how crazy these games are but like a dragon infinite wealth is going to be big for them i know it's going to hit now they did do Sega's cutting deals man too that's yeah. the other thing They're cutting Sega, deals, podcasts and yeah uh, hey. hey who knows um it's crazy but they did do a thing steal with this one i don't know if you heard they've done this in the past they got massive backlash in Japan when they tried mm. this last, but they've locked New Game Plus behind the deluxe edition. This does what? not make any sense to me. Yeah. Yeah. Behind the deluxe? So you're telling me you got to pay extra for New Game Plus? $10 extra for New Game Plus? Yeah. yeah. They're trying it again. So, I would tell people, don't do, do not fucking support <laughs> this game, man. That's stupid as fuck. <laughs> That makes no sense. You're literally locking a mechanic of the game. Right. Behind a, a replayability factor of the game, which keeps people engaged in the game. You're locking that behind a $10. Like, so anyways, um, is, it, is it a big deal? I mean, it's $10, I, no, but no, I, I think it's a big deal as far as like expectation oh, got, goes. We'll see if they get massive backlash again. Cause again, the last time they tried this, they got massive backlash and they had to walk it back. So we'll see. But again, that just came out this week uh, that that you was got backlash. Um, Why would so you do it again? I, because they, I don't know. I, I don't, I, again, to me, it doesn't matter. Cause I'm never interested in new game plus. I, mean, I know no, there's a I whole mean, thing around it, but I'm never I interested do that, in it. Not in that game, but, but as long as it takes the first time, yeah. I've heard, but, but still, yeah. that's still like, yeah, it's yeah, not it's new weird. content. I played through the content already. Right. Even if there's new shit that happens, it's in the game already. Yeah. <laughs> right. I mean, I so um, let me weird. let me check real quick and see if there was any updates. Uh, I didn't keep track because I was so busy at work this week. Uh, once I'd hit, I was uh, let me see if there's any. Uh, that is so that is so weird. Yeah. Let me see if there's. Been Why any are you spending the money to, to have them to market your shit on podcasts and different YouTube channels and stuff like that? If you're going to do something that makes literally makes no sense. You could have took that ten dollars and made a cosmetic out of it if it's really that. And it's not, it's not just ten dollars; it's fifteen dollars steal, by the way. Fifteen. So the front for the price of Game Pass, I could get New Game <laughs> Plus. Yeah. Yep. No, there has That's, been no update. It is all the articles are saying. Yep, wild. it's locked behind the fifteen dollars DLC. 
Yep. Sega, this isn't going to work for your uh, <laughs> your super game strategy. I just want you I to know, know that. I, may, I don't know. Like I like I said, I don't know how many people are actually looking to play New Game Plus on Like a Dragon. I don't know how much principle. attention this will get. It is the it is bro, the principle like, of it, right? That's what I'm saying. I just mm-hmm. don't know if there's gonna be enough backlash this time around. But yeah, it is. Uh, all the articles are still saying that that's legit what's happening. So yeah, yeah. Oh, you can play the game again. You just won't get New Game Plus. <laughs> right. Why? Why? Uh, oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. I wasn't yeah, expecting yeah. to hear that. I was. Yeah, I, just, I, I know was, a lot of people don't wow, know that wow. because, again, the last time okay. they tried it, they got backlash in Japan huge and they played I didn't it, even back, know they did it before. That's crazy. Time, yeah, yeah, That's... yeah, 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 yeah. So, um, anyways, uh, so there's that. So, yeah, Like a Dragon, though, is definitely on my list uh, for this year's games. I love Like a Dragon. Um, I, I, I can't wait. So, um, I will play it at some point. Uh, and then, of course, Steele and I had the conversation about this already. We've been talking up this game the more I. I see yeah. of Tekken 8. Again, I don't buy fighting games day one. Legit. That goes all the way back to like probably I'm trying to think. Bloody Roar days or after? After Bloody yeah, probably started in the PS2 generation where I stopped buying fighting games day one except for Soul Calibur. Soul Calibur, I, say, yeah, I Soul Calibur was Soul like Calibur I bought day one, but I stopped even buying Soul Calibur day one, yeah, right? It, it, yeah. After a while. So for me to say that I'm picking up Tekken 8 day one and I'm picking up the big edition because I want all the new characters that they drop in because I that's what I love. I'm probably gonna get the big edition. I, I've done locked in. So I'm probably uh, but yeah, Tekken I'll probably 8, end up getting it, but yeah, we'll see. I just know that I'm going to wind up because I'm buying it. Di- normally I wait for, this is why normally I, because I only do it single player. I don't get into the whole competition thing. I just want to play the story. I just want to have fun with all the characters and get in and beat up a bunch of AI with button mashing. That's all I want. And to they do. got a I lot, they got it. a lot of that here now. Too. They got a lot of that. So I normally just wait because then they get the full additions later on, right. For super cheap. Yeah. Again, I picked up Mortal Kombat and Tekken seven for like a combined like $20 for the complete ultimate editions between the two. Like, yeah, dumb cheap. So normally with my budget, I'm just, I don't need it, but watching Tekken eight and experiencing the demo, like this is Tekken back. Tekken is back and probably even better than before. Again, there's whispers that this could be game of the year type quality with the story and everything they've added to Tekken. I'm all in. I want, I want to play this day one. So um, Tekken eight, January 20, Six PlayStation Five, Xbox Series, and PC looks absolutely gorgeous and plays from the demo so well. It feels so That's good. So good uh, I can't wait. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Raymond Haverfield says, "Does Tekken usually have a good story mode? I'm on the fence of getting MK1 or Tekken Eight, depending on which one has the more interesting story. This time around, I would definitely probably tell you to go Tekken Eight for sure. And I'm also would tell you that I, unless you have, because a little bit about me, just in case. I'm not the Street Fighter dude. I don't like the side scroll. I don't like the side. I don't like that 2D fighting style. I don't, I, I hate that. The My furthest I'll go is, is Mortal Kombat. That's like, I, I just hate that side scroll fighting shit. I like to be able to sidestep and move. I, but I'm spoiled because of, so, because of games like Soul Calibur and Tekken. So... Me, I will be honest and tell you that it's going to be a biased opinion, but I can also give you a biased opinion backed up by facts. From what I have seen from out of Tekken 8, they are literally 
making this the most accessible fighting game on the market today. Yep. Way more accessible than Street Fighter Six, even. Mm-hmm. I like. I see it people having good. this conversation about oh, Tekken Street Fighter is is bigger than Tekken Eight. I, I don't know. A bit bigger than Tekken. I don't know about that. Maybe back in the day for sure, but. Bro, the amount of things that Tekken is doing this time around, especially if you're a single-player gamer or you don't really want to fight online, you can still get an online experience without ever playing online. If they truly do everything that they're doing with the ghosts, and I don't have any reason to doubt because Tekken has always been good work from my experience, from everything that I've seen, the fact that you can go to the leaderboards and download some random person's ghost and fight them without ever going online is amazing. The fact that you they literally put you in, um, the, the story is supposed to be top notch from top to bottom too. The storytelling, each character has their own perspective of the story. That's traditional Tekken 2, uh, Tekken also. So it's like you get that part of it, th- 32 different perspectives at least. Um, for gameplay, and then you also have the the training mode, the new training mode, which is essentially like a offline mode, where it's just like it's your avatar story now. So now it's like you're training, learning how to play as your character, whatever character that you pick. Maybe it's multiple characters. You're learning the baseline of the game now. Also, um, you're learning more of the mechanics. It's kind of spoon feeding you how to become decent at Tekken. Before we know it, Pone might say, man, I, I, I was a button smasher at Tekken, but man, I really, I, I, I got this one character. They showed me how to do a couple moves, and I, I, I mean, I'm I'm pressing some buttons. I'm still bashing them, but I'm pressing some buttons I know that do some things. And they've also, not only that, but like Street Fighter, they've also added an additional uh, quality of life feature for people like Pong, um, who it makes it easier to pull off combos, right? I know some enthusiasts yes. may be like, oh man, why did they do that? I saw enthusiasts for Street Fighter say they actually liked that system. Sure. That it actually made it more engaging for them. They didn't have to work as hard. You know what I'm saying? Like sometimes, not everything, you can have, sometimes it's okay just to be able to win off of using some skill and just having a some knowledge about the game. And not having to break your back every day to learn every level of this game, frame timing. I'm not the frame time dude. I don't know if I'll ever be the frame time dude. But I do like to throw hands, right? So, uh, shout out to Tekken 8. It's extremely exciting to see. It's, uh, it looks like, I think this game is going to be at least a 9 when it drops. Bare minimum. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm super excited for it. If this game... <laughs> This is the reason I, I can't play. I cannot go back and play Mortal Kombat 1 because I'm too excited about playing Tekken 8. This is the fighter that I want to play right now. Nothing else. So, shout out to Tekken 8. Shout out to Tekken 8. And, of course, I've already got... I, I love to play with all the characters, but, you know, Law has always been my character because okay. I'm a, such a, I'm a huge Bruce Lee fan. I don't care. I don't care. That's why I play him. I love him. So, I will definitely be... Uh, Getting a lot hey, of gameplay in with Marshall. Tekken volleyball. Sure. There so. we go. That's all it's missing. Tekken beach volleyball. No. no. We, we need. We no, need, there's nothing like. No, you need. You need. You need, need that dead or alive. Because dead or dead, dead or alive. Dead or alive. Dead or alive. What? It, how it separated itself from Tekken. Yeah. Although 
it feels weighty in a different way, along with the jizzle, yeah. jiggle physics. Along with the jiggle, yes. jiggle physics, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, but, yo, yeah, no, te- Tekken 8 is definitely the uh, the heavy fighter. That's what that's what I call it. It's the heavy fighter. Those, Every single hit yeah. feels like a freaking thousand pounds. Like, yeah. it's crazy. I love that, man. I love that. Um, Yobi says, I'll see you on the battlefield for Tekken 8. Challenge accepted. Hey, man, I, I'll, I'll be there. As long as you don't get too salty about who wins or whatever the case might be, hey, that's all good to me. Because I'm I'm not the smack talker. Though. I don't talk smack to people unless they start talking smack to me. You know, I just, it's just not me. But uh, Mav says, I'm excited too, Steve. I appreciate that. With the blue loop boxes in chat. I see y'all. Um, yes. Kumi says, Steel, speaking of throwing hands, who you got for the fight tonight, Strickland or DDP? Um... I would, uh, because I'm not as invested in fights and stuff as I used to be, um, I'd probably say DDP because it's just a more recognizable name for me. I don't know if Strickland's better or not. I'm just going to go by the recognizable name. I could be off on that. <laughs> I could be off on that. And, uh, don't don't uh, listen to my prize picks decisions. I just put it out there. Hey, but if you know something better than I do, Kumi, hey, I am 100%. I want to start a channel where, like, we could do, like, prize picks and all this other stuff and help each other win a shit ton of money. I, I there has to be people doing this because oh, yeah. people are oh. making way too much money off of the, off of these fucking, uh, what is that? Um, draft Kings and all that. Cause you only see the wins steal. You never see the losses. That is true. That, that is way. true. <laughs> but, That's why bro. But yeah, yeah. there's been some people who are like, when you can bet on like, uh, is that, is that, prize picks that where you can like bet over unders and stuff like that and if you go under you get over or whatever you, depending on how that shit works I, i've seen some people get together and, and make a make a dumb amount of money off of that shit but um yobi says win lose or draw it's about having fun we're gonna throw a little smack talk in there it reminds me of my brothers that's that's how that's how i feel about it it's supposed to be like that co-op uh, that split screen like that couch co-op kind of experience when you had your buddies come over y'all throw some hands maybe get a little smack talking now to be fair depending on how um we used to call it something different i'm not gonna say what it is now because it's offensive but um i'll call it this in fighting games i feel like there's unwritten rules like there's certain things like when people like overly juggle you which i i like the fact that they adjusted in here when people do these long juggle combos in Tekken 8, they actually have it set up to where they, people do less and less damage the longer they try to juggle you. I, I like that. But certain people that play like that, <laughs> back in the day, we used to tell people, you stop fighting like a bitch. Stop fucking fighting like, you're just going to sit here and juggle me all day? That's what you're going to do? You're not going to f- fucking fight for real? Oh, I am fighting. No, you're being a bitch. That's what you're- <laughs> Part of the game. Part of the game. No, they fuck put that. it in the you're, game. You're being you're being a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, stop fucking juggling me. Stop juggling. Uh, fight, fight, steel. fight. Was fight me for real. Fight these hands. <sighs> nah, get nah, good, nah. steel. Get good. Uh, they they, they that just used to be. The, there's just certain moves like Eddie. Stop fucking doing the low sweep. Stop, stop. <laughs> I know it's faster than every fucking other character. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this used to be funny. I used I, I miss fighting games back in the day, man. Uh, shout out to Tekken Eight Shot uh, that's it for this week in gaming by the way yeah that is this it nice that's it that's it all right well this week in gaming is over yeah 
JB1521 uh, said that's how those Evo events go. I know. That's what I'm saying. I'm not, I, I, bruh. Fighting game community is toxic as fuck. I just want y'all to know that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Yobi says some dude online did that to me at MK11. So one round, I whipped his ass, gave him some props, and started, <laughs> and started being a bitch. I humbled him in front of his girl. Cowards, hey, people do that. Yeah, and Tekken 8, the juggles aren't as long. And again, it, people don't want to juggle you if they can't kill you within that one juggle. Um, so I, I think it, I think they did some some right things. But anyway, uh, Nick says, I used to say that. My ending comment used to be, stop doing that because that's what bitches would do. <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly how those fights used to go. Like Ray, like Ryu with the fucking Hadouken uh, all the fucking time, shooting fucking balls across. The, you don't stop being a fucking bitch fight me so weird <laughs> no we had a lot of fucking testosterone when we were when we were fucking young especially but people when we were playing those fucking games goddamn right we were fucking on each other we were ready to throw some hands over these fucking fighting games for real this would be so fucking great anyway all right ladies and gentlemen there was uh, something special that happened this week and that was a developer direct now i'll be right back some you good. Uh, some had the expectation that the developer direct was supposed to be a E3 type event, uh, E3 level event, uh, or a Gamescom level event, or maybe even a uh, Jeff Keighley Game Award type of event. Um, I saw a lot of people who were extremely disappointed about the developer direct. And let me actually go ahead and pull this up on screen for you guys. Put it on my show stuff screen here. Yeah, some people were saying that the, the developer direct was extremely mid. Uh, we did get Aura, History Untold, which is like a grand strategy game, um, Avowed, Visions of Mana, uh, Hellblade 2, got some more of that, and then Indiana Jones in the Great Circle. Now, I don't know what people were expecting. Uh, again, there were some people in the chat that were like, oh, this is boring, this, that, and other thing. Oh, they're not showing nothing. I want to start off by saying it's a developer direct, with the key word being developer direct actually i think that this developer direct was even better than last year because they literally focused in directly a hey, dev game dev game talk about it they talked about aura a little too long in my opinion but dev game dev game they're talking about it and again the biggest thing for me is that you can see the passion oozing from the devs as they're getting into it especially the indiana jones devs they were like excited about the game so that gives me some 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 hopefulness about it now um, this article that I'm going to be going over is from uh, news.xbox.com. It's official, directly from Microsoft himself. Uh, so that's something to keep in mind. Oh, excuse me. Oh, excuse me. So um, it's going to be a good year for Xbox players um, from the... Uh, from the Developer Direct show. Um, they provided deep dives into five new games launching across Xbox Series X, S, PC, PC, Game Pass, and Cloud, all of which will arrive later in 2024. Development teams at Xbox, Bethesda, and even one of our third-party partners invited us into their studios to showcase extended gameplay, reveal key information, and more. Uh, from the games that I mentioned, uh, we found out more about each one. Members of each development team gave us a look into their creation with new information and offered a tantalizing glimpse of what's to come this year. All 
four, which is now we know at least five of these games, will arrive on day one with Game Pass and will contribute to what's going to be another huge year for our members, delivering incredible games throughout 2024. Plus, in a special surprise, we heard from this team at Square Enix to learn a lot more about Visions of Mana. New mainline entry for the Mana series and over 15 years in his debut on Xbox platforms. With participation from developers on three continents, it was truly a global show. Now, for me personally, the developer direct was hmm, a seven. I'm more so a 7.5. Reason being, nothing at the show spoke to me personally. Now, that doesn't mean that I hate these games. I think they're stupid. They don't have, they shouldn't have any existence. And it makes no reason why they showed these games. Does not mean that at all. Aura, again, it's a time thing. Also, I'm just not into those types of games. So it's not on the list for me. Avowed, with it being first person, I'm typically not the Bethesda dude anyway. I am interested in the aspect of it having a world where the decisions truly matter. Again, um, from what I saw from New Vegas, I was kind of my expectation of that's what Bethesda does. Come to find out, they don't do that in every game, but it does seem like um, Obsidian are the ones that are like, they got the playbook for that. They know how to make it matter. From what we saw, I thought it at least presented itself better than what we saw um, last time from Avowed, right? Um, Avowed was more so in line with what we saw originally. The main key art that everybody said looks better than what we've gotten from the game now. I think it looks closer to that original vision that they got, that they were trying to pitch to us. Now, does that make, does it mean it's more for me or not? No. But it doesn't. But it does. But it doesn't mean that I can't at least acknowledge what the game is presenting for it. I do have some questions about the game's AI. Again, this is a me thing more than anybody. AI is a major is a is a major thing for me. Even in Power World, the AI, I'm I'm hoping is just a connection thing, a server thing right now. That's called that's causing an issue. The AI could be off sometimes. Not so much for the Mons, more so for the humans. Starfield. The AI was almost a make or break thing for me because of my interaction with it. If you're going to include it part of my game, it's supposed to be part of my experience. It needs to work pretty seamlessly, not have my character running into a wall, into a corner, not doing the things that they're supposed to be doing. Those are turnoffs for me. Again, along with finding out that the world's not truly connected in the way that I was hoping. But nonetheless, the team at Obsidian and Avowed seem like they have their ducks in a row. I want to see a little bit more from the AI, what they're offering. The other thing, too, that is a main detractor for me is the combat. That is a reason why I've waited to play Skyrim for so long. It is very akin to that traditional Skyrim gameplay. Very direct, very simple. I like... I like my combat to be a little bit more fluid, man. I like to have the extra animations. I like to be able to dodge and it feel good. I, it's just, that's something that I've come to expect in my RPGs. I understand that's not what everybody's looking for, uh, which is perfectly fine. And look, it's a me thing. But I would never come out and say that, man, uh, without breaking it down trash. further, say that this game is trash, it's uninspired, 
it is not graphically impressive, which is a conversation that we'll have after we finish breaking this down because that also leads into the whole Indiana Jones conversation and people saying that that game isn't graphically impressive or is lacking quality for some reason or it doesn't look as good as Wolfenstein. Wrong. Indiana Jones doesn't look as good as Wolfenstein. Not even close. That's what people are saying. I don't. Not even close, by uh, the way. No. Oh, okay. Uh, no. Uh, um, no. Yep. Visions of Mana was definitely a standout for me. Again, action-oriented combat. Me like loving that Eastern flair. I'm not a mana player. Uh, I haven't played their uh, previous game, the Trials games and whatnot. Um, so for this game to be a standout, it looked cute. That's the only thing. It looked like it was overly cute. I don't <laughs> like it. Didn't have that. That's mana, though. From, and that's what and that's what I've seen. I, I was looking for maybe that the opposite side of that at some point in the game. It never nope. had that. But nope. the vibes it was giving me is that, especially when he started getting to the characters and these are when he was talking about the, these are characters that I've thought of since I was young and all these things. I thought it was cool. Uh, Visions of Mana. Uh, Bo says, right, Steel, Visions of Mana doesn't have that snap to it. Yeah, I, there was something else missing there gameplay-wise that threw me off a little bit in the combat. I like the movement and everything, but I just feel like there's something missing. I don't know. I, I I have to go back through and really break it down. Again, I don't overly analyze every trailer that I see. I, I try not to do that. I try to take it for what I saw in that moment, and until they show me more later on, that's when I'll take it for what it is because people are always constantly improving. But it did pull my attention, and it was a standout for me. Hellblade was probably the biggest one for me. Again, I was a, I'm was a fan of the first game. I played it for the first time. I think it was last year or the uh, or the year prior. Uh, played it on PC, headphones on, completely immersed in the experience. It is one of the few games within the last decade um, outside of Mass Effect where I'm literally not doing anything else but playing this game. I'm making sure that I got headphones on, I'm locked into the experience, and it, I almost feel I'm like I'm forced to play that way to get the most out of the experience. And I, guys, I tell you what, at least for me personally, and I know I'm, I, I tend to be a little bit more connected energy-wise, spiritually, and things like that. Maybe it's just a me thing. And I, again, it, it was a lot for me also. It, it, there was a lot of heavy heart-beating moments that I got into. I was just like, not only like on a scary game side of things, but more so like even on a mental thing. Because you're like, listen, you're like, bro, what what the fuck is going on? Like, I'm trying to figure this shit out. Now you want me in a moment. Now you want me to fight somebody. Now this boss is fucking scary and overly aggressive. And <laughs> I only got so many combat moves. And that's how the game made me feel. So going into the second game, I was hoping, I was very hopeful that we're going to get that and much more. I am still very much hopeful about that. The only detracting factor about what we found out from Hellblade, and this actually wasn't there at the show. This is something that we found out afterwards, is that Hellblade is going to be more in line time-wise as the first game. Again, to be honest, it's not about the game being eight to 10 hours long, right? I think the value was going to be there regardless. The amount of effort that they put in the sound design, level design, character design, uh, 
uh, I, I forgot who was talking about it, and I want to give them credit for it, but they were talking about, um, it might have been 3-Bit, uh, but they were talking about the way the mocap was working. Uh, no, actually, I don't think it was 3-Bit, but they were talking about the mocap, and you can tell that Senua is the um is played by the actor because even her mannerisms with like the way that she talks and stuff like that you can still see that in Senua and those are there's very minute details especially when they showed us that last kind of um I guess what you want to call it, the last kind of tease where they did just her face and they did the transition between her in real life to her in the game. Bro, the amount of attention to detail. Again, if they knock this game out with attention to detail and it's 10 hours long, I'll be perfectly fine. If they make it more of an experience to the point where Pong plays the second game because he said it about the first game. Hey, it was, you know, it was a lot for me. I, you know, put the headphones down, man. Like, if they take that and step it up at least fourfold, which it sounds like they have, I think we're in for another truly, a true ride and a true cinematic experience that some people have been looking for, right? Uh, again, I don't think it's a negative that the game is overly short. I just was expecting to be in that world a little bit longer, right? Mm -hmm. uh, because it is the second game. Maybe this is what their their vision is. Again, the other thing that we got, we got to consider, maybe this is what they were able to, This maybe this was their vision, right? They had to get a whole new studio together. They had to do all new mocap. They had to do all these, all new things. Um, and maybe they, this is what they were able to do with the time that was left. And again, if they're able to provide you a condensed, detailed, thought-provoking audio, to like an, an ecstasy level of audio, of an audio experience, mm -hmm. I, I think that this game is going to speak for itself by the time it releases. I don't think we're going to be even considered about what Xbox released in its first half of the year after we get Hellblade. I think it's going to be another standout Um as far as engine-wise and everything else. And I think it's going to be a true showcase of what uh, Ninja Theory's capabilities are um, as far as the industry. And I, and you ask me, I think they've kind of demonstrated this the entire time they've been in the industry. I know they've had their ups and downs, um, but Paul, you made the point of bringing up DMC. Yep. I believe that was on Ultimate, um, or it yep. might have been on PM and the PM. I, I PM don't and the PM. remember. Yep. Um, yep. But you made that call back to DMC, and I, I was thinking about it because I remember when DMC released, because I am a Devil May Cry fan, fan, and seeing who it was released by, I was like, Ninja Theory. I was like, okay. Then I started playing the game, and I was like, yeah, this, it feels like Devil May Cry to me. And I get the backstory. Mm -hmm. This is fucking dope. Like, yeah. and they did, and that story was the story, the gameplay, all of that was definitely next level. I would love to see Ninja Theory put themselves in a couple different spaces, right? Where you kind of compare them to, uh, um, they're like a specialty shop, right? A, bo a boutique. Where, a a boutique. boutique. Yep. I like to see them have this AAA where they go next level audio, um, visual design and all that stuff with games like Hellblade. Maybe they come off of Senua and they do a different character next time, but then they also do that action-oriented mm -hmm. kind of combat yes. where maybe yeah. you get a, 
Devil May Cry. Maybe you get a Heavenly Sword. Maybe they do a, I don't necessarily see them doing remakes because I don't think they're the type of studio yeah. to do that. No, um, but maybe they do something like that. Maybe a spiritual successor. Um, and those are the type of games they make. So you get that very graphically impressive. And then you also get, it's, it's impressive, but it's a more action-oriented, mm -hmm. over-the-top kind of game so they can flex their muscles. If they're able to do that, bro, yeah, sky's yeah. the limit for fucking Ninja Theory. Yeah. Um, again, that's me. I like the first game. I know a lot of people are kind of up and down on it. I heard a lot of that conversation this week. Oh, Hellblade is just a walking simulator. Uh, no, it's not. No, it's not. It's not. Uh, I mean, I thought God of War was more of a walking simulator than, than Hellblade was. This is me. I put the same amount of time, except the time it took me for me to play God of War, I actually beat that Hellblade. I mean, take that for what it is. But, yeah, yeah. you know. This is my opinion. Um, and then Indiana Jones. Indiana Jones, again, for me personally, I like the older movies. I do remember the older movies. And I like and I do respect and appreciate Harrison Ford for that time. I personally don't think that Indiana Jones over time has evolved very well. Um, it's been proven through the movies. It's been through, proven through other IP. Now, Fortnite did feel like he was enough of an icon, and you can't deny that, for him to be put mm -hmm. into Fortnite as a character. So obviously right. he means something. So mm -hmm. I, don't, I don't want people to get confused like I'm ignoring that aspect of it. I know that he's an icon. Again, we would not have Tomb Raider or Uncharted if it was not for Indiana Jones. Point right. blank, period. The one thing that I will say that disappointed me about Indiana Jones is I did want people to see why this is the granddad of that temple genre, of that scavenging, you know, us being on an exploration kind of thing and really that sense of adventure, right? And I think in a third-person scope, they would have been able to deliver that. I also want people to understand that well at least for me i had an expectation that machine games makes first person games yep. they've done it with wolfenstein this entire time i was hopeful that they would do something different step out of the box again they got time to do so they decided to go first person with third person elements for me that's turned me off a bit, but since it's in Game Pass, who knows? I liked Avatar. I actually liked that a lot better than I was anticipating. I did drop the game because I got other games to play that I would rather play. Not saying Avatar is a bad game, no. but there's other games that I would rather put my time into. Timing is everything. Indiana Jones might be one of those games. I played Call of Duty as first person. So it's not like I have this extreme hate for first person games. Just first-person games have to do a lot to keep me invested and keep me involved. Indiana Jones has the potential to do that. From the action to the puzzles to uh, the fidelity of the game itself. It could give me some of those younger feels that I remember watching Indy run through some of these temples and whatnot, fighting some of these bad guys, fighting Nazis and whatnot, because inherently, um, you know, my family has a history, although they weren't part of the Nazis. My great-grandfather was, and he ran away 
um, on a, in, a, in, a, in a plane because he didn't believe in the shit that was going on. So um, because of that, I've always had, <laughs> I've always paid attention more to like all these things that involve Nazis and all that stuff because uh, it's something that I at least felt like being partially German that I needed to be, pay attention to. Um, but nonetheless, the one thing that I will say, I I don't have a reason to doubt that this isn't going to be a good Nazi killer game. A good Nazi fighter game. That's what they've been fucking doing this entire time. So why would I think that this game, just because it's in, not in third person, that it's going to be ass all of a sudden? Or that it's not going to be a good uh, a good game? And I think that's one thing that I will get, uh, that I want to springboard off of a little bit. And I'm going to pass it off to you, Palm, before I get into a rant. Sure. Absolutely. Not everything needs to be one way or the other way. And sure, right. we can have blends and you can have choice and all that good stuff. At the end of the day, oh, I need to pop my ears. My fucking, I fucking yawned and now I, I feel like I'm half death. I hate, I hate when that happens. Um, it doesn't matter whether the game is first or first or third person or whatever the case. Whatever the devs wanted, if that's the decision that they made, that's the decision that they made. I do think I've heard some interesting conversations and I, and I, and I like the points. Um, I like the points of Indiana being first person does automatically separate itself from those other games. Now, regardless, it's going to get compared to those other games because it should. Now, can we say it's the same style of games? No, because automatically when you make it first person, it makes it different. Feels different, plays different, the perspective is different. Even with those third person moments, still going to be a completely different uh, different experience. I don't get the, the, the purposeful downplay of this game. I can probably guess why, for sure. Just because the game isn't in third person. Mm -hmm. I understand it. I agree. I think it would have been better in third person, but that's not my decision to make. And it's also not up to me for the devs to do something different outside of what their wheelhouse was. It is also up to me to temper my damn expectations when I say, hey, I'd like a third person game, but also, you know, they traditionally make first person. You know what? And actually, they're actually pretty damn good. Their quality, mm -hmm. they go over the top. They could tell a pretty decent story, except for uh, the one with the twins, apparently. Uh, that's probably the worst one out of all of them that I that I hear about, at least. And even that one I heard, it's actually a decent game. Yeah, it's not the greatest one out of all of them, yeah. but it's decent. Um, so taking all of that into consideration, I guess we could say Machine Games doesn't miss. So why would they miss with Indy? Hmm? So Pong. I kind of gave my uh, uh, well, I gave my essential rundown yeah. yes. um, of everything that was shown at the developer mm. direct. I want yeah. you to also give kind of what your rundown was of the yeah. developer direct. You can kind of go free flow it if you want. I went game by game as it's shown sure. here on screen. Um, and then after that, you can kind of lead into some of the things you might have been hearing about this whole third person thing. Mm -hmm. Maybe some of the um, graphics things that you might have been hearing. Um, about any of these different games that are in here, especially about Avowed, because that's been oh, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. the biggest standout for our conversation piece for a lot of games. And actually, 
there was spaces that I listened to where avowed was the main conversation piece. And Andy was on the back of that to say that, man, Xbox just can't release graphically impressive games. Not only that, Xbox just has a different standard than PlayStation does. So now we're using the, the Nintendo but like I, ideology. Oh no, mm. we're just applying it to we're applying it to to Xbox now or PlayStation. I guess depending on what your perspective is. That oh yeah, you know they just they're just too different. What can you, what would you expect? What why would you expect quality out of these guys? They're they're not even on the same level. What do you think, Paul? Well, let's start with the direct because. What a way to kick off 2024. Oh, yeah. Again, oh, yeah. for me, for me, this direct was all for me as a gamer. Like everything there yeah, had something for me. I, again, I could not have asked for a better direct to start off 2024 for Xbox and what I'm going to be playing later this year right. um, than this right here. This, and I, I had that feeling going in, obviously, because I knew the games. We knew the four games, and obviously Square was a surprise uh, with Visions of Mana. But every single game here was for me. Um, so, you know, that's the per perspective I'm coming from. Um, again, I get excited for all these shows. It's like mini showcases for me. Yeah, it doesn't matter exactly. if it's an Xbox yeah. Direct or if it's a Nintendo Direct or if it's a, you know, um, a uh, PlayStation show. It doesn't matter to me. I think of them as Christmas because I'm getting to see games that I'm interested in or potentially interested in or new stuff that I didn't even know was coming down the pipe. Yeah. So I was already hyped for this. I get hyped for every show. I'm like a little kid. I want to watch this. Dang. Unfortunately, I had to be at work. Yeah, I couldn't okay. co-stream. I was sitting at work, taking long bathroom break, trying to get it as much as I could. And then I was like pretending to work at my desk while I had it on. So I wasn't fully engaged. I got home a little bit early before uh, PM and the PM and got to watch back Indiana Jones and avowed in 4k. And now I've watched it all back in 4k again mm -hmm. um, on the big screen. And that makes a total difference, right? That makes a complete difference too. When you get to see that, cause I watch it on the phone is great, but it's not the same, but I was hyped from start to end with this show they we talked about it with last year just a direct in general that when they did the first direct now somebody you know corrected me last night because i said this is actually their second direct um in the xbox ultimate chat he said well nah you know oh, starfield was the same format it was a direct i'll give you credit I, i'll give you credit was but it was starfield one, direct yeah it was called the starfield direct yeah. and they used the same type of format mm. it was just one game Right. Versus it was one game deep dive versus I having guess, multiple I guess, games. I guess, I guess, I guess. So I had to give him credit for it. I said, OK, fine. This is the third direct. But anyways, when we saw the direct last year, the, the first direct last year in January, we all said they nailed it. Tina Amini, um, who they hired, um, you know, the year prior to that uh, in 2021, they brought her over from IGN. She put together a team. They came up with a formula and a format for these directs that absolutely crushes i love this format this is the way that i want to see it you know i love you know i like nintendo directs i like state of plays i like the game after game after game and just a little introduction here here we are with our new game coming blah 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 i like all that nintendo's kind of drag sometimes because obviously there's some you know they always have the translation because obviously most of them all speak Japanese. They don't speak a whole lot of English. So it's all always translated over the top of it, but they can get a little long winded. I love seeing the devs talk about the games that they're making. 
Um, I love the short, quick format that they have here with these directs. So the fact that they kept it the same, that they found this winning formula, they didn't try to mess with it too much. Love it, right? Yeah. Every game here. Let's start with our. Let's start with Ara. It's the yeah. one that most people are going to go. Yeah, you're the one I, I I don't care about Ara. You know that's that's most people. It's a niche genre. It's a PC genre. Now it's expanding on console. You've heard me and Mav talk about it time mm-hmm. and time again. RTSs, strategy, grand strategy, 4X, all of that. Yes, it's not the most popular on PC. They definitely have bigger audiences than you're ever going to find a console. But the fact that these games are coming to console now more and more again, like we saw in the 360 era is warming this old man's heart. Okay. Love to see it. Now, Ara is only going to be a PC launch that we know of right now. They talked about it last year. They were focusing on the PC launch and then consoles will come later. Uh, the consoles will come later um, down the road, but I've been excited for Ara because it is Civ, but with twists and it's, it's Civ, but you're not going to have turn based where you wait for the AI to make their turns. And then you strategize about your turn. You move, you know, move, build, whatever you're going to do. And then you wait for the AI to respond. This is going to be live kind of, they bring in an RTS elements where yes, you still have a time where you get to decide what you're going to do. But when you make your moves, the AI is also making its moves at the same time. So you can't strategize. You have to actually start thinking ahead and trying to predict what the AI is going to do. So that's going to change things. And then they also have gone away from what is pretty, pretty standard in grand strategy type games, Civ type games, four uh, X games is that they have predetermined goals that you shoot for to win. They're not doing that in Aura. They are actually going to make it open where you earn these points. Depending on your play style, you will earn points for hitting certain milestones or building certain buildings or whatever the case may be. Mm-hmm. So you can kind of, you get to choose how you want to beat the game quote unquote, beat the game. You get to determine the path you want to take with your civilization and where you're going to spend your time growing it out, whether that's military, whether that's in, you know, uh, arts and crafts, whatever the case may be, you're going to kind of, you have a chance to play how you want to play without a specific goal in mind, right? Those two things are going to be kind of groundbreaking in this genre. And I think they're going to turn the PC world, especially on its head when this thing drops, they've been working on this game for a long time. These are X devs for anybody who doesn't know. Oxide is made up of a lot of X Civ devs. So they know this, right? They know how to make these games, but they've decided to put their own spin on it. And what I saw from the R devs was passionate group, love seeing, get to know a couple of the people behind the game. But then I started seeing, and I went back and watched it again, like I said, on the big screen of 4K, the level of detail in this game is second to none when it comes to this genre. What they are doing is really setting a bar here in a lot of ways for that genre, which I love to see. And the fact is, is that Oxide, which may now be a part of Xbox, we just don't know it yet. They were an indie studio. Right, Paul. But... There's been some hints. We talked about this on Ultimate that Oxide might be a first party studio now to go along with World's Edge and what they do with the RTS genre over at Age of Empires. This team is special. 
and I am freaking day one. Now it's coming out later than I thought it would. They said fall 2024. We were expecting it first quarter. That's fine. Take your time, polish the game, make it what make it the best possible game you possibly can. I'm day one on this. I will be playing this on PC game pass day one. I can't wait for aura. This game impressed the hell out of me. And if you're not a fan of that genre, I get it. You could care less. You're tuning out. It doesn't matter to you what I say, but if you like any type of strategy games, keep your eyes on aura and it will be coming to console later. If you don't have the PC, it doesn't matter. It'll be coming to console later for you. This game is freaking amazing. I think I I'm already so excited. Even Mav who doesn't like grand strategy, generally Civ games, generally he's even excited to hop into this. Um, because of all the stuff that I just talked about, the level of detail, the graphical, the look to the game, the option to kind of play how you want to play has all enticed him. So I'm looking forward to Ara. Ara was a great, great showing. Then let me get to Hellblade 2. Real quick, Hellblade Paul, before 2, you um, yeah, move yeah, forward, move forward. Uh, William Riggs, appreciate you for joining the splitter. Oh, we got to... We got, listen, we don't discriminate here, folks. No, 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 no. William Riggs, welcome to the splitters. William Riggs saw the hype train rolling through his town at Mach 10.25. He said, I've never seen a hype train go like that. Holy cow, I saw the nukes go off. They're laying tracks through my town. I want to get on board. I'm going to buy a single ticket to the hype train. Welcome on board. Make sure. You take your seat. Make sure you get the four-point harness strapped down tight because Mach 2.5 will make you fly out a window at any time, and we don't want that to happen. Welcome aboard, choo-choo, motherfucker, choo-choo. Thank you for joining us today, uh, William Riggs. Um, Hellblade 2, I knew what we were going to get out of this. They did a great job describing how this show was going to go in the Xbox Wire. Um, some people are are obviously sick and tired of yeah absolutely some people are absolutely sick and tired of hellblade seeing it uh they just want to play the game we've seen enough i've said before i love seeing the devs but my god we have seen a lot of ninja theory in fact i said this the other night as a joke but we might have have more footage of the devs and ninja theory and what they're doing with that studio than actual hours uh, that will be played in this game. Um, now that we know kind of the length, um, that is just a joke, but it is kind of true. We know so much about Ninja Theory. We've seen so much. So I said um, on um, last week that if they were going to do this, it was fine. I'm all about seeing more. It's cool with me. As far as the gameplay goes, I said if they give me some new snippets of gameplay, awesome. That's exactly what they did here. Again, I can't, every time I see this game, it's not my most anticipated Xbox game this year. That goes to Avowed, and now Indiana Jones is a very, very close second there. But I'm obviously going to play Hellblade 2. Uh, I still, I'm about 80% of the way through the first one. I have to take breaks when I play Hellblade 1. I've told you guys this story before because I do know that I, you know, I'm wearing the headphones because that's where you get your best experience out of Hellblade. But it is so intense with the voices and what Senua is going through that I have to take breaks because it honestly starts messing with my mind. Um, it really does. Like I, I Really, again, I'm not into horror games. You guys know this, but Senua, you know, Hellblade is not a horror game to me. It's a, a psychological mindfuck is what that game is to me. And I already know now 
everything we've been shown about Hellblade 2, they're taking that up multiple notches. So I already know this is going to be a slow go for me, right? This is, and I play games differently. I play games a lot slower. So this eight hour approximation of gameplay is probably closer to 12 to 15 for me. Yes, I was expecting a bigger experience this time around. It was a little disappointing because I want to see Ninja Theory kind of stretch your legs. But if this is their vision for Hellblade 2, I'm not going to sit here and argue it. And it's not like I'm bummed out totally that this is going to be a smaller experience at all. Because again, I can't sit down and play this game like that. So for me, it was kind of bittersweet to hear that was going to be kind of the same experience. Um, But what I saw, what I heard, the new stuff that they showed, they showed the uh, two actors, you know, roaming around the mic while they're doing the voices to give you full 360. They talked about the audio now, not just the voices per se being 360, but the entire world being a 360 sound that they're going for. The combat looked even more visceral this time around when they showed it. Yes, they had that good combat play from the showcase of um, uh, from the game awards, I should say um, that we could finally got to see combat, but the little clips that they showed us here, with her sticking that sword through the back of that dude's skull and then her getting punched. Like I felt that punch in the side of her skull, her getting bit on the neck and grabbing her neck to see if she was bleed. Like I'm not worried about this game at all. I know Ninja theory is going to deliver. They're setting a bar in so many different ways between sound and graphics that I think a lot of studios, well, we already know that Insomniac shooting for uh, Hellblade 2 type graphics uh, in Wolverine. We saw that through the leaks. But the fact is, they're going to set the bar here. And if Ninja Theory is now, as I describe them, as a, this is not a slight. I want you guys to all know that. When I say a boutique developer, I do not mean that as a slight. If they have decided internally, like I, you know, Steel was talking about before, I brought up. Um, devil may cry reboot reboot i bought up heavily sword i know this team could do other things they could do more mainline action-based type games but if they've chosen that that's not their vision that that's not their goal that they want to do these stories and we know project mara is in line with hellblade as well as far as as talking about mental illness um, and kind of what those experiences can uh, be for people if that's their now thing, that's cool with me. If they are going to come out with specialty type experiences for us, and that's what boutique boutique shops are. Like I said, if you've never heard the word boutique, again, it's an older word, but if you've never heard the word boutique, it's handmade, handcrafted type items that you can't find anywhere else that are generally going to be more expensive because they are handmade of highest quality right? So you buy like a, a, a lamp from a boutique shop. Nobody's going to come over to your house. And then when they notice that lamp, they say, God damn, that's a cool lamp. I still think I just saw that at target. No, no, you didn't. This is handcrafted by one person who specializes in making lamps. And this is of the finest glass that you've ever seen, right? All that kind of stuff. That's what boutique shops do. That's the way I'm kind of getting the idea that that Ninja Theory is right now. Maybe later, like Steel said, they expand back, do a little bit more mainline action stuff. I would love to see it because they do great action stuff. They have great storytelling, obviously. But if this is what they are, so be it. I'm cool with it. Loved what I saw to Hellblade 2. 
again, it's it's right in line with everything that I've seen, but it does bump it up each time I do see it a little bit higher for me. Um, and I can't wait to dive into Hellblade 2 when they finally uh, drop it May 21st. And that was the other big part about their showing was giving us that date. We had heard the smoke out there uh, that May 21st was the date. They confirmed it. It's a week before my birthday, a little early birthday present for me. I'll be in day one on Game Pass. Absolutely. $50 digital only. That's a different conversation to have. Love the fact that they're not going to charge us $70. We know that there are some other companies out there who if Ninja Theory was making games for them, they wouldn't allow this game to drop for under $70. But the fact is Ninja Theory looked at this and said, okay, we're going to make it digital only. We're going to make it 50 bucks because that's what we think the experience is worth. Yeah. Kudos. Again, as a consumer, let's go. Like, and again, we've seen this. Matt brought up some great points because I, I was like, I, I completely forgot. We kind of see Ubisoft just kind of did this with Assassin's Creed Mirage, right? Not a full price game. They said, we're scaling back. We're giving you an older experience of Assassin's Creed. We're not going to charge you 70 bucks, even though it is an Assassin's Creed game. They certainly could have done it, right? They certainly could have charged 70, but they decide, no, it's we're just going to charge us 40 50 hour bucks. game, or is it a little yeah. less than that? Yeah. Uh, it's somewhere in that neighborhood, uh, probably 25 to 30, I think, somewhere in that neighborhood for Assassin's Creed, depending on how you play it. Again, for me, it yeah, always, yeah, yeah. I, 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 I probably don't play be like 40 that. hours for me. Yeah. I, probably. I find um, stuff from there. But I love the decision, right? Now, the digital only thing. I don't know what to tell you all. We've been talking here for nearly three years. Digital age yeah. is here. It's coming. It's becoming more and more. We hear now rumors that they're going to pull some more physical stock. We know Best Buy well, pulled all their physical games. They're not going to sell physical games anymore. Um, physical like, copies. Yeah. Like you've said before, we're yeah. 20 years too late. Yeah. If if it was really that big of a deal for us, we well, should have been fighting for it harder back then. I mean, right now, I mean, I just look, I, I get people like collecting. Um, maybe yes. you just like the cases and I, stuff, I, I and that's cool. Started buying 360 you. games again, right? Um, so I, I, yeah, I'm all about the it. The one thing that I'll say is, I've signed. I've, I'm also different about collecting. I know that everybody how how you grow up is going to change. It's going to kind of tailor a lot of that. Um, because I'd rather see the face of the case because I feel like that's what really sold you on the game more yeah, so yeah, yeah, than yeah, when people course. just have it in like a DVD. Like you yeah. can't even tell what you bought. Like, um, but. Like, I get people want to collect and everything, but understand, whatever you're collecting today, honestly, within the last almost 15 years, except for some games, you're literally buying a paperweight. You're buying a coaster. Because your game yeah. does not have the game on on that disc. Correct. Correct. And it has not ha had that game on yeah. that disc for some time yep. mainly because games don't fit on disc anymore mostly there are some games that can and they definitely do but the other part of that mostly i want to say it's more because it's definitely a 50 50 thing because the other half of that also is it saves money it i'd imagine it would be a bitch to contact all these different supply uh get, mm -hmm. get in contact with your suppliers get in contact with uh, all all the different people that you need to make sure that production is going to be smooth if, what if you run into an issue making those calls to make make sure you can fix things in time it saves them a ton of money and we have never gotten the benefit of them saving money 
So, like, the reason I'm so against, like, getting hard yeah. copies of things other than Nintendo is because there's no value to it. And yeah. they've told you there's no value to it. Yeah. Only Nintendo games are $60 three years later still. And some go you can take it back to you can take it back to GameStop and get yeah, fifty dollars for a Nintendo game. Sometimes, sometimes, yeah, yeah, for a trade it. That shit is crazy to me. Yeah. So it's just like if when you when you think it when you start thinking about it at that angle, what are you truly paying for? Is that even worth collecting at that point? If you like the artwork, I get that, but that's not how most people collect. No. And if you're fighting for physical. Why do you do online and all this? So it's just physical here? And like, I get that too. Maybe this is the one thing for you. Gaming has become better since we've been online. Like, I get the old memories are great. Again, we have this day in gaming for a reason. But gaming has never been better than it is today. Even the older games are better today. We're not going backwards, guys. Like, we should have the conversation of you buying digital products and having ownership over your digital products. Correct. That's the that next needs battle. to be the conversation. We've we've talked. About this. We should yes. drop physical and ask about ownership of our digital shit. How do you give me ownership of this? Because once it goes away, it's gone. Now, luckily. This is where, ooh, these companies are so fortunate. Luckily, maybe I'll stop giving a fuck after 10 years. Like Destiny. If the Destiny 2 servers went down, yeah, yeah, that'll be fucked up. Would I care now at this point? I'd, I'd talk about it. But really? The single player stuff. The single player stuff. Single player? Single player, there's, there, there's literally no reason. Right. There's, and that's a pro- that, that and is that a problem. That is a problem. And I get and that. I get that. Yeah, but even yeah. online has been beneficial for single player games. Sure. But the single player games, again, if there's anything, that should be the number one thing. License guaranteed, no matter what. The company yeah, can go to out of business available. tomorrow. It has to have a backup. Plan. You got it. Yes. Yes. That's not the case right now. No. So, no. And it's not and going and to be the case. Oh, we had that discussion. I Blu rays not... are still except are an exception. Right. Right. I'm not the I'm not the regulatory dude. You guys know I hate regulation. But if there's one area that the government well, the government's behind it. I mean, but anyways, but where they're really (laughs) behind technology wise is protecting us as consumers in the digital age. There is not again. I'm not the dude who says that companies have to be controlled. I hate that shit. Big government sucks ass. But for this, for consumer goods in a digital age which we purchase and pay money for. I don't care what the ULAs say. I don't care what any of that bullshit says. Mm, The fact is, is that we have to have clear defining rules about what ownership means. Right. And that if I am buying the, I don't care what you put in those long ULAs that nobody ever fucking reads. Yeah, nobody okay? reads. I don't shit. care yeah, how stop. much lawyer speak you put in there. I mean, that's an us problem. I mean, that is an us problem. But, but if you care about the consumer for real, correct. it's business, because, man. And that's just, that's what we've been built because on. Because as a consumer, yeah. I have a reasonable understanding that when I purchase something, I am purchasing that 
content and I own that content. And I don't care how yeah. many times you want to scream from the rooftops. Well, that's not been the case for a long time. It is still I, I a care. reasonable understanding <laughs> for the consumer. Yeah. Because that is the idea of consumerism. I purchase something, I own it. Okay, that's what that's what it's always been, right? <laughs> right. That's the way it's always been. It's how we and that, that that product should continue to function as I purchased it in the first place, no matter what happens. Right. I, I got I got electronics in here that's thirty years old. That companies have gone out of business. That it still works. Right. That that. Again, that's the understanding. It should be the same way for digital content. Again, within reason, like Steele said, multiplayer stuff. I can't expect companies that go out of business to continue uh, to run servers. Yeah. Okay, I can't. But the that's single player aspect about. of games, yeah. yeah, yeah. But the single player aspect of the game, there should always be a built-in emergency patch system that if they were going out of business, if they're going to shut down servers, that the single player version of that game is still available to me. However, I purchased it, right? That's just the way it is. And again, this doesn't extend beyond backwards compatibility and all that kind of stuff where yeah, Xbox yeah. is doing their own. Like, again, if I own a 360, I should be able to continue to play my 360 games as I do today. Right. Even though the 360 is no longer produced, even though they're going to close down the Xbox 360 store now, so you can't mm -hmm. buy any new games. The fact is, my discs all still work in those games outside of the multiplayer only yep. games. Right. I can boot them up and play them as long as my 360 is still operational. That's that's what it should always be. That goes for movies. That goes for music. Again, I've talked about this. They're they're editing things. They are censoring things. They are changing content on us in this digital age. That is another yeah, massive yeah. problem. Yeah, that is another yeah. massive problem. Books, whole sections of books are being changed. Massive problem that has to be addressed. That should never happen. Anyways, side tangent. But no, the fact I mean, is, the fact is, it's from a conversation. A business, coming it's a conversation for sure. Yeah. Absolutely. Because we saw this just recently with Alan Wake 2, right? Steel as well. Alan Wake 2 was digital. Yeah. Okay. We are moving in that direction, whether people like it or not, whether you are willing to accept it or not. If you are one of those people that says the minute physical is gone, I'm out. Okay. Well, you got to start prepping now. I mean, that's fair. Because I mean, we are close. It is fair. It's your choice. You gonna, I'm not going to sit sure? here and tell you. What are you going to replace I, it with? Right, right. What are you going to start prepping now because it's going to happen, right? And it's going to happen sooner than we think in my eyes. So just be ready for it because I think this is going to become more and more common where there is a digital only. I get the whole other side. I understand. Again, I've been buying 360 games, you know, some Xbox One games. Even I bought some Series X games, right? Mm. Physical because I have the Series X. I can play them. Bold makes a good point too. Yeah, yeah. He says digital is better. I have th I have like three games digitally that I could play from the 360 yeah. era that aren't available anymore. Uh, a disc is only good if you're going to hold on to the system. The other thing, mm -hmm. to, I mean, that's something to take into consideration mm -hmm. too. Is that factor which uh, I generally have, of it, which is I generally which have is, done. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I've traded in a lot of systems, but I kept a lot of systems. Right, I sold off a lot of my 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 older stuff during the pandemic and stuff um, when needed money, I, I couldn't justify. I sold my Atari Jaguar stuff. Yeah. You know, I told, I told, I sold all my dreamcast games. I've still got my original dreamcast, but I sold a bunch of stuff. I, and I'm that, I'm that dude who keeps his stuff uh, for that purpose. Right. I do like to go back, but again, there are solutions. There's emulation that can be embraced. There's a lot of different things we could do to protect us as consumers, to make sure that our content is always available. They just, I really think, 
the governments need to step up and and say we got to have clear defining rules here and we need to protect the consumers purchases but we'll get to that point Dakota made a great point too before we kind of lost this war uh with yeah. pc with pc uh when oh, pc I mean- started i mean again when they start getting rid of the disc drives they stop selling their games on disc let's be real like i mean again the thing you're paying the most money most amount of money for yeah. it too that's a, and yeah. that's the thing and yeah. And it might have been a conversation for people. I don't want to say because it wasn't. I'd imagine it was, but like it was, it had to have been the most one of the most natural conversations that like transitions that has happened. Like when I literally think about it, like I remember. I mean, I have a disc drive now, but it's not it's not connected to anything. I don't have it plugged in. Um, it just came with the case, so I was just like, okay. Uh, and I did try to use it, and then it didn't work. So I was just like. <laughs> Uh, okay and mine doesn't at care. all mine didn't come with one so yeah so it's like i mean and most times it, that's that's going to be the case and yeah I, I look at it like music too i mean that that transition i'm not saying that it, that it didn't negatively impact that industry but music has also made money in other ways you know what the artists had to do maybe they tour more maybe they they got they working for it you know what I'm saying? They're doing other things, whether it be apparel, um, whatever the case. It, there's other things that they're implementing, and not just depending on CD sales. Yep. But they're, I mean, and they're, and they're getting, and there, a lot of artists are getting ripped off on the streaming side of things. Kind of similar to how we're getting ripped off on our ownership of things, right? But we don't own the music we listen to now. I mean, most times, and records are becoming pep popular again. Uh, well, vinyls, excuse me, um, they're becoming popular again, and that's that's dope to see. Um, I do think that Blu-rays are probably going to be the one form of CDs that continue to exist because I do agree that the quality that you get from those are, I mean, nothing matches that. I tell you, as somebody who is a hardcore, I don't care. I, I'm not as picky about that type of shit. I I know what quality. I was like, I was having a conversation about TVs and stuff. It's like we're just gonna see these tra- this, this, these transitions happen in many different spaces. Maybe some people look at Game Pass like it's TCL. Hey guys, if in case you didn't know, TCL actually makes the best gaming TVs with the lowest latency, and they're not a bad price. I'm not saying that you should get one, but if you don't care, like I do, maybe you have one. I have two Samsungs right now, but I would consider getting one for the living room and getting my TV for the bedroom. That's that's me. I also see and can talk about detail and graphics and all this other stuff on just a different level than what some people may care about, right? Um, and I'm not I'm not saying like, like I'm super nerdy about that shit sometimes, but um, nonetheless, it's just there's so many different elements that, that that stack on top of each other as we're moving into the as we're moving into the digital era and the way that we look at everything. I do again. I, I agree. Ownership is a conversation that we need to have. I don't have the answers for it. Um, I've never, as a consumer, I don't think I've. Unfortunately, to say I've never had anybody around me that has made me care enough either. Sure. I mean, what I, what I, I mean, sure. I'm, I'm I'm always going to speak out against what I feel is right, but I noticed it back in the day when I didn't get the book in the case anymore. I was like, oh, okay, right. I guess I. I miss what is the value? Days. What is the purpose of this now? I, I miss those days too, bro. I, I, I do. Those I are, do. Those are the I best got moments. nostalgia. Best those are the, the best moments. Best moments. I just. 
nothing like it. It is a bigger conversation, and Hellblade 2 yeah. is going to push it forward more as it comes out because there's already been a lot of people that are yelling online um, that they want a physical edition of Hellblade 2 um, to add to their collection. And I think Xbox um, is, go- is going to have the biggest decisions to make down the road because of how much emphasis that Phil and the rest of the team have put on backwards compatibility. If they go to an all-digital console, next-gen, Steel, they're going to have to address the backwards compatibility for the disc owners. Are they going to sell a separate disc drive for those people that do I want to bring their collection? They're going to have to do it unless yeah. they come up some other way to transfer the license into a digital license, right? Unless they find some way to do that, which they talked about during the X1 gen- Xbox One generation, when, it, when they first announced all the features, people forget that they were lining up to have an option to be able to trade in your digital copies for credit with the licensing. They were finding a way to do that. That was part of that whole DRM thing. People forget that now because they ditched it and it never came to fruition. But people, honestly, there was a way that you were going to be able to trade in your digital content, get credit like GameStop for a digital purchase, which I thought was a freaking awesome idea. And all the ideas, I was like, hell yeah. But they got to find a way to transfer or they're going to have to give an option of physical um, a disk drive to add to a digital only console. But I think they're going to be the biggest. It's going to be fun watching how they decide to do it. It's going to be fascinating. I should yeah. say more fascinating to watch how they decide because they've pushed this backwards compatibility thing so far. Bring yeah. your games forward, your discs included. We've got an option for you in the Series X where you can still pop in a 360 disc that is backwards compatible and play on your latest and greatest console. They're going to have to address it some point so uh but hellblade 2 digital only 50 bucks i'm cool with it i think it's a great idea i think as far as the 50 dollar price point i I, price point goes i have to give them applause that they aren't charging a full 70 dollars for those that do want to pay the full price for the game uh 50 bucks is awesome uh it's a great price point um i can't wait for hellblade 2 um next up let's get to visions of mana the 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 secret uh of the show that popped up again kind of surprising most of us, and again, we didn't have a whole lot to go by, but most of us got the impression that the dev directs that they are doing now were going to be for first party or Microsoft yes. published games, right? That that this was going to be very limited, but most people thought first party only, right? Shout out to Wandering Dutch who put out a big tweet telling everybody they were crazy for speculating on third party because that's not going to happen. This is for first party only. He went out on a limb. And the limb cracked, unfortunately, in this dev direct. But shout out to Warner and Dutch. Um, but a lot of people felt that. We even did when we were speculating, like, oh, uh, yeah. probably not going to even see Stalker 2 here. Probably not going to see, like, Contraband. Like, I don't think those would show up here. Well, surprise, surprise. That's not the case anymore. They just opened up Pandora's box where it's the wild, wild west on these directs now. Anything can happen because, lo and behold, don't think anybody could have guessed it. Square Enix shows up at the developer direct with Visions of Mana. Really, really to me. Now, of course, we played with this a little bit and said, oh, well, maybe they are going to be first party. Maybe this isn't out of line, right? Maybe there is something in the works there. Maybe we'll hear a Square Enix announcement, acquisition announcement soon enough. So this will fit nicely into that. But really, really, if I had to... um, give you my my uh, factual type of opinion here 
I think this just shows the strengthening relationship between Square Enix and Xbox, which we saw highlighted when Phil was on stage at Vegas for the Final Fantasy 14 announcement, him shaking hands with the new CEO. Um, this new CEO seemingly, again, had comments this week, he did some interviews this week where he said, we're going to pare down um, how many different titles we're making at Square Enix. We're not going to try so many things at Square Enix. We're going to focus on our best stuff. And we're going to bring those games to One more second. places, obviously, including Xbox. So I think this right here was Phil solidifying that relationship that he started there and that he talked about the CEO start, talked about and saying, we will give you a prime spot on one of our stages here at the direct to show off visions of mana again, mana, the series mana series, definitely a popular series for square, but they haven't done a whole lot with, they haven't promoted a whole lot with there's been a couple games here and there. It's not like they made the secret of mana and just stopped, which of course, for anybody who doesn't know, Secret of Mana is considered by a lot of people one of the greatest JRPGs of all time. They didn't just stop. They've been making Mana games, but really not to the level that Mana deserves. Because Mana and Final Fantasy back in the day were kind of side by side. Mana didn't come out as frequently, but man, they were damn good games when they came out. So if they're going to reboot the Mana, and or, or not necessarily even reboot, but if they're just going to put more emphasis on the Mana series again to go alongside Dragon Quest and Final Fantasy, more power to Square. I'm all about this. Secret Mana was freaking an absolutely freaking incredible game for me. One of the last games I played on Super Nintendo. I'm for this. And if they're going to promote this everywhere and they're going to bring it everywhere and start, you know, cultivating that mana fan base there's already a good solid base for that but if they're going to start cultivating new fans of the mana series by doing this awesome what better way than to start over on xbox right there's potentially again potentially here speculation town a game pass deal involved in this as well that we will hear about closer to launch obviously they want to capture as many pre-orders as they possibly can so we might we won't hear about a Game Pass announcement until later down the road, potentially. Again, not 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 saying that's a for sure thing, but no matter what, this is a great way to show it off at one of Xbox's big shows. Let's be real now, from Xbox fans, this showcase was watched. Even some outside Xbox fans were definitely curious enough to start watching directs now. That's credit to Xbox, credit to Tina Amini and what they've done here. And obviously the content that Xbox now has with all these studios, more and more people are going to start watching these directs like people do with Nintendo directs or people do with PlayStation state of plays. Even if you're not in the ecosystem, you're still curious. I know I am about what the others are bringing and something that might catch your eye. I think more people are going to start watching the Xbox direct. So having visions of mana here for square Enix as a surprise, was awesome and solidifies that that relationship is stronger than ever. And it's a new relationship. And it means that we're probably going to see more square Enix titles coming to Xbox. Something I have been heavily critical, as you all know about square Enix and that old management style that they had taking those exclusivity deals. And now we're getting more smoke final fantasy seven remake and the subsequent games might be in the works for Xbox. Got a little bit more smoke yesterday. Take it all with a grain of salt, folks. But Special Nick put out there yesterday on the uh, Infinite Podcast. Uh, 16. To, yep, 16 is on its way to Xbox. I mean, there was already the, um, the rumor that yeah. it was only a six-month 
Right. Deal. deal anyway. Correct. And and this new manager. Come to so, PC and Xbox at the same time, man. Yeah. T- take it with a grain of salt for right now. But if this new management of Square is serious, then that all makes sense. And we will be seeing more Square stuff here. This was awesome. As far as the game yeah. goes, what I saw, uh, again, nostalgia gets me. Um, I you know, again, I'll take JRPGs action or turn base. I don't have a preference. I will play both. I love turn-based. I love action-style games, depending on how they're done. But everything I saw here, to Steele's point earlier, mana was never about that hard edge. Mana was never about the... Mana was a, a much lighter series. It still had big themes to it mm-hmm. um, about nature, um, about the energies around us, about you know harmonizing um, right. you know with, with the world and that kind of stuff. But the, I loved the cheery, old school kind of square, but new school flair that they showed off with Visions of Mana. I am all about this game. Um, if it's not on Game Pass, I'll wind up buying it. I can't wait to dive into another really hyped up Visions of uh, Mana game, another Mana game like this, where they're trying to bring it back. And try, like I said, setting it alongside Dragon Quest and, of course, Final Fantasy. I can't wait for this game. Everything I saw spoke to my heart. Love it. Um, can't wait to play it. Great showing to have Square here. Just a fantastic showing and, and great for Visions of Mana. So I uh, loved it. I loved it. And let me tell you, forget the dude's name in that video, bro. But that dude with the gray hair that he had slick back steel and he had the all black on and he had that black matrix blade like oh, leather yeah, jacket yeah, yeah. i want you, that you, jacket yeah, that jacket was, was dope, dope was man dope. that was, was dope. dope he was freaking i loved it i loved it i had so i was, was like oh my god look at this dude look at this dude yeah he was um, fire he was super he fire. was he was um that team and i said this i said that i think i said this on ultimate last night man uh square enix they've got some wild people in their devs like they've got some they got a huge diverse set of actual devs uh, you know the heads of their studios they've got all types of personalities you got some of the coolest dudes over there at square enix making games man when you see them talk and on stage and they can bring the style all different like it's awesome man i love i love that um so yeah no the great showing um and let me get to i'll I'll do indiana uh I don't want to do this because you kind of ended it with a kind of Indiana. Well, no, because avowed was uh, yeah. okay. I'll do Indiana yeah, Jones. Indiana. Here. Yeah. I'll do Indiana Jones here. Um, Indiana Jones. I'm in love. Uh, absolutely. 100% in love. I've been on the record as saying that I want to see a mix of third person and first person. Um, I didn't have a problem with it. I was one of these people banging the, my fist on the table that said they had mm-hmm. to do third person. I said it made sense to do third person so we could see indie, but it also just like steel talked about, I know machine game, machine game specialty. The thing I said that if you're going to do for first person, I actually think it's a little bit more challenging to get the mechanics with the whip and stuff down to get the feel of Indiana Jones down, but they nailed it. They nailed it for me as the old school Indiana Jones fan, as the, as the guy who grew up on Indiana Jones, as the, as the younger kid who wanted to be Indiana Jones, treasure hunting, globe trotting um, across the world, getting into adventures. Like as that kid who had that fantasy, we've had some 
decent to good Indiana Jones games in the past. The, the original one that is on Xbox is actually pretty damn good. I used to play Temple of Doom in the arcade back in the day. Um, we've had some decent to good games. I've always wanted a good to great game from Indiana Jones. Okay. And I said all along that knowing Todd Howard as the executive producer, as this is another one of his babies, he's pitched this game multiple times to Lucas over the decades to make an Indiana Jones game. I had the utmost confidence in Todd in machine games that this was going to be true to Indiana Jones and the movies that they were going to bring that Indiana Jones experience that I've always wanted. And this showing even in first person for the majority, yes, they've got the third person kind of uh, mechanics thrown in there as well. Gave me all of the nostalgia feels I was looking for. I'm already saying here just from the bits and clips that I've watched, you know, that we got, I should say from this, this has the potential to be one of my favorite Indiana Jones stories of all time. Mm, okay. They are nailing every aspect steel oh. that you have to in Indiana Jones for me. The atmosphere is spot on to the old school Indiana Jones movies before they kind of lost their way, that? as you said, Steel. Mm -hmm. They nailed it. They've got the side characters so far that I've seen down just like the They're movies solid, because yeah. people forget. Yes. The movies were all about Indiana Jones, but the side character said he yeah, both the enemies and his friends that came along for the adventure were vital to what those movies were about. And what I'm seeing here from machine games, they got it. The writing, the acting, all of it. Let me talk about Indiana Jones himself. We had this conversations about what they do with Indiana Jones. Is it Harrison Ford or is it their spin on Indiana Jones? I was on record as saying, I didn't mind if they went a different route with Indiana Jones. If it didn't look like Harrison, if it didn't sound like Harrison, that'd be mm -hmm. okay with me. I was willing to accept that because let's be real. Harrison isn't Harrison anymore. He's old, really old now. He can't necessarily voice act like he used to. It wouldn't yeah. sound like the old young Indiana. Like, <laughs> like, so I was cool if they did like an alternate universe Indiana Jones, as long as you gave me the feeling of Indiana Jones, right? Okay. I was cool with that. But let me tell you something. I said this on PM to PM. When the screen, when they were showing it off, Steel, and I was at work, so I'm watching mm -hmm. on my phone. I got the and they go to the scene where he's buried in the sand mm -hmm. and the Nazi dudes down in his face talking to him in the sand. No, right? he was, First of all, yeah. phenomenal, bro. Phenomenal. Yeah, he was all boy. He was all boy. Bro, bro. But when they showed the back of his head and there was only a slight view, slight view of the side mm -hmm. profile, mm -hmm. I knew just from that, because I've watched Indiana Jones for so long that they were going to try to go Harrison Ford, Indiana Jones. I knew from the way the brow looked on the side, I knew the way from the jawline and the back of the head that they were trying to do Harrison Ford here. And I instantly got goosebumps and then they flip the camera and you see him for the first time. And I know fun, you know, the, you guys were doing it co-stream. And I know everyone was like, eh, it's Harrison, but not 
Harrison all the way. Like it was like close, like uncanny Valley. Like, okay. I recognize them, but you know, there's some weird things to them. Right. Obviously they hand animated it. Obviously it wasn't facial scans from Harrison Ford. Um, They did an awesome job. Steel. They did an awesome job. There's enough Harrison there. And then when he started talking steel and when they started showing his mannerisms, the arch of the eyebrow, the the smirk that he gets on his face when he says something sarcastic or whatever, they absolutely crushed this. Machine games crushed it. Next up, so that's the look. And then of course it was about the voice. What are they going to do with the voice? Right. I didn't know it was Troy Baker. I'm not a voice actor guy like that. I certainly know some voice actors, right? But I don't get into it. I know there's a whole fandom around voice actors and there should be. They are actors and they can make or break a game in a lot of ways, depending on what they're going for. So voice right. actors are extremely important. I'm not going to take any. I'm just not that celebrity crush voiceover dude. So I don't recognize no, most voices, right? So when I heard the voice... At first, I was like, ooh, not indie. But then as the talking went on, and now I know it's Troy Baker, and now that I've watched it back multiple times, he nails enough of the inflection points. He nails enough of the tone. He obviously put a lot of work into mirroring Harrison Ford as Indiana Jones. This is a monumental task. Me and me and Matt have talked about this on PM to PM. This is monumental. First, getting the look right by Machine Games, but for yeah. Troy to do they, they as well on. as yeah. he did. This is an iconic character being played by an I- iconic actor in the movies. In Harrison Ford, one of the biggest stars of all time, playing one of the, the most iconic characters. And again, we can have the discussion whether or not it is anymore, but for millions upon millions of people, one of the most iconic characters that we ever grew up with. And you've got another person trying to imitate that and get it right. I have to, again, I'm not a Troy Baker fan, but I have to applaud Troy and his effort here because the more I've listened to it, he nailed a lot of similar uh, similar sounding Indiana Jones lines in what I've seen so far. So hats off to him. I'm cool with all. Again, I was cool with them going in a different direction. So the fact that they tried and they got this close, I got more goosebumps. I was like, okay, I'm all in. Then we get to the first person view and the whip fist and limited gunplay. Yeah. They did their thing with that, too. Mm -hmm. They did their thing. Movie, Steel, when I saw it and watched it back and saw it and watched it back and was like, okay, this is not me playing as Indiana Jones. Now that I'm first person, this is me as Indiana Jones. And again, they brought the movie sound effects over. They brought the movie moments back over the, the, the movement back over how he has fisticuffs. This is what it would look like if <laughs> Indiana Jones was first person in he the movie. Hands too. Throwing hands, bro. This is what he did. This is the other thing we talked about. You can't have a running gun. Indiana Jones. That's not Indiana Jones. He is yeah. the 
good guy who gets caught all the damn time by the bad guys and winds up having to find a way out. And it's always most of the time through either escapes or fisticuffs or just knowing the right moment when to pull the gun, but using the whip and the fist most of the time to get out. They got it, man. They got it. I, I was like, thing. okay, you did it. You did it. You you chose to go first person. Applaud you for being courageous because most people wanted you to go third person. I assaults people credit, talking about credit. I'm cool with this. This is now me being Indiana Jones. And then puzzle steel. The other thing I said I absolutely had to have. They again, Indiana Jones is the reason why we have Tomb Raider and Uncharted. Uncharted is more actiony than obviously Tomb Raider. I'm talking about the original <laughs> Tomb funny. Raiders. Talk about yeah. Go I ahead. was gonna say it was very reminiscent of the literally with the remaster that they just did. If anybody wants to go yeah. play him, they were literally that that moment where he was in that tomb putting that yep. stone figure in there. Yep, literally reminded yep. me of of the original absolutely. trilogy. Uh, absolutely, absolutely, hundred percent. I needed treasure hunting. I needed puzzle solving, and the fact that they said that they've got simple puzzles, but they've also got challenging pun- puzzles, just like Indiana Jones comes across. In the movies, that's what I want from my experiences in Indiana Jones. I want the challenge. I want to have any moment I could die as Indiana Jones because I screw up a puzzle or miss a trap. I wanted that experience of tomb raiding as well. And they are giving it to me here as well. On top of the big set pieces they showed off steel, which is massive part of the movies. They had the big set pieces, the scene where he's jumping from the plane to the Japanese zero plane from the wing that all I could see happening in an Indiana Jones movie. Like those set pieces that they give us glimpses of in this were perfectly a part of the Indiana Jones lore. Like that's all about it. And the overarching theme of this game, the Great Circle, which again, for those of you that don't know, that there are worldwide monuments like the Great Pyramids, etc. That there oh, are like a set that. of pier- there are a set of monuments across the globe that were created thousands of hundreds, thousands of years apart by different civilizations. That when you link them, do form a circle. They are a perfect circle. That is crazy to me. The fact that they're going to explore that and I want to know where they're going to take it with Indiana Jones and what it means, what he's actually hunting down. Yes, yes, and yes. Like the idea. Character designs, perfect. The Nazis, again, I already see they got Tony Todd in here as well. We got a glimpse of Tony Todd. They, They went all out on the voice actors, obviously. Tony Todd looks like Tony Todd, actually, kind of in a lot of ways in this one. They went all out for this game. Like I said, this is exactly what I wanted from Indiana Jones. Again, I didn't have one way or the other third person or first person. I just said, you got to nail first person from what I've seen. Haven't played it. Could it. Come out totally bunk and broken and just garbage. But I trust machine games. They've done this too much. They gave me what I wanted. I get to be Indiana Jones. I get to be in an Indiana Jones adventure. I think this is lining up for a brand new IP, for a series of IP, for expansions, whatever they're going to do with Indiana Jones. I think this is going to be the talk of the town when it drops. It's already the talk of the town, both for obviously the the the, the disparaging remarks that people are leveling at it, but mm-hmm. also because a whole lot of Gen Xers who grew up on Indiana Jones just that, saw something yeah. that hit us in a different way when it comes to this. Like, I agree it, with that. 
it did. It just hit differently. I was already hyped for the game. It moved it closer to avowed. It's right next. It's one A and one B now for first party Microsoft titles this year. Okay. I can't wait to get my hands on Indiana Jones. It's right there, Steel. That's really fire. I like that. Bro, bro. It's it's gonna be so much fun. I can't wait to dive in this game. They nailed it, knocked it out of the park. Can't wait for this game. Todd knew what he was doing. He understood the assignment. He completed the assignment with machine games. They are ready to rock and roll. You can see that. Ah, can't wait. So Indiana Jones, fantastic. Absolutely fantastic. All on board. Avowed. Steel. We're going to end this with Avowed, and then we'll get into okay. a conversation about the graphics or whatever else you want to get into here about some of the comments and topics that yeah, have popped up yeah, around it's this. Just a little, little sauce. Yeah, a little sauce, a little, a little salt, sauce, a little smoke. Um, you know. Avowed, I still, I said this earlier uh, a couple weeks ago or started a couple, or last week maybe it was. Um, mm-hmm. I think Obsidian called their shot here. I think Obsidian asked Phil to come back to this direct. Um, I think that they wanted to come back off of the showcase showing where we talked about there was a part of the actual Xbox community, the people that were excited for Avowed, right, from right. the teaser trailer years ago that when they first saw it at the showcase last year came away going, Oh, no, that didn't look so good. Obsidian had come out and said that it was an older build, that they were working on a lot of different implementing, a lot of different things that we did not see in the trailer, that they were going to have a better showing for us down the road, that they were excited for the game. But I think a lot of some of the hype, not a lot, but some of the hype, as far as the actual fans, people that were looking forward to the game did drop off. Not for me personally, Okay, not for me personally. I knew what Avowed was going to be. I knew what Avowed was going for. I was cool with it during the showcase. But I think Obsidian said, Phil, let's get back on stage. Let us do a better deep dive. Let's show some of the mechanics. Let's show some of what actual Avowed is going to be. Yeah, let's show what Obsidian is all about, which is what our fans know and love us for. Let us get back there. Let's do another dive on Avowed. And uh, they called a shot here knowing that they were going to have a better showing. And they did for yeah. me solidified that this is my most anticipated game. First party wise from Xbox okay. this year, easily hands down again, high fantasy pillars, universe obsidian. You guys know my right love for obsidian. It's right next to Bethesda for me with obsidian. There have always been the little brother to Bethesda, but in some ways they do things from time to time better than even Bethesda does. I can't wait for Avowed. What I saw here is everything I love from them. The absolute dynamic, diverse environments all over the place. Brought showing up different, brought it. You could see the level of detail increased from the showcase showing steel. They, it looked gorgeous. I watched it back in 4K steel. Again, if Amazing. you don't like the art direction, I'm not here to argue with you about art direction ever. That is always going to be personal taste. If yeah. you want every game to be realistic and look like The Last of Us or to look more in line with Bethesda titles or whatever you enjoy in your art direction, I'm not going to argue with you. That's personal. I don't care. For me, I love Obsidian's art style. They brought it here, Steel. In 4K, this looks absolutely drop dead gorgeous i have zero complaints from there then they talked about steel love seeing these devs the obsidian devs are obviously a passionate group some of the best western rpg designers 
out there in the world. I've been touting them forever for that. I said that the, now under Xbox, they will be known as one of the best Western RPG developers by a bigger fan base out there. They talked about consequences to go along with your choices. They showed off a little scene there where you got to make some choices. They came back and talked about how, hey, there's gray area to your decisions. It's not all about good or bad decisions. There's a lot of gray yeah. area That's and it's going to make a difference yeah. in the world. And we want you to walk that gray Learn. area. Yes, please. Thank you so much, Obsidian. This is what you guys are masters at. Storytelling, character design, world building, and the choices in your games. That's what it's all about. So that, of course, I was like, yep. Okay, cool. Great. We are all in. Then they showed off the combat. If people want to criticize the AI, the movement of the enemies, the animations of did you the hear other people fighting, talking about that? Yeah, I did. I did absolutely. Oh, people were bringing yeah, that up. I... People were bringing that up. Oh yeah, no, I mean again, some of it was circus shit, right? They're going to do it. Oh, but yes, okay, okay. I saw I mean, people. I... I saw people talking about it. That was just a personal thing. I mean, I don't... yeah, no, no, there are going to be people like... who say again it goes back to the idea that yeah. everything has to look or feel a certain way steel nowadays for some people that want to play people have def we'll get into it people to me people suddenly have a very narrow minded view of AAA games and there's a reason for that that we've talked about before we'll get into that i think there are some people that have very narrow minds about what constitutes AAA or big budget gaming in 2024 and it is a certain style it is a certain feel and it's a certain budget level and mm -hmm. I, I really do think that that's gotten very very small uh as to for some people for me it's not the same so anyways enemies ai animations combat animations that kind of stuff it's obsidian again just like bethesda there's certain things i expect they took a step up from their other games in my eyes from what i was seeing the enemy, AI, I'm not playing Western RPGs to have a Souls-like experience. I'm not playing Western <laughs> RPGs to have smart enemies all the damn time. That's not what I... I'm not playing That's even not. Western RPGs to have the JRPG-type bosses where you have to still learn patterns or whatever the case... I'm playing Western RPGs for the power fantasy, for the story, for the decision-making. That's why I play them. The enemies are a means to an end. They are the reason why I level up. They are experience to me. I don't want sweaty battles in Western RPGs all the damn time. Line them up and let me knock them down like bowling pins as I roll through them. That's what I look for in Western RPGs. Now, can you have some challenge? Of course you can. Can you have some yeah. really tough enemies? Of course you can. I'm not against that. But when we're talking about the minions that they were fighting, the little goblin dudes that they were fighting. Did you notice they brought in the witch doctors from Diablo, by the way? They did. You know that shit? I was oh, laughing my ass off. It was the exact like witch doctor, even, even the animation. Yeah, was. I was laughing. Um, that's what I want. Fodder. Give me fodder. Let me exercise my power with my magical abilities, my dual wielding wands this time around, by the way. Sword and shield, however I want to play, however I want to role play my character in this beautifully crafted obsidian world in the Pillars universe, let me do that with this fodder. 
That's what I'm about when I'm playing through Western RPGs. Give me the loot. Let me me feel. Let me feel like I'm becoming a god amongst the little people in this world. That's what I love about Western RPGs when you get down and dirty with them. That's what Bethesda does. That's what they all do. So for me, I saw that. I was like, I saw the dual wielding wands and I was like, okay, is that, is that reasonable? If we were to believe that magic was real, nah, probably not reasonable, but I don't give a damn. Give me dual wielding wands. That's dope as hell. And then they have the active loadout steel to allow you to play each and every battle out how you want to play them out. Your character Again, I'm generally the dude who likes to take my character down one main focus path. I'm not the dude who likes to have options to become a fighter all of a sudden versus a spellcaster. I'm not that dude. I like I like to specialize usually. But the fact that they are going to give me active loadouts where I can have different equipment on on the fly, depending on the right. battle, depending on what I want to do there. Cool. The fact that they're going to allow me to be a you know battle mage, both wielding and fighting sword they showed off you freezing somebody and then you know you know breaking them apart uh breaking the ice apart with with your sword the, that's cool with me because if dope. all of a sudden i decide i want to do that i got the option on the fly i don't have to think about respecting i don't have to think about going back and redesigning my whole character getting starting i don't have to do any of that i'll be able to do that on the fly that's dope to me that's totally cool that gives me options avowed knocked it out of the park obsidian is going to come my most anticipated game this year can't wait to dive into it. It's going to be another Western RPG. It's not going to be as big as a Bethesda title, but the replayability in their games is off, off the hook when it comes to that stuff. If you want to go back and replay it, make different decisions, you're going to be able to do that. I know for a fact from Outer Worlds that their decision and consequences do shape the world and the story around you. Again, my Outer Worlds gameplay that I'm playing right now that mm-hmm. I haven't finished that I'm going to get back to, I decided to make most awful choice. I forget the dude's name, the good guy in Outer Worlds that you meet right away that is helping you. I turned him in. I've basically turned on him and I'm turning him into the bad guys, which is opening up a whole different storyline for me because I'm not following the golden path that everybody wants you to follow. I'm turning him over to the bad guys. Like that's the that's where I'm at. Like Obsidian allows you that freedom. So I can't wait to see what they've done with the steel because they accentuated that in this dev talk. I have a feeling we're going to get a lot of that in this game where you're going to make really big choices that are going to alter the actual world around you and about how it shapes your story going forward. I can't wait, Steel. Avowed, knocked it out of the park. Shout out to Obsidian. Love you guys. Love everything you do. Um, I can't wait to play this game. So, yeah, that's my whole take on the uh, direct. We got sidetracked. We did a whole lot more in there than just that. But uh, yeah, of course. Yeah, no, loved it. Uh, This was an easy nine out of 10 for me maybe even a nine and a half. The only thing I would have done, and this is just in a perfect world for me is I would have shortened the Hellblade two segment down. I would have done a sizzle reel of all brand new clips. Give a talk a little bit about Senua. And then I would have fit in. I would have fitted. I would have put in a six game into the showcase. I would have made the the Hellblade two sizzle reel. Talk a little bit about it. Hit us with that date, May 21st, right? And then out because we've seen so much Hellblade 2 out and then give us another. Give us a six game in here. Give us six games of direct. Uh, that would have been cool to see. But that's just my little critique. Otherwise, they knocked it out of the park. Nine, nine and a half. Love this show. Everything about it. All these games are for me. 
more games, more games. And they're all going to be by the looks of it. Steel second half of 2024, no games. First half for Xbox. I'm not going to criticize them. Game they pass, man. Promise, I mean, the deal didn't coming. promise anything. Power they didn't World's promise here. anything this year. Steel. They didn't go Power that World's route. I'm <laughs> Power world's here. We got suicide squad. We got all these games coming yeah, out. I'm I mean, cool. But I said after last year, I said, just don't tell me that these games are coming out and then and delay they them out of the window. Yeah. If you don't have a window, that's cool. If you have a late window, that's fine. I don't care, so I'm not going to critique them. It is a little weird with all the content that they don't have one. There could be a surprise. I still think there's one more surprise this year, at least from Xbox. We've been hearing a lot of smoke about different things. I think they got one more ace up the sleeve this year. Take it, grain of salt, speculation town. I think they got one more that could surprise drop first half. But if they don't, if it's all this, these games, plus all the other ones we know about second half for the most part, all they got to say is second half is going to be unbelievable as far as gaming goes. Uh, if you're in the Xbox ecosystem or on PC or whatever, it's going to be crazy, bro. It's going to be crazy. But uh, yeah, no, I'm cool. I was, I love this show. Love this show. Still. Great way to start 2024. Yeah, overall, I mean, again, even, even though me giving it a seven may be like, oh, well, you said it sucked then. I mean, Again, I mean, take take that for what you will. I'm again, I'm always going to judge it more so based off of what I'm looking for. I mean, I, as I think anybody would should, and in no way am I at that in that same breath saying that the game is bad, um, or any of the games are bad. You got to be able to articulate your points without completely downplaying something, or like you and uh, Mav brought up. Oh, it's just trash. Right. Um, <laughs> but that's a. I think I found I think I found something with our logo that I like. But anyway, that's besides the point. Um, what I wanted to get into off of the heels of the direct, and, and this is where we'll start winding things down. Yeah. But it, it might amp some things up too. I was listening to some things this week and um after the direct happened. And a lot of the conversation that I heard, um, people weren't didn't like the direct because Again, it showed, or <laughs> one of the things that I that I heard on uh, Shot to King uh, on his channel, uh, Xbox Frontline. One of the things that I heard on his show was that it opened people's eyes to the fact that Xbox is just different. The thing that we were like, oh. <laughs> You know, <laughs> it sent me on a whole tangent in the car the other day. Um, to myself, by the way. Um, the whole thing that we we were like people were saying about the whole Xbox tax, it has now become mm. my eyes are open because mm. Xbox is different. Yeah. And what they meant by this is that what you get from PlayStation is these graphically over-the-top impressive, narrative-driven, um, high-quality games. Mm-hmm. Quote-unquote. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, at that point, I started asking myself, I mean, how, how many of those do you guys have? I mean, how many how many of those does PlayStation truly have? Okay, I mean, there's, there's, yeah. there's a good handful over there, right? Okay, let's... Yeah. Um, and they're like, so PlayStation has just been doing this this way for so long that they just set this bar so high that Xbox players have just been 
conditioned to expect less. So when you get a game like Avowed, for an example, you don't see that it's not graphically impressive because Xbox has conditioned you to think that that is good graphics. Chad, I mean, get involved. I mean, do, am I, am I, is, is that a, is that a something that you might think? Or is that um, a, a method of how you look at gaming maybe? Is everything judged purely by the art style? Because again, that's what we're talking about. And I think that's what sent me on my, on my tangent because I have games on PC, Wayfinder, for an example. It's a game that I came here, talked about. It's like an MMO-like kind of game. Um, had some issues early on, server issues. Issues that actually Power World doesn't have. It's interesting. Um, anyway. That game, when I was playing it in beta, 1080p, would push my would push my computer around sometimes, right? You know, typically I expect 144 frames. That's the refresh rate of my monitor, so I typically expect that in most games. Um, another good example is The Witcher 3. It's an older game. So man, may, maybe brand new hardware, which it has in most cases, should push this thing beyond its limits. You know on max settings at 1080p, it runs just over 60 on my PC. And I have a 3080 Ti. I have a <laughs> 12 core, 24th thread processor. I mean, it's just like when you put start putting things to, in perspective, what are you talking about? And what I was finding is a lot of the time it was just people talking about the art style and what they specifically prefer. And just because you prefer a specific style of game doesn't make every other game less than all of a the sudden. There is no... I will, I will pose this because I, I, I typically try to pose this to anybody. Art style. Between Halo, Gears, Forza, Sea of Thieves, um, Avowed, um, RTSs, um, all the other diversity of games that Xbox has on their platform. Where is the diversity in the art style on that platform. Ratchet, Ratchet and Clank. Okay. Fair. I, and I can 100% agree with that. But, <laughs> yeah. but, Pong. Yeah. Yeah. But per the thought process, even Ratchet and Clank wouldn't be good enough because it's not graphically impressive. But it is. Or, then wouldn't that make Avowed graphically impressive? No, because it it uh, for some that's a different reason, art style though. It's a different. The Pixar style is a different art style, Pix, isn't it? Pixar from realistic, style. right? Correct, correct. That's a that's a different art style. It is. I'm I'm already finding translates. a contradiction. Yeah, but it translates steel because Pixar is considered oh. some of the best animation out there by those same people, right? Oh. 
Mm. And for mm. me, okay. for me, just real quick, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just, I'm for, just looking for, for real. Yeah, I'm looking for feedback. I know you are. I know I'm you are. For feedback. I know you are. I, I know, feedback, but, you know? but this is what people, this is again, one dimensional people. There's a bunch of one, one dimensional people out there. Okay. For me, that's fine. If, if you think Pixar is the best animation you've ever seen. It's good animation. And, yeah. And you translated it to obviously something like Ratchet and Clank, and that's your video game preference. That makes total sense, right? If you like realistic games, you're obviously going to translate it to things like The Last of Us, Red Dead Redemption, like those types of games. Those are going to be the games you gravitate toward. I don't have a problem with that. But there's a billion other games, there's a billion other types of animation out there, there's a billion types of other movies out there, all of that. that but they forget that steel because for me personally, right? I like all types of animation, but if I had to pick one 80 style animation, and maybe it's because I grew up in that era, 80 style animation, hand drawn animation is more appealing to me than Pixar. animation. No, that's not good enough. It's not good. enough. <laughs> right. Right. But there will be some people that say that look at 80s cartoons and say they're trash for me. When I see that, I love it. I think it's greatest. Old cartoons or anime? Both. Because you and I have had this discussion. I look at old hand-drawn anime, right? Versus anime, I I agree. 80s and 90s, oh my God. Oh, oh, bro, bro. Like, there's just a difference. They're getting back to it. They're getting back to it, too. They are. Not that I have a problem with nowadays digital art, right? I don't have a problem with it. And in fact, some of it is ultra gorgeous and they can do things that couldn't be done through hand-drawn animation. But there is a different feeling when I go back and watch like Demon City Shinjuku or I go back and watch mm-hmm. Ninja Scroll. There's a different warm feeling that it I does. get, right? That is just, it's, it's, it's perfectly imperfect steel is what I say. There's mistakes. But- there's weird things that happen, but I'm just saying. I'm just pointing. I didn't want to make this. Then people say, people but, say that's an. Ex- but then I, now that that would be considered an excuse. Oh, now you're just excuse. You've been conditioned to make excuses to not get games in this art style. Although you still get the same graphical glitches in those real, more realistic looking games. Mm-hmm, Even mm-hmm. in Ratchet and Clank, people yeah. were falling through falling oh, through course, cases and trains. Of course, of course. And you can say, oh, well, that's gameplay. No, it's it's something that happened visually. It's still a graphics thing. It's not perfect. But no yep. game is perfect. My point overall is exactly Agreed, what you're, what you're saying. Agreed, My point overall is exactly what you're hinting to. Yeah, yes. Why, why does everything, if it's not in a certain art style, why does that determine the quality of the game to you? That is never how gaming has worked. This is not movies all of a sudden. And even movies, high quality movies, aren't even the best movies all the time. That is Marvel's problem right now. And they're slipping up on quality. Yeah. So the, like, quality is always subjective. And when people talk about their subjectivity, and make it try to come across like they're being objective when they're really just being personal to what they care about. And it's allowed, and this is allowed, this whole thought process is allowed to be ran with and people like, yeah, man, 100%. Yeah, the the quality is just down the, how do you look at it about and compare it to anything on PlayStation? How do you look at Indiana Jones? Man, Naughty Dog was doing those types of graphics back on the PlayStation 3. 
Oh yeah, Uncharted Four looks better than anything Xbox is currently putting out, according to a lot of people. Again, different style. How does that determine my and my whole point of bringing up like specs and things earlier? If these graphically impressive games are pushing mid to high end PCs around, what are you talking about? That's You're not talking about graphics. That's lazy devs. That's lazy devs. Optimization steal. Come on. They're sure. And again, there's some of that happening, but that's not the majority. Come not. on. Like, I, I get that we like to think that everybody, ooh, the man is just out to get us. Man, those devs, they're just sitting in there. They're not doing nothing, man. They're just, you know, they look at each other every day. Maybe that's what the day before devs were doing. There's certain devs where you can tell, like, like the Power World devs. Maybe you can say they were taking whatever you want from whatever game. You know what it takes to make a game? You got to put it together. They put something special together. I don't know what it took. But it's not my job. It's, I'm a consumer. Do I like what is presented to me? Is Does it speak to me in any way? Fidelity doesn't equal quality. Has 4K, has this whole 4K and upscaling, downscaling thing not proven anything to anybody? Like, I, I feel like that's the thing, that's the mound that I continue to like to, to scream from. Because I will always go back, I'm always going, that's more so what I go back to. Because Hellblade is probably going to be 4K 30. Or, because it is a true series console game, maybe it will be 4K 60. Maybe this is where we see what it can really do. As Steel, this is a crazy kind of gameplay to gameplay. Gameplay to me will always be king. Always. Sure. If a game yeah. comes out and is graphically impressive to our eyes, will we point it out? Yes, absolutely. But as you can yeah. already see, we have different People oh, have different tastes. Impressive. Again, this is what I was saying. I think there's a very narrow mindedness. Some of this is just the clown show in the circus purposely doing this. They have a very narrow minded view of what is great to them. And it's very narrow. It's getting even more narrow because of the PS4 generation. That's why Mav and I had the conversation about what changed, like how, why all of a sudden did reviewers and professional true. journalists love Bethesda's style or Obsidian style in the past, and all of a sudden now, oh, they're not that. This is old school. No, their art direction is their art direction is what they're good at. Steel, it's it's yeah. what it's about. Again, when I look at games, gameplay to me is king. And I, I'm getting the gameplay from Bethesda, Obsidian, from all these studios that I like. But that's because I have a wide-ranging enjoyment of different of styles it. of games, right? Of gameplay. I have the wide view. And so a lot of things appeal to me. And I can look at something as art, right? When we're talking about specifically graphically, and I can see something beautiful out of Obsidian, and I can see something beautiful out of Rockstar. Two different, completely different styles. Yeah. At the end of the day, that's what it's about. I think, really, what this conversation is like, Steel, is we have a group of people who literally are acting as if they would go to Picasso and say, why don't you paint like Rembrandt? <laughs> That's literally what's happening. Why, Picasso, I don't like your stuff. Why don't you pay like Rembrandt? You people who like Picasso are trash. 
<laughs> you guys are you guys are trash art collectors. You guys suck. <laughs> oh, I, right? That's that's, that, that's literally what we're talking about here. This is a this is a crazy conversation to have. Again, gameplay to me is king. And again, if it's not if obsidian games aren't your style, but those style, whatever we're talking about, that's fine. I'm never gonna argue. If you legitimately don't like that gameplay loop, so be it. I'm not here again. As much as I rave about the atmosphere and art direction in Souls-like games and how much I love them, for the most part, outside of Elden Ring. I'm not going to do it because the gameplay loop doesn't appeal to me, but I'm not going to trash those games and say to, you know, from software from what, why, why are you making these souls like games? Can't you make a devil may cry game for me? Can't you, you make an RPG? Trash? Can't you make a Western RPG like Bethesda does for me? Why do you make these trash souls games? Fuck, no, I'm not going to do that. Bro. Why? No, I this sit here and say I can see the quality. Yeah, <laughs> these are the guys. This is the conversation, but specifically to your point, yes, I just I had to make that analogy uh. because legitimately that's what popped in my head when we were having this conversation previously. Steel was literally this is literally like people going, Picasso, your shit's trash. Why don't you paint like Rembrandt? It it really is like that because that's all we're talking about here when we talk about art direction. People have a very narrow-minded view of what AAA gaming is supposed to look like and it's got to be a realistic type world or it's got to have Pixar type level animation. Like they associate AAA gaming because this isn't generally a conversation we have when we talk about games that are considered double a or indie games or whatever the case we don't generally right. hear this stuff there's people that come out and say well vampires why can't vampire survivors have better graphics like why this 8-bit style but generally that's not something that's normal for that conversation but specifically when it comes to your original point steel especially xbox because nintendo's completely forgiven for having the same style for fucking ever Again, I made that analogy when we were talking about Super Mario Wonder. People didn't complain about Super Mario Wonder being archaic, even though it's the same goddamn formula they've been doing for 40 plus years now. It's not they didn't complain about that, but they complained about Starfield having an archaic style to them. I brought up that that that's where we are. People have this really hard time understanding that studios have different art direction. They have different artists. They have different ideas and visions they use different engines that don't produce the same type of style that all of that's in the they, that should all be common knowledge but that's all thrown out the window no just make a game that i visually appealing to me otherwise it's trash what what are we talking about here and to your point it doesn't when it comes to xbox the diversity of studios they have underneath them the fact that Phil has promoted time and time again, hands off freedom to his teams to go make the games that they want to make yep. with very little influence from Xbox or demanding that, hey, we need this third party realistic narrative looking game to compete with Sony. The fact that they don't do that and they let these teams go do what they do best, that's showing up. And again, like you just said, like King pointed out, I think you said King pointed out, people are realizing that Xbox is different. They're different than Nintendo. They're different well, that's what somebody was. Somebody was art was using to argue. Yeah, was saying that oh, we just need to. Xbox has trained the consumers that they need to look at games different because they'll never match the quality no. that PlayStation has. Bullshit. Gameplay wise, there are more enjoyable experiences for me on Xbox than over on PlayStation from first party. That's me. There's, there's no way. That's, that's what possible. I look for in games. This is exactly why this direct steal was exactly why 
Xbox was the ecosystem for me this generation to start out with. They were delivering more experiences because I have a wide range of love for different style games. Xbox was offering me that. Not to say that the stuff on Sony is trash. It's not. You'll never hear me say it's trash. I'm going to play Horizon when it comes to PC. I'm picking up Horizon on PC at some point, right? I, I want... I want some of those. I'm Ghost of Tsushima. When it hits PC, I'm playing it. Like there are experiences over there, but I get more experiences from Xbox's first party. And I knew with the acquisitions that they were making, those were acquisitions that I would have personally gone out if I had a shopping list. A lot of them, Bethesda, Zenimax, right? I would have made that purchase if I was filled. That was that would be one of my wish lists. Obsidian, one of my wish lists. They are bringing the games first party wise that I want to play. And it's a diverse lineup that constantly keeps me entertained and engaged all the time. And I don't feel like I'm playing the same stuff all over again. Coalition is going to bring gear six out at some point, and it's going to be graphically ridiculously looking. Ninja theory is bringing out Hellblade two this year. It is graphically going to set the bar. That is cool. I look at Hellblade two and say, Oh my God, it's beautiful. I play high buff high busters. And I said, it's one of the best damn looking games I've ever played. Loved yep. it. But those are different, but that doesn't mean a vow to shit. When I look at that art style, I go, oh, God, that's obsidian. I love it. I love their art style. I love the little tweaks that they have. I love the environments that they do. I love the colors they use. I love that palette. I looked at Starfield. Starfield's got some amazing yeah, I got some amazing, yeah, amazing scenes here, man. I looked yeah. at that and I said, oh my God, they went for a more realistic, toned down sci-fi. It didn't appeal to everybody. That's fine. But it reminded me of sci-fi movies in a lot of ways. And I was like, I love this art direction. But that's just me. But again, to say everything else is trash that I don't like, bullshit. Yes, for me yes, to sit man. back and say Zelda to me isn't necessarily appealing in its art direction. I still don't say Zelda is trash. Even though I have no interest in Zelda, I don't care. I yeah, say, that I understand why sense. people do yeah. like it. It's just not appealing to me. That again, these conversations are crazy, bro. But to to your point, your last point you brought up there, somehow the idea or definition of quality steel has gotten very, very small for people, and it generally favors what PlayStation trained their fan base to like in the PlayStation 4 era yes, that that was the quality that you should expect. And if it doesn't look and play like this, then it's not quality with very few exceptions. And to me, that's heartbreaking because the game industry is so much more than that. But again, so much you're bigger one of those that. people, right? If you're one of those people that are, that's how you're tra- That's what you think. So be it, but that doesn't make every other game trash. That doesn't make Xbox second class. That doesn't make Nintendo old school. It doesn't mean any of that shit. It just means yeah. you very have a very specific type of game that you enjoy and that you think is worth your time and money. That's all that means. But there's a whole lot of us out here that have a lot bigger expectations when it comes to games and have a whole lot more enjoyment That's true. from different styles of games. That's all there is to it. That's true. Maybe one day, maybe one day that'll get through to the people, but oh, maybe it not. Maybe it won't. Again, no, that's, I, maybe won't. I don't personally. That's why I tell say all the time, and I will continue to preach it. Uh, know not only who you are as a person, but know who you are as a gamer. You have to at, at least know who you are as a gamer. Um, Mavs has brought it up here frequently a lot too. Like, how long have you been gaming? Can you make sound judgment by yourself? Is it a good investment for you or is it not? 
no, you don't have to have FOMO. That's the other thing too. Like we definitely have to start working on losing our FOMO. Um, everybody, I suggest you work. work <laughs> As we on just that, talked about, we're buying. You. We're I mean, buying we're buying four different. We're gonna play them. We're gonna play them. We're gonna play them. <laughs> I know. I know. But yeah. you know what's funny about it though, because it's not. It's not yeah. even a fear of missing out. That's no. Like, it's it's that's not. More these are so games like, that I want we predetermined that we were gonna yes. get these. Like Suicide so Squad, especially was like, yes. yeah, we're, yes. we're, we'll probably end up getting that. And then, yeah. and so the same thing with those other games. And yeah. then we come into the beginning of the year, and it's like, oh, by the way, they're yeah. all releasing in February, at the <laughs> right. beginning of February. End of Don't January, beginning of February. Yeah, Don't you worry. We got you. It's great. Yeah, no, uh, it wasn't FOMO for me. I, it's not fear of missing out on the conversation because, yeah. again, I've been coming on shows for the past two weeks talking about Vampire fucking Survivors, Dragon's Dogma 1. I'm replaying it now. Like, I've been talking yeah. old games. Like, I don't have a fear of that. It's just that it so happens these four games that I really want to play and they happen to be co-op multiplayer, which is also an important factor in a lot of them because I want to play with you guys too as well and enjoy them in that aspect now. Yeah. They just so happen to be coming out within a week and a half, two weeks span. That's all. <laughs> it's crazy, but it's happening. It's done wild to me. And again, I mean, and not everybody's going to have that. So it's like, you no. don't have to get everything. You're going to miss out on some of that conversation. Um, I may miss out on some of the I may have to put some stuff down. I may be so invested in one thing that, you know, you never know. Life might happen. Life is crazy like yeah. this sometimes. I might have to go get brand new ties tomorrow. No, don't, don't, don't wish that on me, please. Um, anyway. Yeah, man. But again, it's, it's just interesting to see how things play out uh, again. But I don't mind coming here, being passionate, having chopping up with you guys. You guys have been killing it in the chat, um, having the same conversation. It looks like the majority of you guys kind of agree with us. Um, graphics aren't everything. Mainly no. the main thing is definitely gameplay. Um, yeah. Overall, that's what everybody wants is, hey, focus on gameplay. Make sure you got a good loop and then, you know, hammer everything else out. Again, I think we are at a point if you want 4K like that can just. It can just happen naturally. Stop forcing it. And um, and I think that's what that's been happening. You gotta get a lot of 4K ass assets. And then one thing we have talked about graphically, not to continue this conversation, because I know we're trying to wind Very down good. here a little bit because we we've been going, you've been going for a lot longer than I have. Uh oh, no, but uh, no, but we've talked about the detail, level of detail in games, Steel. And if you go back, like that's one thing graphically we've talked about. Like you, you are definitely on the hill. Like I could care freaking less about 4K. Just give me more detail in my game. Go yeah. watch that Avowed trailer in 4K. This the level of detail in the armor and the environments and some of the materials, it's all there, folks. Like there is a level of detail that you don't get out of every game. Indiana Jones, same thing. People trying to say that those are 360 generation graphics. I the fuck he, out of here. Did you see that close up of his finger steel? Did you see that? It was Did you see that going around? Mm. They have fingerprints. They have individual mm -hmm. fingerprints on his finger. Mm -hmm. Bro, that's that, that's something you that could say that to do. Yeah. no, you could say that's pointless. You can say that's over the top. That's how detailed the devs chose to go with that game. And just because you don't see it in every single time that you were watching the screen doesn't mean it's not there like that is going right. the extra mile and people just totally ignore that kind of stuff the the the, the spit on the nazis lips i saw somebody bringing yep. that up like very that detail. all of that very detailed his hair steel was yep. super detailed when you looked at it um it, it's just listen again different strokes for different folks it's a popular saying we're all going to have different opinions, especially when it comes to a nice. medium that is art in a lot of ways, right? It is big business, 
but it's art in a lot of ways. These people are creating. You don't have to like every style. I totally get that. That's fine. That's not a problem. But to trash and say there's no way, again, that you can like that, that's just wrong. That's a wrong conversation to have. Now, I've done that in the art world with modern art. A banana nailed to a wall is not art to me. And I will say that's trash. And if you like that or duct tape, I should say, uh, to a wall, that's not art to me, but obviously to some people, it's fascinating. There's certain it's things like the, like, like, the, like yeah. the Kong game that came out. Uh, right. Gaming is art, but I don't know if that's not that's not art. That, that art style sucked. They made it under a year, and uh, it showed that like that was trash. Hey, but the gameplay just... itself, the <laughs> gameplay itself was trash. I could see that. Yeah, just yeah, from, you, you, you know, still got you still have to have a baseline element yeah, 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 to be considered a game. And yeah. um... <laughs> right, right. But again, when it's done well, it doesn't matter what style it's in. Again, yeah. Vampire Survivors, I got more hours in than probably 80% of the games I ever play in Vampire Survivors, and it's 8-bit. It goes back to the NES-style game. But that doesn't bother me. Like, it's the gameplay. It's the loop that's addicting as all hell, and it's polished, and it plays extremely well. It's amazing. It's just, again, I the beholder, but again, I'm not going to sit here and trash things that don't, don't appeal to me. I think that's just a dumb conversation to have. But again, it's Xbox. It is that Xbox bias. It is because Xbox is not the most popular brand out there amongst its peers in Nintendo and PlayStation. They have a bigger community. They have a more vocal community. And this is how you get into tribalism and gatekeep the, you know, the, the idea of video gaming gatekeeping, you know, how Steele and I feel about that bullshit. It's garbage, but this is how they do it. And it's just like Xbox is different from both the other two and people want to just knock it down and say, it's not, it's, it's not real quality bullshit. The game itself is what the quality is. The gameplay is where the quality is. Yes, graphics have a thing. Yes, of course, all the acting story, all that goes into it. But the gameplay and how the gameplay and how it makes you feel is where it's really at for me. And again, that's why I just, no, I'm not, I'm not going to sit here and knock down things. I just don't visually. Yeah, appeal I, don't, to me. I, don't have, I don't, I don't have the time to do that. That's the other no. thing too. Uh, again, I, I've, Hey, I like the diversity. I, I I would love to have a life where the most interesting part of my life is drama I create. Now, fun that might that would be, just to be a chaotic fucking heathen. Yep. <laughs> just to be everything else is good. I can just be a chaotic heathen. I would never do that because <laughs> I think that's dumb as fuck. But uh, because like you could be instead of being a chaotic heathen, you could be playing a game, um, right. or enjoying the hobby that you're spending hours talking about <laughs> I just i don't know anyway that's just kind of me um we will start winding things down here and getting to our this day in gaming segment because uh i'm getting a little hungry here and it's definitely uh it's still saturday yes, get sir. some stuff knocked out for the early afternoon maybe get some gaming on uh gaming in later on again um Put it out there for anybody that's interested. I do have a world. So anybody uh, playing Power World, you want to jump into some co-op, you're more than welcome to jump in with me if you want. Um, just put that out there. Other than that, uh, that's probably that's probably going to be my plans until up to the point Tekken 8 releases for sure. Um, along with maybe you're still running some Dead Cells in the background because that's been a fun time to play. Didn't talk about the games we were playing, yeah, um, yeah. but it's cool. We we got we got into it raw. We got into, I like yeah. it. And I like it. I like when we get into it raw. Uh, it's a lot of good conversation. So 
My fault. Hey, okay. man, it's all good. So we're, we're, we're having a, a, an excellent show no matter what. All right, ladies and gentlemen, hopefully you are ready. Let's get into our This Day in Gaming segment where gaming is art should be treated as such. It's just, you know, we got gaming history, man. You got to sometimes bring up some old memories from some of those irritating games and just be appreciative of uh, where we're at today. Uh, I think we've always had some good, uh, interesting titles in here, so yes, let's we have. get to it. All right. Today we're starting in the year 2000. Japan released on the Dreamcast. Rainbow Cotton. We got some good ones in here. I'm looking. Shout out the Dreamcast. Yeah. Uh, Then in 2002 on the PC. Yeah. uh, You had Medal of Honor Allied Assault. So good. Medal of Honor. So freaking good. Mm -hmm. Oh, too bad that Call of Duty pushed them out of the way. Yeah. Shout out to Cotton. Then in 2004, PlayStation 2 and Xbox got Baldur's Gate. Dark Alliance 2. Freaking absolutely amazing. One of the all-time classics. I will be picking it up at some point because it is available um, on Xbox, on PlayStation 2, I think it is. Yeah. Um, when it goes on sale at some point, when I have some downtime, I'm going to go back and replay that. That game was ultra rare on uh, PlayStation 2, actually, by the way. I still got a good price okay. for it decades nice. ago when I sold it back to GameStop. Um got a good price on it because it's rare um you could do a uh, secret code and bring in uh some characters from forgotten realms into it That's uh, fire. a couple of my favorite yeah. characters just freaking awesome game man just an awesome game love Dalton. i love dark alliance Let's nice go. uh then in 2004 on the playstation 2 you got maximo versus army of zen i think i played that ghost of goblins shout out to ghost of goblins okay yep uh then in 2004 pc released silent storm Oh, the silent storm. Uh, this was in five in Japan on PlayStation 2. You got Faun Baku Matsuden. Love it. Don't know what it is, but love it. Um, then 2005, Japan released, uh, Japan had on PlayStation 2 Monster Hunter G. There we go. Monster Hunter. Monster Hunter. Hell yeah. Trying to make sure everything is looking good over here, guys. My fault. All right, we're good. Uh, then in 2006 in Japan, you had on PC Gore Screaming Show. What the and that frick is that? Then in 2009 on the PlayStation 2, it is uh the Gore Screaming Show is not safe for work. So keep that no. in mind. Okay, okay, all right. Makes uh then in 2009 on the PlayStation 2, you had R Tony Lico 2. Melody of Metaphalica? Yeah. Metaphalica? Metaphalica? I have no okay. idea. I have no idea. Interesting. What the hell I'm is I'm assuming it is? an RPG. It's an RPG. You know, it's definitely an RPG. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's made by NIS America. Oh, it was an NIS. Shout out to NIS. Please start bringing your games over to Xbox, please. Thanks. Appreciate you. Uh, then in 2010, on the Xbox 360, you got Bound of Hearts, Flames of Judgment. Great game. Backwards compatible. You can go pick Sorry. it up anytime you want to. Bound of Hearts, okay. if you want an old school JRPG style game, uh, top down, uh, three quarters view, okay. um, Diablo-esque, but RPG through and through. Really good game. Uh, very oh, good nice. game. Bound of Hearts was cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, then in 2015, on the 3DS, PC, PlayStation 4, PlayStation Vita, and the Wii U, you got Citizens of Earth. It did not come out on the Xbox, by the way. 
know what you're doing. Um, then in 2015, on the PlayStation 4 and Xbox One, you got Saints Row 4, reelected and get out of hell. Nowhere is near close to the best, but still a Saints Row game yeah, yeah. compared to the reboot. Good. It was good. It had its moments. It had. It, this is where they went really far left, and I was like, "Yeah, oh, wow. this is when I like when I jumped yeah. into Saints Row for real, and I was like, yeah. what the fuck is going on in this damn game?'" I, I mean, it was cool. It was fun. I thought it was interesting. Yeah. Uh, you know, this is where Coalition kind of lost it a little bit, but it still had its moments. It still had some fun in there, but it certainly wasn't Saints Row Two, which I still consider probably the best. Yeah. Uh, then in 2017, PlayStation 4 released Gravity Rush 2. Underrated game, gorgeous game, great story. More people should have played Gravity Rush yeah, 1 and so, 2. I played Gravity Rush on the Vita. Absolutely drop-dead gorgeous game. Just beautiful I was animation. watching gameplay. I was like... Yeah, yeah. Like, so I good, man. About downloading it. Yeah, so good. Damn. Yep. Uh, then it's 2008 on iOS. You got Friday the 13th Color Killer Puzzle. Excuse me. So shout out to that. Then in 2021 on PC, you got Ender Lilies, Quietest of the Nights. I almost picked up that game like probably Ender a half Lilies. or probably probably a dozen Baker's dozen times. I've almost picked that game oh, up damn. at points because the art style is so damn cool. I wanted to play it. Um, it kind of had that puppeteer uh, almost. Okay. Atlas Vanillaware mix kind of it's so damn cool looking. Uh, I've almost picked it up, but I never have, so I don't have any thoughts on it. But I just love the art style in that game. It's kind of cool. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, then in 2021, on everything, we got Hitman 3. Shout out to Hitman 3. Shout out to Hitman 3. Then in 2021, you were on Linux in Macintosh, you got Skull the Hero Slayer. It's one of the uh. It's one of the good ones, uh, good roguelikes, apparently. It's like up there with Dead Tales and them. Uh, then in 2022 on PC, you got Shinorubi. Yes. Shinorubi. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> that sounded like the best way to say it. Uh, um, <laughs> then in 2022, a game that we actually liked and had a good time with, um, I, I don't. I don't have anything bad to say about it. A lot of people did. Mm-hmm. Tom Clancy's Rainbow Six Extraction. Yeah, yeah. You, me, Mav. We had a good time with time. it. Yeah, yeah, we were having yeah. fun. Yeah, I don't it, know. A lot it of had its like bo- it. bro. We were any time again. I will always say this. You know, a game is hitting a little differently when you are playing the game and you are actually talking about strategy in like military terms, like when you start to go you talk into about that, the game, you mm-hmm. talk about the game and the conversations that we normally have when we're just jamming out, having a good time and things get crazy. No, we're talking wild. about the game. We're talking about the game. We're talking about where enemies are. Enemy. We're strategizing going into the next room, how we're going to complete things. Game had the game had something there. It did. It, yeah. it, I don't know why so many people didn't like it, but it had something. It was cool. So for sure. Yeah, we had a good time with it. Yeah. Uh then in 2022, Nintendo Switch, PC, PlayStation 4, and Xbox One got Windjammers 2. Then in 2023, Nintendo Switch released Fire Emblem Engage. If, if Switch Two is uh, if if Switch Two is backwards compatible, Fire Emblem one? will be 
Yep, I will be going back to uh, Fire Emblems that I missed for sure. Okay. That and nice. Xenogears are the two franchises that I absolutely want to play. So if they have backwards compatibility as which two, I will more than likely be picking Jumping. it up if it looks good on a big screen and go back and play those because yeah, That's Fire Emblem, I love Fire Emblem. Been in 2023 on PC and PlayStation 5, you got Hitman World of Assassination. Let's go! IO could be a part of the team pretty soon. Xbox team pretty soon. Maybe. We'll see. Maybe. Uh, then Dragon. we got everybody's uh, favorite game Bond. in Don't 2023 PC. Lockdown 2024. What the fuck is that? I don't know. It looks like it's what not safe for work. What, what year did it come out in? 2023 oh okay so they were they they weren't they weren't predicting the future per se locked oh of course it probably brings up all the freaking pandemic stuff when i type in locked out i can better type in game <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's, it's, probably, it's probably you know one of those huh? is a point and click adventure game with a linear storyline it's about a young man who's lived a very sheltered life oh okay so we got Oh yeah! Oh oh yeah! This is fully, fully yeah yeah yeah. Uh, oh, lock, oh, I'll just read the I'll just read the warnings. Lockdown twenty twenty four includes explicit sex, language, prescription oh, drug, okay. prescription drug use. All characters mm. in the game are eighteen plus, and all sexual acts in the game are consensual. <laughs> put that on the Steam fucking page. What the fuck, bro? <laughs> You gotta make sure it's consensual uh, when you're gaming, man. Yeah. Oh my god. They said incestuous, they said it was okay. Incestuous relationships. Current sexual interests include big breasts, big asses, small breasts, masturbation, <laughs> sex toys, and harem. <laughs> you gotta love fucking PC, bro. It's oh like- my god. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, uh, yo, yo, it's yo. it's amazing, man. I guess, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, 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 people like it. It is what it is. Yep. Um, then apparently, this year we're supposed to be getting uh, Last Remains on PC. Last uh, Remains, huh? Later this year, they do future survival? shit. Is it future shit? <laughs> Vic, Vic, I do not know. Shout out to Vic, the motherfucking click in here. He says, I'm buying this today. <laughs> Hey, Locked out you gotta be careful. I do not doubt it. Yo, you gotta be careful. I'm gonna tell you one thing about Vic. Yeah. You gotta be careful about Vic. He'll put some things on your timeline mm. that you weren't expecting to see. I was just gonna say his posts say it all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah he be going. He be retweeting. <laughs> be, be retweeting some women, and I, I'd be like, "Hey, yo, Vic, I see you, man. You got some decent taste, man. I hear. I feel you, man. Shout out to you, man." Yeah, that's a good take. Uh, Nothing wrong okay. with that. <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, uh, no, Lord, Jasper, Lord Jasper. No, no, no one-handed accessibility options on this one. He goes, I'm out. <laughs> the last one, you had to beat the game first. So yes. yes. At least it gave you some uh, motivation. Yeah. All right, ladies and gentlemen. What a fantastic freaking episode of Living Split Screen, <laughs> episode 130 is in the books uh look you know where to find us every saturday 9 a.m central 10 a.m eastern 3 p.m uk time right here on this channel living split screen a non-console eccentric platform talking about everything 
going on within the gaming industry. Uh, again, we we had another very passionate episode. A lot of different uh, ideologies that are that people are discussing, and it's all just exactly that discussion points, right? Um, something for us to to talk about. Um, figure out why people are crazy, why we are crazy, and why we greatly appreciate you guys being here. So, um, again, gaming is art should definitely be treated as such. Uh, I would never be. I, I never thought that I would be in a place talking about gaming the way that I am today. Um, and again, that's greatly appreciated from you guys. Every time that I come here, I try to bring my utmost, uh, bring the energies high at all times. And uh, you guys love it. So, uh, Pong, greatly appreciate you too. Uh, I know you're going you're gonna to be hard on yourself, but it's all good, yeah. man. Um, yeah. we, were able to, we were able to pull it out. And regardless, we're going to have some fun today. So, uh, I think everything is going to be locked in. But again, glad you are all right, brother man. Oh, yeah. And uh, hey, man, I, you can start off this time letting the people, letting the people out of here, man. Where where can they find you? Absolutely. Uh, yeah. Apologize to everybody, uh, Steel and the chat uh, for being late. Um, never want that to happen again. Just one of those nights. I woke up early in the morning with a headache and fell back to sleep later. And obviously just slept right through the alarm and don't remember it, but uh, thank you all for being here. Amazing show. Um, again, like Steele said, each and every weekend, this core community that we've built here, no matter what, at the end of the day is what it's all freaking about. And the, the, the support, the love, the respect that you guys bring here, great conversations that you have. I know we didn't get as much into the chat today as we sometimes do just because we had some big topics and a lot to get through and victim motherfucker click comes through and he says he can't end the show. We're a mock 6.25. Let's get that to a mock six point or no mock 10.25. Let's get that to a mock 10.5 to end the show. He comes in with the easy layup. He got on that court. Let me show you my skills. And he finger rolled that sucker right into the net. That's right. No backboard on that one. He comes in with a $5 super chat and says, amazing episode, guys. We are not crazy. We are just gamers. Just my game's got a lot of nudity. <laughs> Vic, don't doubt you for the least. Don't the doubt least, it at all. Say. No, not at all. Vic, choo-choo, motherfucker. Thank you for growing up. But yeah, the uh, continued love, support, and respect you guys show us coming out each and every week. Again, giving time chatting lurking 100%. watching in the future five minutes five hours whatever it is super chats um you know membership gifting that's all never expected but always appreciate all of it across the board evenly that's what it's all about here um so thank you all for being here for another episode of living split screen in fact episode 134 in the books right steel i'm pretty sure yes I'm sir right. um 134 Listen, y'all, uh, you guys know the drill by now. Punk Soul on Xbox, formerly known as Twitter, Xbox on the, or Punk Soul on Xbox as well. And then, of course, tonight, it's the Shop Podcast over on PTK Blam's channel. Gotta be there for that hype train um, with Blam, of course, one of the best in the business as the host. Of Got course, Fuzzy Belvedere always coming in with the good, good thoughts on the conversation. Of course, myself, we don't have any guests announced, but that doesn't mean PTK is not going to put up the bat signal and, and one or two people will show up. He has been known to do that, but even if it is a rare show with just us three amigos, you know it's the best way to end your Saturday night. Just 
such a good time on the Chop Podcast every week. Be there 9 p.m. or 8 p.m. Eastern, 7 o'clock Central Time tonight. The Shop Podcast have us tuned in while you guys are playing Pal World because I know all of you are playing Pal World tonight. So get just have us on the background and we'll talk about it too. Um, but uh, otherwise, next week it starts all over again. Double Barrel Gaming is the channel. Mr. Boomstick is the man. Xbox Factor Podcast is the show every Tuesday. And with a great panel, you got steel on there permanently. So you got to join in 12 p.m. Eastern, 11 o'clock Central Time every Tuesday. All good things green over there. Shout out to Boomstick, who is always supporting everybody in this community, including me and Steel, um, for all that he does here. Um, and then, of course, Thursday night, it is p.m. in the p.m. Pong and Mav in the p.m. over on the Fun Speculation Network. Uh, as we like to call it these days, 7 p.m. Eastern, 6 o'clock Central, two-man show. We haven't had a guest in a long time. Mav and I had episode 100 this past, just a couple days ago. Go check that out, episode 100, right after the direct. He got the co-stream to direct, and we just rolled in um, and did p.m. in the p.m. for about four hours. So go check that out. We had great conversations, broke down the entire direct, obviously. Um, but uh, we'll be back next Thursday for that. And then, of course, Friday nights, it's the fam gets together on uh, Xbox Ultimate, 10 p.m. Eastern, 9 o'clock Central Time. Lots of laughs, lots of good talk. We go left, we go right, we go up, we go down, but we have a great time on, on Xbox Ultimate. Tune in every Friday night for that next week. And then, God willing, back here with my brother from another on time next week, I promise. <laughs> rare that this happens, but I do feel bad when it does. But on time next weekend for another episode, 135 of Living Split Screen. Listen, y'all, it's Golden Age of Gaming telling you since i started this podcasting gig for the most part it's the golden age of gaming there's so much to do so much to play you're going to be hearing steel and i talk a whole lot about some of these new games you're going to be seeing a stream potentially a lot of these new games coming out in the next couple of weeks so get ready buckle up get out there play what you love love what you play have a great rest of your weekend and i'll talk to you all real real soon steel brother you get us out of here Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, you can find me everywhere. I steal rain. I, that's he is a seven. Uh, type it in Google. It'll probably be the easiest way. Other than that, I do frequent the streets of the Xbox ecosystem. Uh, just because it works so well between the console and the PC itself. And the streets of uh, X, otherwise known as Twitter. And like Pong uh, mentioned previously, every Tuesday, you can find me with Mr. Boomstick X. L, a pillar in the community, definitely in my belief. Uh, he's given a platform to a lot of people, man, and that's nothing but love and appreciation. He puts up the uh, the hard fight, doing shows five days out of the week. Uh, so come check us out, man. You want to bleed green a little bit? You want to hang out? You want to have some Xbox-centric conversations? Tuesday is going to be the place to come find us. So that's uh, 11 a.m. Central. And uh, other than that, Greatly appreciate you guys for being here. It's been nothing but a consistent thing. Uh, we're going to keep this boat rolling, and uh, we're going to see what magic happens out of it. So uh, y'all stay safe. Enjoy the rest of your day, your evening. We'll see you on Power World, maybe, or um, in whatever gaming universe you decide to involve yourself in. You stay safe. Much love. Peace!